participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Uh, Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, June 27, 2022. Hello again, everyone. I hope you're doing well, and I hope you missed me as much as I missed you. Yes, we were off last week. We, uh, we left you hanging. And I got a lot of people who wrote to me saying, oh, my God, how could you do this to us? You're the only consistent thing in our lives. You're the only good thing in our lives. We look forward to every Monday and Wednesday hanging out with you for three to four hours, sometimes even longer than that. So much disgust. It was an Austin event. There were all those finishes, the crowd, International Fight Week coming up, Armand Sarukian and Mateusz Gamro. I mean, just so much going on. How could you leave us high and dry? Uh, we had to go see the folks up in Canada. And a happy 46th wedding anniversary to them today, June 27th. So it was a great time up in the uh, great white north. I had a lovely time. I appreciate all the messages. I appreciate everyone missing us. As they say in the business, 
distance makes the heart grow fonder. And yes, I had a lot of people say, Ew, how could you leave you fast? Ew. Guess what? Now you miss me a little more. Now you miss us a little more. And we've got a lot to discuss on today's program. The Road to International Fight Week, the 10th annual International Fight Week, Las Vegas, July 2nd, this Saturday, T-Mobile Arena. Fantastic card. Yes, it took a hit this past weekend. Misha Tate, Lauren Murphy, no longer on the card. Lauren Murphy, unfortunately, uh, has covid they're looking for a replacement, not looking good. It's probably going to get moved to the uh, July 16th card on Long Island, which, let's be honest, it could use a bit of a bump, especially on ABC. Uh, there's a lot to discuss as it pertains to the 10th annual UFC International Fight Week event, extravaganza, festivities. Uh, I will be back in Las Vegas. A lot going on over there as well. Perhaps we'll be meeting up with some of you out there, some of the loyal viewers and listeners of the program. On today's program, it will be the return of the highly anticipated, always very popular International Fight Week draft. It used to be a staple of the Monday show before IFW, as the cool kids say. Uh, we did it once at ESPN. It was not so good. Uh, you know, we had to uh, we had to play nice and uh, bring along some dead weight. And now we are back and better than ever. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, we'll be doing that later in the program. If you don't know what the International Fight Week draft is, let me tell you, it's one of the best pieces of programming in MMA, and that'll be coming up later on in the program. Like I said, a lot has happened since we last spoke, a lot of great guests on today's program, a lot to get to on today's program. So I don't think we have a lot of time to waste. I don't think we have a lot of time to dilly-dally. We got to get to everything. As always, today's show and our show is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, there they are, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of not only the UFC, but also the MMAR. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code the MMAR for a special offer when you sign up. Again, that's code the MMAR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Please support them because they support us. Put in the code so that they know we sent you. Now, today's show, uh, very exciting. Later on in the show, Jessica Rose Clark, who returns to action this Saturday at UFC 276. Yes, she's coming off a loss. Yes, her winning streak was snapped recently. She is coming on the show to break some news, some very important news pertaining to UFC 276. So, Frank, I hope you have. I know it's a little bit rusty back there. You know, we've been off for uh, a little over a week, right, since our last show, about 10 or so days since our last show, which is incredible. I mean, I don't, I, I don't blame you all for feeling a little bit, you know, FOMO-ish. Uh, but you got the breaking news, right? You have that ready? Oh, it's yeah. Still, you haven't forgotten it? Definitely not. What does it sound like? Just wanted to make sure that you had it ready. So uh, at around 4.30, you'll be hearing that music because Jessica Rose coming on to break some massive news as it pertains to UFC 276. Stay tuned for that. At around 3.30, uh, Eddie Hearn the headman over at Matchroom Boxing will be making history as he is known to do because I think he'll be joining us in studio for the third time in 2022, right? Uh, the first one was this year, I believe. It was around, was it around the time of the Taylor Serrano presser and then he came back? Actually, is this the fourth time? This might be the fourth time in studio. Whatever the case. Uh, where's our statistician, Jedi Goodman, when you need him? The point is he is back in studio because... He is here to promote the Triple G Canelo trilogy fight that's going down September 17th in Las Vegas 
on DAZN. They've been doing a little bit of a, uh, a media tour. They were in Los Angeles on Friday, June 24th, my mom's birthday. Happy birthday to her. Big weekend. That's why I was there. And now he's in New York, and he's going to stop by because he told his PR guy, Fred, listen, anytime I'm in New York, I got to stop by the MA Hour. Yes, it's the MA Hour. No, not the boxing hour. But the problem is there ain't anyone that's that good in the world of boxing covering that sport. So he loves covering or coming on this show to talk to us because we hit him with the great questions that you all want answers to. So we'll be talking to Eddie Hearn about all of that. Uh, going on in the world of boxing, in the world of matchroom, in the world of the sweet science, not only Triple G Canelo, but there's actually a big MMA story attached to matchroom and Eddie Hearn that we'll get to involving one of our own, Chris Cyborg, you may have heard. Chris Cyborg and Katie Taylor potentially in talks to fight, not Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano too, which is a bit of a curveball. So that'll be at 3.30. We'll be joined in studio by Edward Hearn. Always great to have him on. Always appreciate his time. At 3 o'clock... We'll have the uh, the former UFC featherweight champion, Max Holloway, on the show. He fights in the co-main event this Saturday against Alex the Great Volkanovsky. Of course, it's the trilogy fight. They first met at UFC 245 in December of 2019. Then they fought on, quote-unquote, Fight Island in July of 2020 in front of no one. And now they're back at T-Mobile Arena, site of the first fight, to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, and you would think once and for all, if if Max doesn't win this, robbery or not, he ain't getting a fourth crack, unless it's like the most egregious robbery of all time. So it's a must win, I would say, for Max, as long as uh, Alex Volkanovsky is the champion. Always great to talk to uh, Mr. Blessed, and he'll join us at 3 o'clock. At around 2.20, 2.25, we'll have the International Fight Week draft. We'll also recap uh, the week that was in terms of betting. So stay tuned for that. It'll be myself, uh, GC, who's back from his European vacation. You'll hear from him in a moment. And New York Rick will each pick five fighters competing this weekend on the UFC card and the PFL card. I know they're not really related, but, you know, ESPN family, two events. They don't really do the two or three event thing anymore in Vegas, so we had to add one. Uh, nevertheless, we'll pick five, and uh, the one who gets the most fighters right, no betting lines attached, just straight up. Uh, is the champion of the International Fight Week draft. How about that? Sort of like how the Knicks were the champion of the NBA draft last uh, week, last Thursday. The champion of this will be the champion of the draft. So that will be at around uh, 2.20. Danny Sabatello will join us. He had a big win over Leandro Higo and then uh, turned on the crowd afterwards. And then there was that great face-to-face with uh, Raytheon Stotts in the cage. And now they'll be meeting. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And so uh, Mr. Sabatello, the Italian gangster, will join us to talk about the big win, the crowd, the booing. Was he happy with the performance? He's quite the character. I enjoy speaking to him. I'm looking forward to that. And the brand spanking new Bellator middleweight champion, Johnny Eblen, the human cheat code himself. What a weekend, by the way, for ATT, American Top Team. Uh, You had Johnny Eblen win in an incredible performance against Gegard Mousasi, shades of 2010, April 2010 in Nashville, Tennessee, when King Mohammed Lawal defeated Gegard Mousasi to win that belt at 205. He beats Gegard Mousasi and was never even close, 50 to 45. Now all of a sudden he's the champion of the world. That was a big win. Sabatel was a big win for ATT. Mateus Gamrot on Saturday was a big win for ATT. I know it was a close fight, but still got the nod in the main event against Armand Sarukian. So a big weekend for the Coconut Creek based team. We'll talk to Johnny Eblen, the new Bellator middleweight champ, 
quite the character as well. We've been going back and forth on text. I am looking forward to that. Speaking of this past Friday at Mohegan Sun in beautiful Uncasville, Connecticut, uh, our very own GC went straight off the plane from his European travels and said, I need to be there as his guy, Gegar Musasi, was competing in the main event of Bellator 282. He had to take it all in. Unfortunately, it didn't really uh, pan out for for his new favorite fighter, but I wanted to ask him about the experience. So uh, let's uh, let's check in with the... Uh, oh, yes, there he is with Bellator Burks himself. You actually got the merch. Well done. Yeah, had to get the shirt. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, thank you. Are my, you still jet-lagged? My corner was a little disheveled, but uh, yeah, how do you got feel about the place? I mean, did you feel like the... Uh, I don't know. It felt like someone came in here and like disrespected. disrespected yeah. uh, I mean, the Kai was ripped down. The belt was gone. Someone tried to unpin the Ericsson. Any suspects? I don't know. I don't know if it was internal or or what, but uh, yeah, we're back. It's all good now. We got the updated poster. We got the Bellator shirt on. This is why I didn't buy the the autographed poster. So what? What? What's the? We had that conversation yeah. off here, so no one yeah, knows right. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's kind of how. Uh, yeah. The radio word. Bell, Bellator 282 poster yes. signed by everyone on the main card. Was, everyone, uh, even everyone. Musasi. Yeah, Musasi and everyone. How much? Uh, only twenty five dollars. Yeah. It's a steal. That's pocket little, change for you. A little disrespectful. Yeah, and you didn't buy it. Nah, because you I got opted the shirt. for the shirt. The shirt Just was the generic Bellator shirt. Yeah, not even be a Bellator 282 shirt. Not even an Uncasville shirt. It's just slapped logo on black yeah, shirt. That's what I like. I want to like be able that. to wear it. Yeah. Now you're really living the Bellator Burks gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. Amazingly, you have gone to a Bellator event before a UFC event, and an LFA event before, before all the of them. Bellator event. Yeah, you're yeah. doing it backwards. No, no, no. I'm crescendoing up. I'll have a better appreciation once I finally get to see UFC. Before we get to all of that, how was the trip? Oh, fantastic. Amazing. Uh, I mean, unbelievable. I can't wait to go back. Trip of a lifetime. Are you planning on going back anytime soon? No. Okay. You just mean in general. uh, Yeah, hopefully I live long enough. I can go back some. Was the highlight uh, the pilgrimage to MMA Factory? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. It is out there. Yeah. You're like getting into like the real local. There were no tourists. Uh, there, disappointed that the the doors were down and yeah, it was closed. Hell? Yeah, I, I probably would have popped in, maybe bought some merch or something. What time there. was it? It was like four in the afternoon on a, like uh-huh. a on like a Monday. Yeah, it wasn't weekend or anything. I could hear people hitting bags inside though, so oh. suspicions are maybe you know the former interim champ was uh, in there, so it was privatized. You didn't knock. <laughs> no, I did not, not knock. I gave I him know. a heads up. Fernand said, "You're welcome." Yeah. I guess I wasn't aware of that until I put the picture out, so I had already been there. Oh, didn't I say it before? Mm, Maybe not. No, yeah, I think it was afterward. I think it was. It so was you did. You, so you went around town. You did the videos. You were a big hit. Also, Mazel Tov, congratulations! Uh, you surpassed ten thousand followers on yeah, Twitter. I mean, yeah. real Twitter sensation, social media darling. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's really coming up all GC. Oh, wow, thank you. Yes, did, yeah, yes. Class, thank you for yeah. that, Frank. Uh, I mean, it's a really big deal. 10K is a big deal. When you join the team, how many do you have? Like 10 followers? Yeah, something around there. Yeah, 10. So we've multiplied it by 1,000. Were you even in the 1,000? No, I definitely wasn't in the 1,000. But I, didn't really, I also didn't really tweet at all. I'm also getting, you know, I'm getting the Helwani rub that, that doesn't hurt it. So, yeah. No, but you had a couple. You Like, you had one on uh, Yeri and Glover that did over, like, I saw like 12,000 likes. Oh, uh, yeah. Every once in a while, yeah. You hit. All right. Well, yeah. okay, so you're back. Uh, and We're then you back. went to Bellator. Okay, so I, I want to live vicariously yeah. through you. How was it? 
It was fun. It was fun. It, uh, you know, it's a step up from LFA. LFA, we were kind of in like a concert hall and it was, there was only, you know, a few dozen people in the crowd. This felt more, you know, you're in a stadium. It felt like much more of a production. How's uh, Mohegan Sun? You know, I've never been to Mohegan Sun, believe it or not. I mean, the casino itself is unbelievably nice. I mean, they sunk millions of dollars into that. Like, uh, I mean, it's top of the line. Is Rest, it? I mean, yeah. It's Vegas-esque. You've never been to Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. What Troy said, you know, TST, TST who I was there, with, yeah. who's been to Vegas on numerous occasions, he says that this is nicer than any casino in Vegas. Really? As, I mean, it's if you're talking about just a nice venue, it is incredibly nice, yeah. The, the, arena's, the arena's pretty good. Nice Probably hotel seats. room, or you guys didn't stay there? No, nah, I didn't stay there. Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't. I, it was actually, I tried to stay. It was too expensive. If wow. I have, if I have to say, yeah, it was like five or $600 a night. Wow. After yeah, the Europe trip, yeah, no, can't couldn't, that. couldn't swing that. Uh, how was the crowd filled? Uh, all right, so I get in for the third fight on Cody Law, ah, who ended up breaking my heart. Friend of the show, yeah, yeah, friend of the show, heartbreaker. He killed two parlays. Uh, Would have had a winning week, close at minus nine hundred, no big deal. Thirty twenty sixth, whatever. Not salty about wow. it. Uh, get in for that. Uh, it's just like kind of dead. There's like no one in there. It felt very, uh, felt like an exhibition. But as the night went on, it started to fill up. And by the time the main card got going, it was the crowd was the crowd was pretty good, man. You know, I, I I'm I'm very excited to ask you about the difference between a Bellator and a UFC because I do feel like Bellator produces their event more for the TV audience than the in-house audience, as opposed to UFC, which obviously has been around longer, has figured out the formula of doing it, not when they do the Apex shows, but I mean like when they do the pay-per-views, they give you something to do at all times when you're in the arena, and they're also doing the TV oh, really? thing as well. Yeah. Okay, all right. So yeah, so during the prelims, the, the pacing was unbelievable. Like it was like as soon as the previous fighters left the cage, the next ones were walking up the ramp. There was no introductions of names or anything. They would just put their names up on the right. screen and they would just trot out there. And that was it. Like the pacing was rapid. It was like I was almost taken aback. I was like, wow, we haven't had to do any waiting at all. When it switches over to the main card, it like it just felt like it became so much more Let's of a production. Desk, like, let's yeah, go to this, let's lasers go to started going off. The lights became more like exquisite. Like they had a smoke machine going, like the entire prelims, uh, which kind of gave like a weird smell in the arena. But that went off, and like it felt like more professional. Uh, they started blaring like much more like popular music. Started actually introducing the fighters, real walkouts, like post fight interviews. So like. A flip switches for sure when they go to uh, from YouTube to Showtime. You had Brennan Ward, big uh, local guy, big pop oh, yeah. for him. Oh yeah, huge pop for him. He he was probably the the most cheered for fighter on the entire card. I would imagine. Yeah, big Connecticut guy uh, had the win, so they loved that. Yeah, great win. Great um, win. TKO finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he made it look easy. Uh, had the under in him, had him in a parlay, so that was great. Uh, yeah, I actually got a, I got a picture from my seats here. Oh, uh, so this is my biggest complaint. So this is my seats when I'm, you know, early on in the in the fight. When we switch to the pay per view, though, uh, you know, I set all the production, and everything. I don't know what Bellator did, but they turned this light on oh, for the rest what of in the, the show. World? It, I swear to that God, it was like the sun was in my face. So I was wearing a hat backwards. I had to turn it forward and I had to like strategically be looking. So like the brim of my hat wasn't blocking the cage, but it was also perfectly blocking the light. Uh, the jumbotron in the back was a completely out of the question at this point now, uh, which was a huge issue because as you can see from the seats, like 
all the cameramen and like there were many times where the fighters would get up against the cage and the cameraman and the ref and the angle i couldn't see anything so i depend i had to depend on the jumbotron that was out of the question once uh, once this world? light came on i'm in I really don't know. I almost, I almost tweeted at Bellator to try and be like, yo, you please. You should have hit up my guy, CJ. He said he was going to take care of you. I should have. He didn't I take care of you? No, he did hit me up. He did hit me up about and? Uh, next time I come. Next time? We, we wanted to. I, what are you talking about? I mean, about? look at the sun right here. Like, this is unbelievable. I'm getting a migraine just looking time. at this picture. It reminds yeah, me of the, 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 the light that was in here. For yeah, months. you would not have handled it well. It was, it was tough sledding. Uh, how, how, how high up were you, by the way? Uh, I know it always looks further away on, on the row phone. Row N? Oh, it's not so bad. It, nah, we were lower level. I think, though, which I've heard many people say that, I think the best seats actually would have been higher top, looking down into the into the octagon. Did you happen ring, to catch uh, you know a glimpse of the great Josh Thompson, Big John Oh, McCarthy. yeah. I saw, I saw Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson, Selfies? after after the uh, Homasi knockout, which in my opinion was actually probably the highlight of the night because mm-hmm. we had a great view of that in the cage and it was just like a clean, just knock the dude out. Everyone was going crazy around the cage and I saw Josh Thompson like celebrating with someone and uh, he tripped. Played it off well, but oh. uh, yeah, he tripped bad. Veteran move. Yeah, no, veteran move to play it off, but yeah. I was like, oh. Well. Yeah. Um, Alright, so the lighting was a bit of a bummer, but what about when Danny Sabatello oh, got man. in there? What, did the crowd turn so, on him? The crowd turned on him because the fight was boring. The fight was a snoozer. Yeah. Uh, and I usually please, try not to say that. Please clip this off, by the way, for when uh, Danny comes on. Or no, I mean, he, he doesn't care. He no, let the no, whole no. crowd know that. He does not care. He's right. there to win. And, I, and he won convincingly. I as soon as, as soon as the fight ended, I ran and got another drink. And like the people in the crowd, like I was waiting in line. And someone was like, does anyone see the decision? I was like, I mean, come on. I don't need to see it. So right. I tell won convincingly. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. And then he... Uh, turns on the crowd, which incited Great promo. Even, I mean, yeah, he. They started booing him as the fight went on, and I think that annoyed him. And then everyone started booing him even more. And then he basically just told the crowd to f off. More boos. And then Stotts comes up and is like, "You suck." Crowd goes nuts. It was the loudest the crowd went the entire night. Uh, was when Stotts said that Sabatella sucked. So this was brilliant on Bellator's part. By the way, them facing off like the result that they needed was this. Yeah, uh, Sabatello and Stotts. Uh, I would just like to say I have extended an open invitation to both of them to do a face-to-face here in <laughs> studio. Oh, in studio, so uh, Danny Sabatello and uh, Raytheon Stotts, and the wheels are in motion. I just want to let everyone know to have both those guys in studio. Look, they don't have the the, the pedigree or the resume of a AJ McKee and a Patricio Pitbull, but personality-wise, Bellator needs to get behind this fight. Yes. And yes, I know that performance wasn't anything to write home about but Leandro Higo's a tough out and he needed to get this win to get to this fight which I think will be fun Stotts is a superstar in the making personality wise and so to bring him down from the set to do that in front of the live audience and the TV audience and then he playing it he played it off perfectly now he becomes a huge baby face Sabatello's cool with being the the heel even though I felt like he was like on this baby face trajectory after his last performance it was perfect this this couldn't have and the fight was what it was, but the aftermath couldn't have ended up better for Bellator. Yes, in my opinion, he won. He dominated. He moves on to the next round. And like uh, I'm with you on the babyface thing for Sabatello. I saw a lot of uh, people like dressed in like Italian gangster yes. garb, like they were like really there for Sabatello. I think just you know the fight. People were hoping it was going to be a little bit more exciting the way he was talking beforehand. Uh, but yeah, he still won, and now it sets up this fight. I I think it's, I mean. 
It's he's a wrestler. He at this he's still just a wrestler. He's yeah. not like a yeah. fully complete mixed martial artist. And I think he talked so much going into that fight, he just needed to secure the victory. And he did. I it was never so. close. It was never like no. it was never in doubt. No, I mean, like I think in the second round was maybe the only round he go won. And like that's just because he couldn't get him down. I, I can't I can't fully remember, but yeah. Going into rounds four and five, it was like this fight is over. He's just going to take him down again, and he's just going to ride him out to a victory. I need to ask him this question when he comes on in a bit. Uh, but he mentioned in the post-fight interview that if he swore he was going to get fined, and I heard he got fined. Oh, I would imagine, yeah. By the commission. Yeah, I mean, he said, oh, like the Connecticut the, commission. The, the, it's the Mohegan Tribe Commission. Okay, yeah, The head yeah, man yeah. is Mike Mazzulli, uh, who apparently said, according to the ABC rules— uh, you cannot swear, and then he said, "I don't care." And it was it was a great promo. I mean, he turned it. He yeah. did the old ally Quinta. He instead of like you know coming in and saying, "Oh, I'm sorry." Uh, next time, this and that, <laughs> he freaking doubled down on the performance, and that's exactly what he had to do. So, I thought he nailed it, ten out of ten. And then we get to the main, and it's Gary Musasi, legend, who you are like all of a sudden he's your guy. I mean, dude, his interviews on the show were yeah. fantastic. I watched some other ones with him. I mean, I just love the guy's personality. He just doesn't, he just can't be bothered by anything. Uh, he just doesn't really care. I mean, he's a legend, you know, going back and watching some of his highlights. He was going for win number 50. Uh, he obviously cashed me some money against Vanderford. Exact same situation, 11 and 0, coming in, undefeated prospect, you know, sort of a wrestling based guy. Did not work out. Johnny Ablin, pillar to post, dominated. Like it was at first in the beginning of the fight, it looked like he had a little bit of nervous energy that was gone by the end of the first round. He's like pointing, calling his shots. He's doing like the cartoon punching wind up. <laughs> and I was like, this fight is over. Like Musashi's got nothing for this dude. Uh, yeah. 50, 45 across the board. No question about it. I want to say this and I don't want to be disrespectful to Johnny, who's going to join us in about eight minutes. That was a shocking performance only because Gegard had been looking so good as of late. Yeah. Right. He started to get into the conversation of best men in the world. No one was ranking him above Izzy, but he was starting to be in the conversation of number two, right? We've had this conversation. I stand by everything like that. You can make a case that he's above a Whitaker, right? Or a Cannoneer, whatever. And then he goes in there against Johnny Eblen, wrestler, relatively unknown. I know he's undefeated. I know he's with ATT. This, to me, is, is, is a, it's okay for Bellator. It's a fine... The lesson here for Bellator has to be you need to tell, like, no one knew who Johnny Eblen was going into this fight. I bet you most fans watching this show, meaning the hardest of the hardcore, would have a hard time off the top of their heads telling you who his last win came against. And so you need to make these wins against the Musasis of the world matter by building them up and giving them the correct amount of real estate and time and promotional push leading up to these moments so that it matters not just. Give him the title fight once he gets to, you know, 10-0, and 11-0, and he's just the next guy there. No, it has to matter, and I don't feel like they did that with Johnny. Now, can they do that now? Yes, but I feel like that win should have actually been a bigger deal. Like, I compare it, 2010, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and King Mo beat Mohamed Lawal, excuse me, King Mo beat Gegard Musasi in a very similar type of fight in terms of the fact that he dominated him um, for, you know, the vast majority of the fight. King Mo was a way bigger deal in that fight and win meant much more because he was a bigger deal going into the fight. Uh, coincidentally, King Mo was in Johnny Eblen's corner. Nice little, you know, full circle moment there. They need to do a better job of telling the world who this Johnny Eblen character is. I'm 100% with you. I mean, if I ever had one com consistent complaint about Bellator is that their promotion is strongly lacking. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it just doesn't even feel like... 
Like this is probably one of the better Bellator cards I've ever seen made. Like we had Katzengano and everyone on the on prelims. The, on the prelims, like uh, you know, you had the undefeated prospects and Lucas Brennan, Cody Law, people like that, and it just felt like there was just no sort yeah. of hype around it at all. I mean, we uh, we were like getting a drink outside of the arena uh, as the first couple fights were going on, and it was two first round knockouts and. You would just never have known that it was even taking place in the same building as wow. the one we were in. So overall, if you had to grade it, the experience? Mm. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Interesting. I wow. can, I'm considering five. Wow. I want to I see what a UFC card's like. <laughs> I mean, Not even a passing grade, huh? You're considering a five out of ten. It didn't help that... The two main the the main event and the co main were not exciting. Yeah, I guess even though you were watching, quote unquote, history like this young stud beating a legend, it but it just didn't kind feel of, like yeah, that. It didn't yeah. feel like that because of all the things that you just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you too. Like, I felt like they should have been riding the Musasi hype train and then it getting derailed. Like, it's like uh, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's like uh, it's such a fickle sport. I mean, like you said, four four months ago, people were saying he's the best middleweight in the yeah. entire world, and now he's losing to uh, an eleven and zero Bellator prospect. And now people are saying Johnny Eblen might be a top five middleweight in the world. It's uh, a tough one. Feel yeah, we'll like, talk about that. I mean, I don't feel know. Like they should have. I'm with you. I feel like it should have been more hyped up. I think the the best thing Bellator could ever do is have unique posters. <laughs> I don't know how much that would help, but it just bothers me so much that every poster is the exact same. I mean, not that much different than UFC, is it? I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, this this is like this is different than last week, and it's right. like it's always going to be different. I mean, sure. I don't think UFC has the best posters of any promotion out there, but being kind, they're at least unique. Bellator, it's literally just the white, the red, slap on the slap on the fighters and move on with it. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, all right. So then on July sixteenth. That's You'll when the real be test will come. on yeah. Long Island now, not a pay per view, which I do on think Long is Island important. Long Island. No, it's on. It's 100% on. Yeah, ask some people in. Ask the uh, the Long Island native to your left. On. On. Thank you. Yeah, more than uh, in Long Island guy. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it's an actual fact. What about Frank? Frank on or in? In. Yeah. I, no, feel, I don't, I don't, I I don't buy that for a second. Anyway. 2-2. Two, two. July 16th. Oh, two things that are going against that card that you're going, so I don't even know if it's fair. Afternoon card. Doesn't quite hit the same. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of July. Weird. And uh, number two, fight night. Yep. And fight nights are never the same. Like, it's not the same as as. as I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine. And it's it's not the, you know, actually, Misha going on that card would, would, would bump it up a little bit. But it it's won't a, be Lauren Murphy? No, it might be Lauren Murphy, yeah. Okay. That's the plan. Jack Shore, that's who I'm most excited for. Yeah, makes, uh, please don't get me started on Jack Shore being on that card seven days before yeah, UFC London. Yeah. I am living about that. <laughs> so the guy is yeah. fighting seven days before UFC London in Long Island. He's from Wales. He's a huge deal. He helped bring all these fans. Not like they need him to sell it. Don't, don't get me started on that. It makes no sense. I would love if someone at one of these press conferences, instead of asking Dana how excited he is about his NFT collection, ask him why Jack Shore is fighting seven days before UFC London when he's the pride of Wales, please. Maybe not yeah. this weekend. I don't know if he's going to be at the events uh, this weekend, but someone should ask him that question. Um, we'll get into the whole UFC portion of the weekend as well. There was also PFL. There was a lot going on this weekend. Oh, PFL. You have to keep me away from that. Anytime I even mention Mess. making a PFL, but I mean, did you see that like every underdog won and all the, or oh, yeah. two of the four underdogs won? Every heavyweight fight went the distance. 
mess. I I had, I think I had six different parlay pieces from the PFL, and all six of them missed. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Your boy bad. Jed was at PFL. You were at Bellator. Yeah. Big yeah. weekend for the oh, uh, yeah. No Bets Bar crew. Yeah, huge, huge. Yeah. He said he was going to interview the Smart Cage, see what's good with it. Uh, I did listen, by the way, to the No Bets Barred uh, podcast when I was in Montreal last week. It was tremendous. I appreciate Um, that. My favorite part was uh, Jed going on a whole big soliloquy as to why Neil Magny was going to beat Shavkat Rachmanov. And I was like, (laughs) come on. I mean, like, with all due respect. Yeah, he took took Magny by decision, I think. I supported him, but I would never take that with him. Uh, Yeah, I feel like it is... I don't know. Maybe it's getting a little underplayed, but, like, that was supposed to be a test for Shavkat, and it was never even a a thought of him losing that fight from opening bell to the time he choked him out. If by the end of 2023, and we'll talk more about the UFC card when we recap your picks in a bit in around an hour. If by the end of 2023, so meaning a year and a half from now, Hamza doesn't fight Shavkat for the belt. Oh man, what a fight that would be. We've got problems. If that was a pay-per-view in America, that might be a uh, one that I would travel to. If, if that was a title fight. There's no reason why those two aren't fighting for the belt by the end of 2023 at some point. You know what I'm saying? Kamaru Usman, it could be a reason if he just keeps stopping people. I think those guys have what it takes. I mean, I do too. Whoever gets to him first. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Whoever gets to him first. Now, there could be a scenario where they get to him and maybe it's a little too soon and they stumble, but I am... Hamzat is infinitely more popular than Shavkat is. Um, and I think it's only honestly because Hamzat speaks a little bit of English and had that like amazing moment in July. Yeah, he has a bigger personality. Has yeah. a bigger personality. But Shavkat to me is just as good, just I as ho- good, just as dominant. I hope they push him along like they did Hamzat to like a, a Gilbert Burns esque, uh, you know, maybe like. Yeah, a, I don't yeah. want Gilbert to fight him because like, I mean the poor yeah, guy. Not Gilbert, you know, yeah, not Gilbert. But like, a win co- over Neil Magny is super impressive. And before the Gilbert fight, Hamzat hadn't beaten anyone as good as Neil Magny. If you go, oh, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, so that is just an amazing win. What a performance. And then the Gamrot um, Arman Surukian fight was great. I know, oh, once yeah. again, and we'll yeah. get into like the yeah, fact we'll get that into it. three of the last four, I think, uh, made no, the last three through. that have gone to decision. Yeah. Yeah. Home the last Viera, three that have gone to decision. And then. Uh, Calvin was Cater, it? Josh Emmett. That Matt was Sarukian. absurd. And this one was, was a tight fight. Yeah. I mean, it was. We'll it was, get into it. We got, uh, we got the middleweight yeah, champion of the world. Okay. Online. All right. Uh, thank you very much for that uh, recap of Bellator 282. Yes, uh, Connor just let us know that the middleweight champion of the Bellator world is joining us. They call him the human cheat code. He had a fantastic win, a virtuoso win, a career-defining, at least as of now, win against one of the greatest fighters of all time, Gegard Mousasi, then middleweight champion. He's now the guy who holds the belt, and it was never even close. Shocking stuff. Saturday, excuse me, Friday night in Uncasville, Connecticut. Without further ado, let us say hello for the first time to Johnny Eblen. Hello, Johnny. How are you? Great. How are you, Ariel? I'm doing great. Congratulations on the win. Uh, we have a lot to get to, and I think we do have, you know, some differences to settle, if I could put it that way. Uh, because the last, oh. yes, the last time I was on the show, uh, I was oh, yeah. harassed and bombarded by your manager who I had to call on the air to ask what was wrong. He wouldn't tell me. I come to learn after the fact that you got mad at him that I didn't have you on the show before your title fight, but I had Danny Sabatello on and you weren't feeling the love from Helwani. So please, this is your open invitation to lay it on thick. Tell me that I missed the boat, that I'm I'm a Johnny come lately. Please, why were you so upset? 
you were sleeping on me just like everybody else. It's okay though, bro. Um, I understand why you had Danny on. He's a character. Um, he does a great job promoting himself, promoting the fights. And I mean, last night he, or uh, Friday night, he did a great job uh, with the post fight. And um, yeah, man, um, I, no, no big deal. I was just kind of, no, you don't, know, talking. Don't, don't, don't walk it back now. I like the trash. No, I'm, I'm, Bring <laughs> me the trash. I no, want the trash. He, he, People have been sleeping on me most of my life, man, and and it's 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 normal. It's okay. But uh, I shut up a lot of people, and look, I'm I'm here now, and um, I'm I'm used to working hard to get where I'm at, and and here we are. I had to win a belt to get on your show, so well, let's I, go. I, I appreciate you taking that route, and congratulate. It was an incredible win. But I do want to ask you about that sentiment, and especially leading up to the fight. We were just talking about this before you came on. I don't feel, and I'm not like I hope. Yeah, sometimes people get a little sensitive in this game. I hope no one takes it this way. I don't feel like the promotion, and I won't put you in a tough spot here. Like I don't think they made a big enough deal of who you are and what you did leading up to the fight and the buildup to this fight to make the win matter even more, right? Like it should have been, holy crap, the undefeated. And I just felt like they just plopped you in there and didn't do enough to tell the world who this guy is, your backstory. You have a great backstory. And I feel like you didn't get that push. Hopefully now you could get the push as champion, but leading up, yeah. did you feel like they pushed you the right way for being honest? Uh, not necessarily. No, I, I felt like they could have pushed a little bit more, but that's not my job. I'm, my job is to show up, fight, beat the shit out of people and put on a performance. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's not my thing to, to debate on like how they should promote me and what they should do with their show. It's, that's not my job. You know, I, I just do what I'm supposed to do and they do, they do what they're supposed to do. And uh, yeah, I, I just felt like, they could have done a little bit better of a job promoting me, uh, me and, and Musasi. I felt like they were po uh, posting a lot more about Musasi as more on his end. They were pushing him a lot. Um, but, uh, I mean, they, they, they promoted me a little bit, just, uh, relatively speaking, not as much as Musasi. So yeah, it felt like, um, I wasn't getting the push that I should have gotten, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. To play devil's advocate, any of that blame fall on your shoulders? Should you be a more outspoken guy? I know you got a great personality. Do you need to promote yourself more? I, I even saw on your Instagram, you were like, hey, my, my, my manager says I need to put out more fun stuff, show my person. Do you need to do that now more? Uh, possibly, yes. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of the guy that just uh, likes to kind of sit back and, and just do the work and then let everything unfold on fight night and not have to do too much uh, talking or too much, you know, like – get in I don't, I don't know like I'm, I'm not too big of a character I, I just like being good at fighting and, and and being known for that if that makes any sense like I kind of see what Danny's doing and I, and like it entices me to do it because he gets a lot of views he, he gets a lot of clicks um, people want to go see him lose or win or whatever if they're fans or not but uh, I don't know it's just not my style all right. Well, it has to be authentic. If it's uh, forced yeah. or fake, people will see right through it. So the more you're exactly, in game, that's why. That, yeah, that's kind of why I don't feel like I need to do it because it's like I don't really. It's just not me. It, it, it's not authentic. When you got the call that you were fighting for the belt, were you surprised that it it, it was coming at this juncture in your Bellator career? Like your record spoke for itself. But you hadn't been put in like a co-main event fight or a main event fight or a number one contender. So were you surprised when you got the offer to fight Musasi, who's on, you know, going into well, this the, such the a number role. one contender fight? The number or sorry to cut you off, but uh, the number one contender fight was when I fought fought Salter, and I kind of knew like fighting him was going to get me to the belt because he beat um, he beat Salter, he beat Austin, um, and then me being Salter kind of put me in the position to fight for the belt. There was nobody else that was really. Um, you know, 
ready to like fight for the belt besides me. Cause uh, I think Tokov hasn't, hasn't fought like a ranked guy. Fabian was one and one, but he just knocked out. Uh, he just knocked out. Or no, he was, yeah, he just knocked out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Leoto. Um, so I was in my fight made sense and no one else did. So I wasn't surprised when it happened. And I, I honestly, I knew I could beat Musashi the whole time. Why? I took the fight. Oh, did you cut out? Uh, no, I just said, why? Why did you know? How are you so confident? Oh, why were you so confident? Oh, there's just things I would see him do in fights that I'm like, I'm, that's not going to happen to me. Like, I knew he would never get on top of me and, and ground and pound me. That's where he's best. And what he does is he's, he, he, he stays very patient. He uses his jab. He, he, he pressure, he's like a pressure counterfighter. So he gets you to play this game, and then he starts touching you. And then you get, he gets guys to get worried. And then he, he makes them make mistakes and then he capitalized on the mistakes. And I just knew if I'm, if I'm in that cage for 25 minutes and I stay completely focused and I stick to my game plan. And if I hurt him, I knew I was going to hurt him though. Cause I've seen him in a few fights uh, where he did get hurt. Like the, the, the Shlomenko fight. Um, that's why I was going Southpaw fucking dipping, touching the leg and throwing left overhand. And then the thing is, is I can switch stances. I'm not just a Southpaw. So um, the first knockdown, I hit him with a double left hand. Like the first one hit him hard, and the second one wasn't as hard. And then I got like uh, I think I did like a sidekick to the knee, and then was like kind of like circling out. And I saw he was about to come in throw a one two. So then I just dipped off. I switched my stance to orthodox, and I fucking hit him with my forearm. I didn't even know I hit him. To be honest, I thought I like hit him in the neck or something. But next thing I know, he's like folding. I'm like, oh shit. And then I I, I kind of rushed in, and then he uh, he shot a double, and um, I had a wizard, and I think I like got out. He didn't really get a takedown. I wouldn't call that a takedown. But uh, some people, some people might. Um, but yeah, there there was things I would see him him get hurt by in fights that I'm like, I can do that to him. Hmm. I'm I'm versatile enough. Um, so yeah, there's things that I would see in video that I'm like, yeah, I can totally capitalize on this. I can totally use this. And I mean, I did it uh, Friday night. You certainly did. Uh, after the fight, there was a great moment that was caught on camera. You were on the mat, and uh, your coach, King Mo, was next to you. And I believe you said something to the effect of, like, I almost didn't believe in myself, right? Didn't you say something to that effect? So when did yeah, that I start mean, to creep in? It would, it, periodically. You know, like, you'll just, I don't know. I'd be like, man, am I really good enough to beat this motherfucker? Like, I don't know. I would doubt myself here and there. But I feel like that's just a part of life. You're going to have little moments of doubt and you have to work through them. And I mean, I did, and now I'm a world champion. Amazing scene because Mo, I, I was there in 2010 when he beat Musasi on CBS in Nashville. Um, I'm wondering just like, did you ever watch that fight? Did he tell you anything about that fight, that moment? It's one of my favorite post-fight interviews ever. I got to go in the locker room to talk to him. He couldn't stand. He was lying down and crying. It was an amazing moment. And I'm wondering, you know, it was very, it was very cool to see him back there in that spot and seeing another young yeah. stud now beat Musasi. Uh, and I'm just wondering if he shared anything with you about that experience 12 years ago. He really just said, hey man, you're in a better spot than I was and I beat him. And he's like, you have way more tools. You're better. You were, you're better than me when I fought him. Wow. And he's like, this is, this is all you, bro. You're, you're gonna, you might finish him is what he told me. He's like, you might finish him. Like, honestly, there's probably days where he believed in me more than I believed in myself. And, uh, yeah. Um, obviously I've watched that fight. Um, Mo did a great job utilizing his wrestling to, 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 uh, win that fight. Um, but like he said, I had, I had a few more tools to beat Musasi and 
it made it like abundantly clear. I was, I was better than them Friday night. Um, you know, 50, 50, 45. Um, I think Mo didn't even beat him that bad. Um, mm. I think Mo might've lost a round or two. I can't remember, or maybe not. I, I would have to look back on that. Uh, not to take anything away from Mo or anything, of course. but uh, he was right. He was right. I, I, I had more tools to utilize for that fight and I decisively beat him and I beat him even worse than he did. He was like, that might've been the worst ass beating he's gotten from somebody. So were you, were you yeah. upset that you didn't finish him? No, I'm actually glad I didn't because so this, so this, um, I got sound bit or a sound bite taken from, uh, my post fight interview about saying I was like the best middleweight in the world. Mm. Um, that was actually relative to the question they asked me. They asked me like, Hey, are you, are you happy that it wasn't like a fluke knockout and that you got to spend all five rounds with them and beat, beat them decisively? I'm like, yes. Cause like I was referring back to the, the Bellator middleweight, uh, championship. Um, I was like, yeah, it, there's no doubt on the best middleweight in the world. Like I should have said Bellator, whatever. Um, but I could see how it got skewed the other way, whatever. You get but yeah, crap I'm for glad this? I got this. Uh, yeah, some trolls in the thing. And I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm a humble guy. I, I know that I'd, I would have to fight more guys to, to kind of solidify. I'm the best middleweight in the world. I understand that I'm not an idiot. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean trolls online, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm glad I spent 25 minutes in there with one of the best middleweights ever, and had fun and just beat the living crap out of him. Um, and it, it just made me believe in myself even more. By the way, it speaks to just how incredible Musasi is. He was the champ 12 years ago. Was around before Mo even got into MMA. Still the champ 12 years later, and at you know uh, very recently was in the discussion for maybe the second best middleweight on the planet. Period behind Izzy. So I mean, the guy is just an absolute legend. Did you feel like he respected you going into this fight? That he understood just how tough you were? No, but it's weird. I feel like he was playing off like he didn't but he was very respectful at weigh-ins he uh i mean he i I, i'm sure he took me seriously i'm not sure i I don't know i think i think he thought the fight was going to be easier than he thought but i'm sure he took me seriously he trained i mean he's a champion Mm. for that many i mean you know i mean it's not like he just like didn't train and like didn't take me seriously whatsoever and i mean even after the fight he's like he, he actually followed me on instagram and sent me a message and said hey man you hey bro you deserve this like wow congratulations yeah, Damn, that is so, classy. Yeah, man, he's a he's a classy dude. He's a good guy. Um, and I kind of got that sense from him. But I think, uh, you know, he, he really believed he was the best middleweight in the world. And I, and I, uh, I I checked him on Friday. I don't know if you knew my walkout song was, but it was uh, "Check Yourself" oh. by Ice Cube. And that was like part of the. That's the reason why I chose that walkout song. So I was like, this dude, he's so confident right now, and I know he's one of the best. And I I, I can see why he's really confident. But dude, I'm gonna. He needs to check himself before he gets wrecked, and I'm gonna be the dude that wrecks him. And uh, I mean, it all played out just like that. So, in 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 the back in the locker room, like here you are, relatively you know young in the game. Uh, were you nervous? First main event, uh, you know, Showtime, title fight, legend. Like how? What were you feeling? I wasn't inside? nervous. You weren't nervous. I wasn't. Nervous. Damn. Oh man, <laughs> it's crazy. I was actually just like chilling, laying, like laying down. Uh, Cause I warmed up a little bit um, when Danny was back there. Cause he had to take uh, Tiago out with him, Tiago Alves. Um, 
So I, I warmed up with Tiago and then Danny fought and I was kind of just like laying down chilling, watching Danny. And then I would move around with Mo here and there periodically to stay warm. But, uh, I was excited. I was, I was happy that this is my job. And like I, Dustin was back there. We were just talking, bullshitting. Um, and we were just, I, I was just like, man, I love this shit. I can't, like, I can't believe this is my, my life. And then, um, they, they called me out. I go out, I walk out, say what's up to the fans, even less nervous. Um, once I get in the cage, I'm smiling. I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'm the main event. Like, hell yeah, this is what I've been working for. And then uh, I remember, I uh, who's the announcer for Bellator? Uh, um, Michael C. Williams. Yeah. My, I go uh, say what's up to Michael C. Williams. He's like, how you doing? I'm like, great, man. I'm like, I just, I just can't believe this is uh, my reality. And I'm about to get locked in here with another killer and have some fucking fun. And then <laughs> I just walk back to my corner and I'm like, and then I just, you know, and then Gegard comes out. I'm just yeah. waiting for, uh, to, to, to get my hands on him. And then, yeah, the fight starts and then I'm in full focus on this dude. And I'm just like, okay, how, how do I take this guy out? And then, yeah. Incredible. And what a crew you had with you. Mo, Dustin, Tiago Alves. I feel like I'm missing one other one. You had like four legends. Who was the other one that you had with you? You had like another, didn't you have another? Mike Brown. Mike Brown, of course. Freaking Mike Brown. Like, you, like this is, first of all, like Dustin coming out, like he doesn't come out for everyone. He doesn't do this sort of thing for everyone. What is it like to have four legends by your side? So DP usually goes to Sabah's fights. Yeah. And Sabah are on the same card, right? Well, when I was sparring with Strickland um, for camp, DP, DP was in, 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 like at the gym as well. And I, I was asking him, hey, man, will you watch my rounds? Like him and uh, George Moswell was watching. Our, I mean, we had a, a bunch of people watching our rounds. But I specifically remember like DP would give me certain cues to keep me relaxed and keep me at my best. And I really like picked up from his energy um, during sparring sessions. And I really liked it. So I was like, Hey, he's never cornered me before. I was like, Hey, uh, do you, would you mind like cornering me for, for this title fight, bro? Cause I really like the energy you bring, like you bring to me during sparring. He's like, yeah, dude, it'd be, it would be an honor. Wow. And I was like, all right, hell yeah. So when he came out, he, uh, he cornered Sabah. Sabah knocked the hell out of that one dude. And then, um, he just hung back and waited for me. And then, yeah. Um, it was awesome having him in my corner because like, he just kept reminding me like, yo, just keep moving and grooving, moving and grooving. Cause me and him kind of listen to the similar type of music. Like we'll listen to like, uh, like modern hip hop, but we'll also listen to like James Brown and stuff and like some funky shit. And I don't know, bro. He's just like, it's just another Thursday sparring session, bro. Just, it's just glorified. And you're getting paid for it. I'm like, he's right. And he just kept me calm, cool, collected and moving and grooving the whole fight. Wow. I can't imagine what it's like first title fight to have guys who have been, you know, top of the mountain, biggest fights possible uh, by your side. And your story is so great. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here. Like, you know, you're a college wrestler, you do your thing, but you didn't really have the road to MMA, you know, paved, so to speak. You moved to Florida, you're working in construction of some kind. You meet Steve Mako yeah. and he convinces yeah. you to go to the gym. Yeah. So crazy story. I, I get a job through my uh, my wrestling coach Brian Smith. His his uh, brother was a director of operations at a paving company. I, I moved down to South Florida for that job. I'm like doing an esti- I'm an estimator. I'm like estimating uh, projects to see how much like materials they need and like what it's going to cost. So a lot of math, a lot of just a normal boring job. But I'm also coaching wrestling at a at a school, American Heritage Del Rey, with my buddy JP Reese. Um, and I end up, you know, kind of coaching the same kid that Mako's coaching and I go to this small, like closed gym 
and Mako's there. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm like, holy fuck. Like Mako's here. Like I, I got to wrestle with him. And we, you know, we get after it. Um, and after our roles, he's like, dude, you're pretty good. Like, he's like, where are you from? I'm like, Missouri. I, I just graduated. And he's like, you should come out of the gym and, and start training. Um, you don't have to fight, but like, it'd be good to get like your look in there. We don't have that many wrestlers. I'm like, cool. So I end up doing that. Um, start falling in love with it. I'm working and fighting and, and training at the same time. Um, just mainly wrestling. I, I can't, I literally have never thrown a strike in my life. Um, and I want to say after a couple months, I took an amateur fight against like some rando completely like beat the crap out of him. Then I, uh, I fought like a, a legitimate guy, my next amateur fight at, I want to say heavyweight or light heavyweight. I can't remember. I think it was heavyweight. Um, his name was Denzel Freeman. Ended up beating him decisively. And then I actually, right after that fight, I decided to quit my job because I uh, talked with Mike Brown and he was saying, hey man, um, if you want to do this full time, you can stay in my spare bedroom and uh, we'll work something out with ATT and Dan and see if we can sponsor you like to stay at the, the gym or at a fighter house. So I was like, yeah, bro, I'll totally do this for a living. Like, I love this shit. Um, and yeah, went from sleeping in Mike Brown's spare bedroom to becoming Bellator middleweight crazy. world champion. Yeah, man. And if, and if you don't <laughs> meet Mako? Like it happened in five years. But if you don't meet Mako, are you still like working in the... I don't go to South Florida. I don't right. know yeah. what happens, you know? I mean, there's glory. There's glory sure uh, from where, where, where i'm from but uh it's not the the same not to take anything away from them but it's not the same level of gym as uh att but james Krause is awesome like the whole uh jason highs there um they, they have a lot of good guys out there but um yeah I, I don't know if this happens if i don't move to south florida and meet mako and so when you left college you didn't have aspirations to go down the like you weren't a fan you didn't you didn't care. i was a fan uh-huh. i just didn't i didn't really know how to I had no outlet to to train. Like my brother actually did some amateur fights back in the day. He wrestled Juke or not Juco. He wrestled uh, at Central Missouri State and was fighting at the same time. But he ended up uh, he he quit fighting. He quit um, he quit wrestling in college like a few years in, and then he ended up getting uh, he ended up working for my parents. He's about to he actually is about to take over my parents' business. Um, they own a coin laundry and and a car wash uh, in Kansas City. So he's doing well. He was actually at my fight. It was awesome to see them see him and my uh, mom, my dad, and, you know, all my fans and stuff um, from back home. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, sorry. I'm trying to, I'm kind of getting uh, long winded. Yeah, no, of, uh, it's just amazing that yeah. like, cause you know, I feel like this day and age, you know, if it was 25 years ago, if you're a wrestler, like, oh, maybe you go to coaching, you go to teaching, whatever. Now it seems like more and more, a lot of the, you know, the great wrestlers, American wrestlers are getting into Tampa Bay. And so it's just amazing how you ended up, like you go to South Florida of all places, which is somewhat of a haven for mixed martial arts. You, you see Steve Bako, who's one of the best of all time in American wrestling, but also a coach and how this, and then you, you're sleeping at, how long did you sleep in, uh, in Mike Brown's spare bedroom for? I want to say about three months. And the funny thing is, bro, he's like, Hey man, you can stay there, but I got to go corner. Like, I think he had to go corner like Kyoji or something. So like the first day I go, right. I, I show up at Mike's house, his girlfriend's there. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> like, Hey, just random dude. Just like staying at like, you know, at his house, but she was really cool. It was, it was all like, it was normal. It was all cool. But the fucked up thing was Mike was out of town and then there was a hurricane on the way. Oh no. So I'm like, 
And it's like, it's like me and this random girl I just met. I'm like, we're trying to like figure out how to like board up the house and like prepare for a hurricane and like ended up not hitting us, but holy shit. It was, it was a very uh, interesting, like first week when I, <laughs> when I moved into his house. <laughs> you know, that's the yeah. part, honestly, that a pe- you know people don't appreciate and understand all the coaches, all the managers who let young up and comers stay with them for free spare bedroom, whatever. And then just with the hopes of it paying off your, you know, your situation worked out, you paid off, but there's a lot who don't pay off and they just do this yeah. out of the cut, you know, like Micah's, uh, you know, salt of the earth type of guy. He didn't have yeah. to do that for you. Um, and now here you are still with him. It's, it's, it's an amazing yeah. thing. And that wasn't that long ago, five years ago. Did you believe, when did you start to believe that this could actually pan out and you could actually, you know, realize your potential? Like, when did you start to feel like, all right, I got something here. So Bellator actually interviewed Mike and, uh, he, he, he kind of hit the nail on the head. Like when I started going with Abu Dhabi champions, like grappling with them and I was giving them trouble just in the grappling with wrestling alone. I was like, I think I can do this. Like I, that's just the grappling aspect. Like I, I didn't even that's, but, but like the fact that I was like that far ahead without any experience, I'm like, I can actually do this. If I just sort out the striking, I can be a world champion. I can be one of the best in the world. No doubt in my mind. I just have to make sure I show up every day and, and put in the work. And uh, honestly, it, yeah, the fir- within the first month or two, I had a good idea. Like, dude, I'm going to be good at this. Wow. Yeah. First month or two. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like just getting thrown into grappling class. Don't know BJJ, but I'm like not getting submitted by world champions. And like, I'm, I'm uh, like giving them hard rounds. And it's like, what the fuck? This guy should be getting submitted like every minute should be getting like beat to death mm-hmm. but uh that wasn't the case so what's interesting now about your situation is that win was so decisive and you know honestly not really that close uh you wouldn't necessarily think that they would run it back but he's still the biggest name out there for you like and he was the champ do you think they're gonna run it back right away do you want to write it back if not what do you think you're they're gonna I don't, do i don't think he wants to run it back right, man right he felt my presence. He's like, fuck, this kid's good. And he's only gonna get better. Like, yeah. dude, give, give me four, give me three more, four more months. Like I'm only going to get better. Like that's the, that's the issue. Like that, that's, uh, and it, it was so decisive. Like, I don't think we have to run it back. I mean, I would be willing to, I don't, I really don't care. Um, yeah, he is the biggest name in Bellator right now. And honestly, the whole, the whole, um, there's no, there's no real number one contender right now. Right. It's kind of the only real number one contender would be Tokov, but even him, he hasn't fought a ranked guy. He's, uh, he fought like, yeah, his last two fights. Well, the one Russian dude he fought in Russia was actually pretty good, but he wasn't a ranked guy. And then the last guy he fought on my card, like, you know, I didn't really know him. Um, and he's not ranked and just, you know, he, I mean, he's getting wins and good for him making money, but, uh, it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? I, I felt like they should have matched him with somebody that is ranked on my card for a number one contender fight. If me and uh, Gegard don't run it back, there we go. We have the next fight ready, but that's not the case. And I mean, Salter's 0-2, his past two. Uh, Vanderford's 1-1. Um, Leon, or not, uh, is it Leon, or no? What's the, Fabian. Edwards? Fabian, Fabian, Fabian. Um he he's one and one. one. He actually he looked really good. He looked really good uh, against Lieto, but he's yeah. one and one. Right, right. So, 
And then you have Yoel talking. And it's like, Yo, bro, you're at 205. You already have a fight booked. Oh, yeah. Um, and you have, it's like, I don't even know if you can make 85. And then it's like, you, like, you don't just come down and fight for a belt and you're not even a champion at 205. Do you and ever run? I, I know. He, he's an ATT guy. Not really. Like, he's oh, no? Cuban. He's not, he's on Miami. Okay. That doesn't count. He never comes. I train with George gym. a lot. He never, I've never trained with him once. Okay. Ever. Never. I've never even actually met him in person. Okay. Yeah. I saw him tweeting. So, I see you soon boy and all that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I think it's it like, he's you're literally you about to fight. You're literally about to fight in like, when does he fight? September? September. Yeah. Against uh manhook. Yeah. Right? It's like, bro, you're, you have a fighter. Already. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but I will say that's a big name. Yeah, of course. I don't even know if he can make 85. Right. I mean, it was two years ago he fought Izzy. Now, were you, try, were you trying to say earlier, uh, just to be clear, you're, you think you're better than Izzy, right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, give me, give me a, a few more years and we'll, fi we'll figure it out. You know, like. You feel like you could get to that I, point I and I beat believe, the top guys. I believe I can. Um, I'm not saying I'm at that point right this second because right. I can't. It's like. That's not the case. So it's like, I can't really say that, which is okay. But I, ha I have a, I have that belief. Mm -hmm. And I feel like over the years, I'm gonna, only going to get better. I'm going to get more scary. And I'm going to test myself. And I'm going to fight the best, best guys in the world. Uh, and I'm going to find out. How soon do you want to return? Well, let's see. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd fight one more time this year. Yeah. You just got to make it to where it's like a, a fight that makes sense. Like it's actual number, number one contender. Not they're just throwing another guy in there to 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 get a title fight. Oh, yeah, like because that's where I feel like the 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 middleweight uh, rankings are at right now. Like no one's like decisively the number one contender. What Unless you call you, the shots now. Some, I'm calling the shots. That's I like not my it. job. You tell them what's what. You're the champ, <laughs> damn it! You just beat the number one guy. You tell them what's what. By the way, I know you spent the weekend in New York. Any fun things? I'm any, still here. Oh, I'm, st <laughs> yes. But I mean, any good food? Yeah. Any, you know, any, any highlights? Great food. I went to uh, Catch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, that. Yeah. That's good. That was amazing. Yeah, amazing. Best sushi I've ever had. I had like a Wagyu roll. I'm like, what is, this is amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Best sushi I've ever had. Um, also got, I think I got the filet. The filet was really, really delicious. Um, I'm about to go to, where's the place I'm going to tonight? Um, one of my sponsors, Hui Tran, he owns uh, Vietnamese restaurants out in St. Louis, and he's a big foodie. And he recommended that I go. Where's this place? He said, "Ed's." I think it's Ed's Lobster Bar. So I'm gonna try that out tonight. Okay, look um, at you living like a champ. Lobster wagyu. I mean, this is big time stuff. You deserve big time it. Stuff. You deserve it. Yeah. You get a yeah, bit of a bump. Do. You get a bump in uh, in pay when you become champ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I already had, uh, I had it sorted out already, like with my previous contract. Okay. Um, like I, I already got like, I already know how much I'm going to make my next fight and I'm, I'm not complaining. Good. And I think, uh, you know, we might be up for a renegotiation oh. after I defend it. So, oh, yeah. um, but who knows, who knows what happens? I'm, I'm not really too focused on that. I'm just focused on getting back getting better and, 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 and putting on good performances and, and becoming the best middleweight in the world. Um, cause I believe I'm one of the best, but that's not my job. That's my manager's job. And, uh, I trust my manager. Um, he, he, he's awesome. 
Um, shout out to Brian Butler. Yeah. Sucker punch. You have a great one by your side. I know he can harass people, so we know that he's good at that. Um, he's probably harassing me right now. Uh, nope, he's like, you should have had Johnny on before, he man. Had what had you doing? Before. The best part about it was he was harassing he me. Promoted, hey, you could have you promoted me. I could. Listen, I'll, t- I'll take some of that blame. But he's harassing me while I'm live on the air. The guy doesn't even know that I'm doing my show while he's harassing me to get someone on. I mean, if you're going to harass me, at least know <laughs> the schedule. Is all I'm saying. Oh man, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it all worked out. Yeah. I was just saving it for the big victory uh, interview on the Monday after. Here you are. Yeah. Appreciate your time. The first of many. Congrats on the big win, my man. Incredible stuff. Thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate uh, you taking time and let me be on here. And yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah. Yep. I look forward to it. Johnny Eblin, the brand new Bellator middleweight champion. What a performance! If you missed it on Friday on Showtime. I'm sure you can catch it. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um... One that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Numerous different ways. Uh, it, it, was, it was never close. And when you consider just how good Gegard is coming off that big win in Dublin over Austin Vanderford, if you, if you just go back to his last few performances and consider just how good he has looked, uh, it makes that performance that much more impressive. So congratulations to him. Now, uh, we will move along and say hello to another man who was victorious on Saturday. We spoke to Danny Sebatello before our break, and obviously quite the character, quite the personality, talks a very big game, and he spoke about Leandro Ego and talked about what he was going to do to him and talk about how he was going to beat him up and punch his ticket to the next round of the tournament, and he did all of that. The ending was interesting. The fans seemed to not love the performance, and then we had the Raytheon Stotts moment in the cage that we spoke about with GC. You know what happened. It was one of the highlights of the weekend. Without further ado, let's say hello once again to the Italian gangster, one Danny Sabatello. Danny, my man, how are you? Doing great, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I just want to let you know, uh, no fines here. You can say whatever you want. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> we, did you really get fined? Yeah, I don't know yet. My manager is clearing all that up. I'll find out later today. But I was told during fight week 
um, that my mouth and my actions could get me in a little bit of trouble. I had security following me the entire fucking week. Um, and even before those face-offs, you had all the fighters kind of next to each other and you had a bunch of security guards separating me and Higo. So they were just kind of reiterate, don't do anything dumb. Um, and then after that fight, when I was flicking off the crowd and uh, swearing and doing all that shit, some guy came up to me and said that I'm going to be fine. So I hope I'm not fucking fine, but I don't know yet. Worth it. I mean, it was a great promo afterwards, right? Yeah, totally worth it. Just because that's that's who I am. You know, you could find me. Um, I mean, unless it's like a fucking big ass fine, then fuck no, it's not worth it. But yeah. I don't think it'll be that big. Um, but you know what? We're in a cage trying to beat the shit out of each other. We could fucking murder each other. If you're going to get mad at me for saying a four letter word, then that's just fucking crazy. Um, I, and again, I don't really care too much about the money. You could find me whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm always going to be me. Yeah, I agree. Also, you're on Showtime. It's not like you're on like, you know, Fox or ABC or something like that. So they need to lighten up a little bit. Now, congratulations on the win. Uh, could I ask you, because of everything that you said leading into the fight and the predictions and all that, ultimately, are you happy with the win, with the performance? I'm happy with fucking everything. I dominated him on the entire fight except for that second round, but I'm actually happy that that happened because that was the first time I faced some sort of adversity in that Bellator cage. Um, you know, he goes a fucking animal. That's just the bottom line. That guy's got so many submissions. He's so good on your neck. He had my back for like three and a half minutes, and I was able to weather that storm. You know, that was the only slip up in the fight, but that's some good, much-needed experience that I went through. Um, and then you saw my face and everything after that second round get up. I was so fucking happy. I was like, okay, it's one-to-one. -one. I went through that. Now I'm just going to fucking break that guy. I think I did. I think I did break him not getting finished in that second round. I think he got up and was like, fuck, that was my opportunity. Now he's going to absolutely come for me. And, you know, these fucking idiots online that don't understand MMA might say it's fucking boring and all that shit. But you know what's boring, Ariel, is domination. Domination is boring. If you watch a football game and it's 56-0, of course it's fucking boring. So, yeah, that fight is boring because I'm dominating this motherfucker. What do you want from me? Are you going to be mad at me for being so good? How about you guys get fucking better so it won't be boring, so we can have these scrambles, we can have these exchanges. I'm punching you in the face. You're punching me in the face. We're going for submissions. That doesn't happen because I'm dominating these motherfuckers. I think the true fans that understand MMA actually get how fucking good I am, understand the entertainment. They appreciate what I'm doing in that cage, but there's so many fucking idiots in MMA that are like, oh, this guy's fucking boring. He's just dominating the guy. What do you want from me? You guys go get fucking better so it's not boring. Did the booze bother you at all? Like in the middle of the fight, here you are dominating this guy. Like it didn't get under your skin, rattle you, anything like that. I love the booze. <laughs> I always say, you know what? I either want people going crazy for me or I want them to boo me. And it's funny because when I was walking into that cage, I got less cheers before the match than Higo did. They were cheering for Higo from the get-go. Wow. So in the back of my mind, I was already like, you know what? Fuck this crowd. They're idiots. They're going to be against me. So I kind of just played the part. After that second round, when I got up, I started flicking off the crowd, and they saw that. They were getting mad. They started booing. So then I just fucking pumped up the crowd and had me booed even more. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love the booze. That crowd is fucking idiots. Um, I know so many people are going to hate me. More people are going to hate me than love me. But it's obviously exciting for my fans that are fans of me because they can just tell everyone to go fuck themselves because we just keep winning. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the booze. Man, those booze were piercing. I don't know how many people were in the crowd, but it was going nuts. They hated me. Um, but that's just what I love. You know, I love that excitement. I think it's fun for fucking everybody. And, uh, and it's not fake. You know, it's so funny because those motherfuckers, I swear to God, 95% of that arena was booing me. 
And right when I walked out after the fight and the interviews and everything, and I'm on the casino floor, I was bombarded with people wanting pictures, autographs, everyone saying, fuck the crowd. We were cheering for you. It's like, oh yeah. Okay. Motherfucker. (laughs) But yeah, I I love the booze. See, that's interesting. I thought maybe leading up to the fight, you would be cheered because you were one of the biggest names on the card and you did a great job of selling your fight, but you're saying you were actually booed. So people weren't buying what you were selling. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was. And that dude's from Brazil. So if these guys are going to cheer for a Brazilian over an American, you know, fuck you guys. You know, I don't give a shit. Um, I was kind of a little bit surprised. They already hated me before the fight. <laughs> uh, but again, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take the hate. It's kind of sometimes better to be hated than love. You know, at some point, all these guys that are your fans are going to turn on you at some point in your career. So fuck it. You guys can all hate me from the get go. And we'll just roll with it. Any part of you upset you didn't finish him later on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm always chasing the finish, 100%. But I do always say, I want to go in there and I want to fucking dominate these guys. I want to show that I am just the absolute better fighter. And that's what I did. You know, I fucking won every round except for one. I think there's not one person out there that will say Kigo is better than me. You know, I think if I were to finish him, maybe in that third or fourth round, people would have say, oh, but it was close. Kigo got that second round and then he slipped up. Now, the good thing was that I fucking did dominate him. These idiots can call it boring, but at the end of the day, I'm fucking very satisfied. I give myself an A because I dominated him. I wish I did get the finish. Um, I probably could open up just a tad bit more on my uh, elbows, but dude, that's a guy that's waiting for me to slip up. I could feel him waiting for me to just make some move so then he could just fucking take full advantage of it in two seconds and then try to get my neck or some type of submission. Um, so a guy like that, you kind of have to be somewhat smart, somewhat careful. Um, and then with this next fight against Stotts, obviously he's a pussy and he has no finishing capabilities. So I could open up a little bit more against him. It can be a lot more exciting fight just because I can free for all. I'm not worried about him finishing me at any point in the fight on the feet, on the ground. Um, it's a very different fight than the ego fight. Did you know that Stotts was going to come into the cage if you, if you won? I saw him, um, I think it was the day before the fight. So I kind of had an idea that they were going to do that. Um, so I was kind of fucking pumped. You know, I'm actually surprised I didn't punch him in the fucking face once he walked in. Um, they gave us the face off and we were going face to face. And dude, I'm telling you, Ariel, I'm already in this motherfucker's head. We went face to face. I put my middle finger right in his face. My finger was touching his fucking nose for like five seconds. And he didn't do shit. I was standing there like, yo, is this motherfucker going to do something? What the hell is going on? Like, do something, bro. Yeah, he's scared, dude. And that crowd, again, is fucking idiots. Yo, he was like, they asked him, what did you think of Sabatello's fight? And he goes, that shit was terrible. And the crowd erupted. (laughs) He said one word. He said terrible. The crowd goes nuts. I'm standing there like, these people are fucking morons. He said one word. But yeah, it it makes it even better. It's great. You know what? Everyone can go fucking love him. It's going to even be better when I fucking beat the shit out of him. Before he got on the mic, did you guys say anything to each other in the cage? No, I didn't really see him. Um, I was like doing that post fight interview. Yeah. And then I was high fiving my coach, Mike Brown, um, who had a fucking hell of a weekend. Yeah, tremendous. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't fucking see him until we did that uh, that face to face, which was exciting. I wish I fucking could see him every day and fucking get in his head. You know, it's different when you're face to face with someone than it is like virtual. You know, I know we did that virtual press conference with Kigo. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that I, I got to see that motherfucker face to face. You have any kind of relationship with him? Like uh, the last time when you guys were in Hawaii, this time, like, uh, you know, no, you ne- never crossed paths, nothing. I hate 
let let me be clear. I hate every single 135er on the fucking planet. And actually, I hate, unless you're American top team, I kind of fucking hate you. But I especially hate every single 135er. Um, I saw Patchy Mix when I was walking out of the cage, too. Flicked him off. Magomedov, he's a bitch. You know, I hate all these fucking guys. Um, but yeah, no relationship with Stotts. I didn't really see him too much in Hawaii. He wasn't on my card. He was, I think, the fight after, maybe, mm -hmm. the, the next day. Uh -huh. um, so I didn't really see him. But they're all little bitches. What do you think of him? I mean, it seems like a great personality. He's on a roll as of late. Uh, he's beating some tough guys, interim champ. Uh, you impressed with him as of late? No, no. I, I like that he does talk shit. Um, and let me be clear, he's not good at it. He does talk trash, absolutely. But he's not fucking good at it. He stutters. You can tell he scripts his shit. Um, and it's just not good. Uh, I, I am very happy that I get to fight him because I know he's going to talk shit to me. And I think it's a... It's a perfect fucking matchup for me. He doesn't really pose any finishing threats. Um, I think his stand-up is average. His ground, which he likes to think he's a ground guy, is average. Um, I think it's a it's a fight where I'm just better everywhere. Um, but I'm very happy that he is going to talk trash because it's just going to make it more fun. You know, a lot of these guys are fucking boring. I think Stotts is a little bit more of a colorful personality, so it will make the fight bigger for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he fucking sucks. I, I, I do see it as me finishing him. You know, really? I, I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not going to say a first round finish. I know he's got some skills, but of course, a second round finish. You haven't been impressed with him as of late. No, he was losing against Archuleta before he got that lucky fucking head kick. And it wasn't even a head kick. The knee caught Archuleta's fucking face because he was just a little too close. Yeah, Stotts is not a good fighter. I finish him. I beat the shit out of him. And I'll tell you what, I was thinking going into this that it's going to be the biggest Bellator bantamweight fight. This might be the biggest fight in Bellator history. Wow. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute massive mega fight. Uh, I've actually, like, almost moments after you guys had your little face-off in, uh, in the cage, I reached out to CJ of Bellator PR, and I was like, I want to have both of you in studio to do a face-to-face. -face. I feel like this could, be, this could be tremendous viewing. What do you think of that? Are you down? Uh, I'm fucking in 100%. Make sure there's security there, or else I might bash that guy's fucking head through that little table you got there. <laughs> I also saw... One of your producers or whatever said that my fight was boring, so I oh. do want to fucking pay a visit to that studio. Maybe pay that guy a visit and see what he says when I'm in his fucking face. Oh uh, well, I actually I appreciate you watching earlier. Uh, GC, would you like to say anything to Danny? I, nah, I he wasn't watching. Uh, Ek clipped it. Ah, uh, you saw it. No, I, was, you I was cheering for Sabatello, but uh, yeah, I, nah, mean, I, can't, I can't hear what he's saying. Oh, you can't no. hear him. No. He he's, no. he was saying that uh, he was cheering for you and don't believe what you see on the on the internet. It was okay, a boring perfect. fight, though. It was a boring fight, but then I was cheering for him. There, it's all on stops then. You oh, know, wait. Actually, sorry. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt. He did say he was cheering for you, but it was a boring fight. That's what he said. His words, not mine. I just want to let you know. All right. I'll see you soon, GC. Line them up. <laughs> GC and Stotts, both of them against me right in, their, in the fucking studio. I'm in for that. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. Have us in there, and it'll be fucking great. Oh, that, so so you really think like they need to they need to build this up they need to is there a place in mind is there a venue in mind where you think this should be taking place where it should be like the biggest fight possible biggest stage possible what are you thinking i mean i wish that it's in chicago but it uh, might not be a good idea because my boys will probably just beat the shit out of him before he gets off the fucking plane um <laughs> but I, I don't really care where it is obviously i want it in the states um New York would be cool. California would be cool. Down here in South Florida would be epic. Um, 
again, a dream come true matchup would be Chicago just because I'm from there and we would sell out and the place would be absolutely fucking nuts. If we were in the United Center or Allstate, it doesn't matter. That would be absolutely nuts. Um, but it will be a big fight, not just because we both talk trash, not just because I'm becoming a superstar, but because the high level of MMA, you know, I think I'm the best bantamweight in the world. I think people are starting to realize that, you know, again, you might call my fights boring, but you know, I'm dominating these motherfuckers. So you can't say too much shit. Wait till I lose, which isn't going to happen to talk shit, you know? Um, but yeah, I think absolutely massive fight with uh, all the implications, everything, this million dollar prize is the semis stats is above average i guess a little bit above average i'm very elite everything going into it it's it's going to be an absolute massive fight should we petition scott coger to make this for the undisputed title i mean it's an interim title fight uh does this need to be for the actual belt in your opinion this is for the belt ariel i don't want to hear shit about sergio pettis <laughs> you know what a lot of people don't understand i wasn't even supposed to be in this tournament i'm actually very lucky sergio pettis is a pussy and backed out of the tournament couldn't make it to the battlefield because that's how I got my opportunity in this tournament. Um, so thank you, Sergio, if you're listening out there. Thank you, Sergio, from the bottom of my heart for you being a little bitch. Um, it's really great to get this opportunity now. Um, but so, yeah, Stotts has a belt in my book, um, as he should, because he's so much better than Pettis. Everyone knows Pettis sucks. I mean, come on. Um, so, yeah, this fight will be for the absolute belt. I don't want to hear shit about interim belt. I don't want to hear about any of that nonsense. This fucking fight, Sabatello against Stotts, is for the title. Uh, I'm getting word here from uh, one of our reporters on uh, MMA fighting. I want to pass along the information. It's from Stephen Morocco, who just wrote to me uh, that Mike Mazzulli of the uh, Mohegan Tribe Commission, also head of the ABC, uh, says that uh, you are being fined 5000 but you can appeal it. How do you feel about this? Um, yeah, that's fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> that's such fucking bullshit. But you know what? I don't care. Um, if I fight there again, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do the same shit. You can keep fucking finding me. Nothing is going to deter me from being myself. And it's also, it wouldn't do justice to the fans. I want the fans to understand exactly who I'm, who they're dealing with. That's who I am. That's my personality. Find me who gives a fuck. It's just money. Anyways. You know what? I always say, everyone's always asking, you know, the million dollars, like all this shit. I don't give a fuck about the million dollars. Do you know how many millionaires there are out there? Dude, there's fat people out there that are millionaires. Anybody can be a millionaire. Average people are millionaires. There's only one best bantamweight in the fucking world, though, and that's what I'm chasing. So, dude, 5K, I mean, at the end of the day, who gives a fuck about 5K? But that is absolutely bullshit. That's some ticky-tack fines. But I agree. Whatever. I agree. I personally, can, can I just throw out two suggestions? A, I think Bellator should uh, pick up the tab, or B... Uh, I think we should start a GoFundMe page for you and the, the fans pick up the tab. I mean, I don't think you should pay that. That's absolutely ludicrous. Oh, yeah. Dude, come on. Plus, like, man, again, this is fighting. We were just in the cage for 25 minutes. One of us could have died. One of us could have got paralyzed. Yeah, it's Our crazy. shirts are off. We're sweating. There's blood, all this shit. And I fucking, I, I, don't, I don't even know. Do you know why? Did he say why I got fined? Was it because I said fuck? Or because oh, I, I clicked know. off the crowd? Or. I, I'm, I'm assuming he, he did not say in this message, maybe he can tell me, but I'm assuming because weren't you told beforehand not to swear? Yeah, but come on, I'm going <laughs> to fucking swear. That's who, I, again, like, dude, you can tell me not to do it. I'm going to be the king of fines in my fucking career. I have a feeling it's bullshit, but you know what? What are you going to do? Whatever. Or option C, let's tell Dan Lambert to pick up the tab. I mean, I feel like he can afford it if I'm being honest. Dan Lambert will take care of me. He, he's an absolute gangster. Speaking of Dan Lambert, dude, ATT had a fucking weekend. Yes. Uh, Johnny, obviously, you just had yep. on. He's the American top team. So Mike Brown was in my corner, and then he was in Johnny's fucking title fight after that. 
that next day, he took a flight at like 4 a.m., flew to Vegas, was in Gamrot's corner for that main event. Gamrot won. Yeah, big, big weekend for American Top Team. But honestly, is anybody surprised? <laughs> no, it was incredible. And Mike Brown is one of the best coaches. The whole the whole squad is on fire right now. So it was great to see. By the way, any idea when this fight will happen? You versus Dots. I can't wait. I hope I like I I hope they don't like make this one of those like like when they did AJ and Pitbull. They waited way too long. Like you got to capitalize, right? Like this should happen in September if you ask me or something like that. What do you think? No, absolutely. I was trying to get word from people. I'm pretty close with those Bellator guys. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody really knows, but they were kind of hinting maybe September or October. It will try. They will try to be before the end of the year. So good. You know what? As it should be. You know what? The steam is rolling and we're both healthy, too. So, you know, again, something with my fights, I don't get fucking hurt, obviously, because I'm so good. I don't get touched that much. Um, so if we're both healthy and we're both fucking chugging along, then why not make this? Dude, I'll fight him tonight. What's he doing tonight? I, I don't give a shit. I'll fucking fight him in an hour. I'll fight him in your studio later today. I'll take a fucking in right now. But yeah, I hope it's sooner than later. September would be perfect. Um, no idea on location. They haven't dropped that information. I'm hoping they announce something here soon, and, and I do think they will. Oh, that would be tremendous. By the way, I did see some people in the crowd. I don't know if they were friends of yours. They were wearing like the, the blonde hair. So it did seem like you had some fans, Emma, you know, or were they part of your crew? No, they're my crew. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. No, right. I, I definitely had some fans there that um, were wearing Sabatello shirts that I didn't know um, because I saw them at the casino floor after um, when I was absolutely plastered. Uh, <laughs> but I did have like a bunch of my boys and um, a bunch of friends fly out. If you go back and you watch the fight between the rounds, you can like see them and the crowd going fucking nuts. Everybody's booing and then the crowd will zoom in on a couple of my boys. They had the uh, Italy flag on their back and they're going nuts. Uh, but that's just why it's so fun, just because it's kind of a little bit more fun when you have everybody against you, but you had your set crew of people that can be like, fuck this and just have fun with it. My boys said it was the most fun fight they've ever been to. Everybody was hating on them the whole time, booing me, but they can just obviously give the middle finger right back. And it just made the victory even more sweet. By the way, how's the, uh, the after party scene at the uh, Mohegan Sun? What was it like? Dude, that casino, I mean, it's pretty sick because it's big, but it's whack. <laughs> they stopped serving alcohol at 2 a.m. Oh. I was at the blackjack table and I wanted to get like a bunch of uh, rounds for me and the fellas. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, we're done selling. It's 2 a.m. I thought he was joking. So I started laughing. I mean, I was like hammered. So I was laughing. He was serious. I wanted to get up and cat kick him. Dude, I was <laughs> fucking pissed. But obviously, we went back to the hotel room. My, my boys all obviously had booze in their room and we just stayed up all night. I haven't really slept too much. Dude, I got sure. back at 8 a.m. from the casino this morning. Um, and, and when we got back, one of my boys was like, you must be starving. You were dieting for a couple months. You just made weight. You fought. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm starving. He gets up, goes to the kitchen, comes back with double shots for everybody. Oh, God. Says, here's your fucking breakfast. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. And did you, uh, did you fly home on Saturday or did you stick around in the, in the area? Yep. Flew home Saturday morning just because um, I wanted to get back to Fort Lauderdale and party with my boys here. And uh, was that was that nice? Was that fun? Yeah, yeah, dude. South Florida is a trip. It's it's crazy. Um, I recommend everybody go there. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are. It's just absolutely beautiful. It has everything to offer for everybody. Um, but yeah, it's it's always so fun. You know what? I got the best people around me. I always say my teammates, my friends, my coaches, my family. My support system is just awesome, and it's just it's great because I love that everybody can hate me and it's so easy to hate me. So then when people actually are extending a hand and saying they love me and all that shit, 
It's just so sincere because you know what? The cool thing right now is they hate me. So I, we'll see who the fucking true MMA fans are that fucking love me. And, and I think it's, it's even more meaningful. Have you been back to the gym yet? No, no, I'm going to stop by there. Maybe tonight. Um, I, I don't know. My, my friends probably won't let me be sober one minute this week. So I don't know if, if I'm sober, I'm going to try to go back to the gym, say what's up to everybody. Um, you know, I'm close with all those guys. I, I, a lot of those guys are fucking training. I, I'm healthy, so I'd like to go back in and help some guys that have fights coming up. Uh, but, I, but I do want to take a little bit off and, and kind of have some fun. Are you sober right now? <laughs> a little. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I, I tried sobering up. Dude, I mean, I'm taking fucking double shots at 8 a.m. So Jesus. I am sober-ish. But, like, I mean, come on. We're, I always say, this is a crazy game. This is MMA. Dude, I don't care who you're fighting. Getting a win in MMA, especially the biggest and best promotion in Bellator, that is so hard to come by. So you got to obviously enjoy it, dude. I'm not hard on myself. I'm my own best friend. I love myself. Um, everybody out there, if you win, fucking enjoy it. You know, I'm not one of these robot people that are like, oh, I expected to win, you know, all this bullshit. Yeah, of course I expected to win, but I'm so happy when it happens. You know, so much can happen in that cage. But yeah, very, very happy. Um, somewhat sober. But I don't know. What do you want from me, dude? I just had a huge fight. No, no. Listen, you, you, you do you. Enjoy it. Um, two last things. Any final message for those uh, those ingrates like GC who said that the fight was boring, who booed you on uh, Friday night? Any final message for those fans? Yeah, I, I'm not one of the guys that gets booed and then I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for tuning in. Dude, if you're booing me and you don't like me, understand one thing. I'm going to make this clear, not confusing. Go fuck yourself, okay? I hate you guys too. You boo me, I'll boo you. Go boo me to my face, we'll see what happens. And again, you can boo, you can say it's boring, but you have to appreciate how dominating it is. There's one thing that's not subjectory, and that's how good I am in MMA. I might be on top of these guys just grounding pounding them, and you might think ground pound is boring. Take it up with yourself. That's not my fault. Sorry for being good. I'm dominating. Everybody knows it. Boo me, hate me, I don't give a fuck. I'm the fucking best there is. That's that's plain and simple, and I think people understand that. And finally, a uh, a message, a parting shot, if you will, for one Raytheon Stotts, who you'll be seeing in short order. What do you want to say to him? I know I'm already in his head. I think I'm gonna fucking break him in that cage. It's gonna be a very very good showing. Um, I, I do see myself absolutely mauling him. I know that people think he's gonna win. I think more people say he's gonna win. I might be the underdog. Finally, so I can make my fans some fucking money. Dude, going back to my last fights, I've been like minus 600. So people are like, dude, we're trying to make money, but we gotta always got to parlay you. The good thing is, hopefully I'm plus money with this guy. Um, bet the house on me. We'll all get rich. It's going to be fucking great. Rafael Stott, you're a little bitch. You suck. You're a pussy. I'm going to murder you. I know I'm already in your head. You're a mental midget. You suck. And I can't wait for this fucking fight. Oh, man. Danny. You're, you're a good time, my man. Thank you so much for coming on. Congrats on the win. Uh, you backed up everything that you said, so credit to you. Uh, you have to appreciate. Now, I just want to let the, the record state that I, I thought that it was a fantastic fight. It was one of the most entertaining fights that I've seen in quite some time. You have to appreciate Leandro Higo's skill and what he's done, his resume, to appreciate what you did. I appreciate that because I'm one of the smart fans out there, so I want you to know this, and I can't wait to have you in studio with Rayfion to do this face-to-face. -face. It's going to be fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Ariel. You're the man. All right. Talk to you soon. There he is, the one and only Danny Sabatello, the Italian gangster. What a character. 
What a personality and uh, what a fighter. You have to appreciate the game, the nuance, the uh, the little things to appreciate just how great uh, only an ingrate. Only someone who doesn't appreciate those things would say that. <laughs> what do you think of that, uh, GC? Do you want to say anything in uh, in response? I thought it was great, man. I mean, I had I had a bet on him, so uh, I was cool with him winning. I, I you know, you're trying to throw me under the bus for booing him. Well, I will stand by it all day. It was a boring fight. I wait said a second, to him. How did I throw you under the bus? He brought it up. I, know, I didn't but, even bring it no, up. No, 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 I know. But then just there at the end, you were like, well, uh, you know, I mean, I you know I'm the smart bit. one inside. You know, I'm not like GC booing you. Uh, <laughs> now, who no, actually I mean, threw cool. you under the bus? EK? EK, yeah. I saw that tweet and I was like, wow, he really caught it. But I did say, you know. What, he tagged It was a boring him? fight. Yeah, he tagged, he tagged him? him too. It was a boring fight. I'll keep saying that. But I was cheering for Sabatello and he cashed the bet for me. Do Am I going to bet him as an underdog though? I don't know. Do we need security when he comes in studio? Do you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, we're going to have to square up. He should feel uncomfortable. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, by the way, why can't he hear you, Frank? Um, if you can let us know. Is there a patching thing? or Like when, when GC speaks, why can't oh, yeah, the guest yeah. hear? That, that's been fixed. Oh, it's been fixed. So he was able to speak. Man, right. But... You lucked out on that one. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. You, I mean, I thought you could maybe defend yourself. Yeah, I know. That's what, yeah. But then he would have come back. It would have been the whole thing. In any event, um, all right, that was great stuff. Very entertaining. Uh, we're actually going to do the draft now in a matter of seconds before we get to the International Fight Week draft. I don't know how many times we've done this. Five times, six times, five and a half, if you want to count the the one at ESPN, which was a total dud. I don't remember, but uh, I will... I will be looking forward to this one. This is going to be a, a lot of fun. Before we get to it... There are a million bad ways to start your morning off. The no coffee traffic jam. The soggy morning jog. The why is the dog taking so long? Just go already walk. But you can unleash your ideal day with a perfect shower using Method hair care products. Designed with high quality ingredients, Method's new range of shampoos and conditioners will give your hair undeniable softness and shine. And hey, if you're a night shower kind of person, that's great too. Try pure peace infused with peony, rose water, and quinoa protein. Or Simply Nourish, crafted with coconut, rice milk, and shea butter. Or Daily Zen, made with cucumber, seaweed, and green tea. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Shop methodproducts.com. There they are. Bellator Burks, New York Rick. How are you guys? I'm good. That was Can't great complain. stuff from Danny. Was GC sweating back there when he came after him? Nah, man. Cool as a nah. cucumber. <laughs> you were going to come in there, roll up those Bellator sleeves, and throw the fisticuffs. I mean, how about Bellator trying to get me to come back for another fight night? Uh, you know, Had they reached th- out? I'm getting threatened by their fighters. No. Oh, okay. No, I don't think they want me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't go to UFC. You can't go to Bellator now. We're both. Uh, yeah. nah, no, I, I can just can't. Go. Well, now I'm going to have to I can go too, okay? I can go too. Sorry. I thought you were banned. Uh, no. Only from Las Vegas. I'm going to have to bet on him, though, next time. And then if he doesn't win, you know. Is he the dog? Is he actually the dog? I don't know. They they haven't put up odds for that yet. Wow, you seem so dismissive of it all. I can can assure you he'll be a dog to Rafian Stotts. You think no chance he wins? Nah, I believe in Danny. I'll tell wait, wait, I just wanted, I just wanted, I wanted your Greg to, to say something so that EK could clip it off and uh, tag Danny. 
Well, I mean, are we going to pretend that wasn't a boring performance? Like, is there actually a counter to that? I thought it was great. I thought it was a decent counter when he was just like dominance is is boring. That was wow, that was a nice this, little. I thought I mean, it was the, the slightest bit of conflict, and he completely backed down from the take. That was incredibly boring. Why are we pretending that it wasn't? I agree that I, it's boring. A, I agree that it's reason, boring. But it was a boring fight. I mean, he I said it. it he said it himself. He said dominance is boring. It was a boring fight. Hand to heart. If they give out you performance bonuses, great. fight of the night performance bonus. You were watching live. I was watching live. Yeah. You know what's mm. great about watching Bellator? I was, legit. I was tweeting about it. Mm. Um, Bellator in Canada is on YouTube. Yeah. So you oh, just, the main card is. The, the main, main card is, is on YouTube, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm uh, still a, a Showtime subscriber. No, so am I, but you don't. You can't get Showtime in Canada. Oh, so okay, at first right. I was like, how am I going to watch this card? Yeah. And then I realized it was on YouTube, um, and it was great. It was a great performance. I thought it was one of the best performances of the weekend. Way more impressive than like a Shopcott win. Or Gamrot's win was like a couple notches. I thought performance-wise below. Man, uh, Saba's knockout was like whatever. We've seen knockouts. You rarely see Higo get dominated like that. Can we, can we please? Right can now? we please move on from this gimmick? This is so. Boring. <laughs> I'm being honest. Yeah. It's this not is as boring yes, as the, the fight. Is boring. Next, okay. International fight week draft. How many years have we done this, Near Crick? You uh, five, no six. Idea. We've done it a bunch. It's the tenth annual international fight week. Uh, dating back to UFC 148, Chael and Anderson 2 in Las Vegas. GC was like in high school. How, well, what grade were you in in 2012, GC? Senior in high school. <laughs> there you go. I was actually kidding when I said that. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think we started back in 2012. No. Um, we did it for maybe four or five years. We Let's had just say one- we've got a handful under the, under the belt. Yeah. Do we count the one at ESPN that was a total dud or not? <laughs> yeah, man, you're really... I mean, no, let's, 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 I'm going to have to go back and rewatch this oh, one. Oh, this is one of the worst one. segments in the history of segments. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to bring it back. And so for those that don't know what it is, International Fight Week is always fun. Now, it was a bit of a bigger deal back in the day because they had the expo, but they also would have two, and in one year, three events. They had a Thursday, Friday, Saturday situation culminating with UFC 199, which I really think was the crescendo of International Fight Week. Eddie Alvarez beat RDA on the Thursday. Joanna and Claudia fought. I mean, it was just tremendous. It was a bit much towards the end. UFC 200, of course, internet. I mean, it's all been great. So what New York Rick and I would do was he pick one fighter, I pick one fighter, and, and we'd go back and forth, five each, and uh, the winner gets uh, all the spoils, so to speak. So this year, we're, we're going to bring it back. And we're going to include the PFL because more fun to have two events than one event to pick from. Sure. Uh, now, do you guys have any idea how we should kick this off? Uh, well, I suggest we discussed the, rock, discuss paper, the potential no, no, scoring for, format. So okay, let, let's start with order. All right. so the draft order. Okay. Yeah. We, we all agree on snake draft. Snake meaning, draft for sure. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do a randomizer right here, Connor. Right, wait, what's a randomizer? So, is this he's legit? randomizing the order. I'm watching it right now. He's what watching it. it. It's I mean, on it's a computer? A, it's a, yeah, it's a snake draft, so everything evens out anyway. But what, what website are you using? Uh, random.org. Me, yeah. then Connor, then you. Wow. Why do you get to go first? Because we just it did just the randomizer. Randomized. All right. Wait, that's the draft? Yeah. I'm last? You're last. I mean, it's snake. This just did it. There was no. There was no drum roll. There was no nothing from Frank. No. I mean, it's happening off off screen. We're not. We're oh, not gonna... How convenient that you, the randomizer, gets I, to do it first. Yeah. You, how about this? You want to trade? Three. I'll, I'll take. I'll take third. Yeah. You want to trade? Because I get draft. two. It doesn't matter. I know. I'll, I'll, you want to trade? Yes, I want to trade. Okay, I'll take third. Perfect. Right. You're first. Okay. Then Connor, and then I'm third. Okay. Now. Um, 
Are we doing points or no points? We discussed the scoring format where if your fighter wins, you get three points. If oh. they win by finish, you get four points. If they win by a first-round finish, you get five. But if your fighter gets finished in the first round, you lose a point. Oh, wow. Okay. Who's going to keep track of all of this? Connor Burks. Yeah, well, I actually have everything right here. I you have, do? I have the slots to fill in. He's, Who picks up? He's got a spreadsheet with, for the yeah, draft. Let's I do it. Wow. Excel? Uh, no. Notes app. I've already done a mock draft myself. Wow. Okay. So, um, okay, here we go. Tell me once again, r- repeat for the audience. Yes. Winner. Just, just wins the fight. So essentially by decision, you get three points. If they win by finish, you get four points. If they win by first round finish, you get five points. If they lose in the first round, like if they get finished in the first round, you lose a point. Nothing, no deductions for anything else. Just losing in the first round. Okay. Um, now, all right, I'm down with that. Is there a tiebreaker? Ah, uh, we didn't get that far. I uh, say flip a coin after. Yeah. That's it? Who cares? Uh, Whatever. Uh, you have to make an exact pick on, I don't know, the main event. Well, okay, can I throw out one, uh, you know, for our friends at DraftKings? The tiebreaker is the amount of underdogs that you have, betting underdogs. Mm. Sure. Mm. So if it's one, the other guy has none. Okay. Perfect. Cool. All right. Now, there is... Um, there is Ryzen. Do we include Ryzen too, or no? Is that crazy? Mm, crazy. I mean, I'm not going to pick anything from yeah. it, but you guys are welcome to. No, I might So I say, yeah, keep right, it in fine. play. Why not? Okay, so it. so uh, has everything been discussed? I feel like we're good. I think so. Where is the Ryzen? When is? Uh, if you go to uh, Major Org in um, on Tapology, and by the mm, way, just to remind 36, everyone, yeah. one of the big names that will probably be drafted is Max Holloway, who will be joining us in about 23 minutes' time. So stay tuned for that. Still to come, Eddie Hearn in studio. Still to come, Jessica Rose Clark with some breaking news pertaining to this weekend, UFC 276. So a lot more show to go, but we want to get to the draft now. And uh, this has been an official transaction. Uh, New York Rick has traded the number one pick to me for the third and fourth picks. Woj mom on that. Wow. Frank, we get some breaking music. First time in the history of the International Fight Week draft, a transaction to start things off. This is bigger than the magic, uh, pulling the rabbit out of their proverbial hats and choosing that, you know, Anthony Bennett player from uh, Duke who no one's heard of uh, over the uh, the week. At, well, it was on Thursday. Okay. Uh, without further ado, I'll go first because I'm first pick overall. Frank, if we can have some breaking news music for the... <laughs> can we just do this for the first one so we don't need this every single pick, please? Well, it's like when uh, they do in... Uh... The pick is in. Yeah. I, I don't need this. The pick is in. We got it. First pick is overall. the pick in though? Yes, it isn't. It isn't. Okay, it, this, okay. I, 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 this is the reason why I wanted the first pick. The first pick has to be Kayla Harrison. Wow. Before nope. show we say that, and you're like, ah, don't ruin it. Well, don't I didn't want. I, I mean, I didn't want. You know, she was supposed to fight Julia Budd. Yeah, probably yeah. her toughest test. Now it's Caitlin Young. With all due respect, it's Kayla Harrison. Uh, I think that she will win big. Oh. So my first pick is Kayla Harrison. Yeah. Congratulations on the five points. Thank you. Uh, who's right. who's number two? Connor's I two. Am number two. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the prelims of uh, the UFC card. I'm going to go with Andre Muniz. Andre Muniz fighting on the prelims. By the way, prelims on ABC, first time that the UFC airs in prime time on ABC because they've had two ABC cards. Well, no, actually, they had they had two. Yes, they've had two, but they were all during the day. There was one in Abu Dhabi and there was one in Las Vegas. Uh, he is fighting Uriah Hall. 
Yeah. And that's your first pick overall. Submit him in the first round. Wow. That's what I'm looking for. I like it. Okay. Yeah, he's a minus 245, Uriah Hall a plus 205. Yeah. All right. Greg? Yeah. Uh, no, Connor, you had something on that? Oh, I was just going to say, I just feel like he has high finishing potential if he's going to win the fight. I mean, the guy has proven it. Uh, thank you for leaving me. Uh, Israel Adesanya? Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my pick. Uh, and then on the back end, we're going to take yes. Macy Barber over. Wow. I love wow. that. Guy. I actually have that uh, parlayed already. I love that. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, so you're going with Israel Adesanya, who, of course, is going up against uh, the great Jared Kennanier in the main event. And again, it's just a win here. We, we're, we're not talking about anything finished, this, that, or the other. And your other pick was Macy Barber. Wait, we are talking about a finish. This well, I mean, you get, get points. So, like, we were just picking winners here. Ultimately, you get, you like... Oh, oh, yes. The, the, the odds are not involved yeah. in this. Uh, and Macy Barber going up against Jessica I. That's your yeah. second pick. All right. Uh, back to you, Connor. Oh, it is back to me. Snake draft. Left it open for me. Let's yeah. go. I'm going with the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley. Wow. The Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley, yep. with a big-time fight against Pedro Muñoz, uh, Munoz, excuse me, ABC prelim. Headliner, is it not? Did he get bumped? I don't no, know. I think he got put back on to the main card now, no? Who the hell knows? Uh, it's all very confusing. Okay. Uh, I so love you- this. Can we pause here for a second to just say how delicious this is? Because I love that you took the first pick. I'm very happy with it. I can see it. you sweating now, now that it's come back to <laughs> no, you. No, because by the way, I have two picks. I know, no, I know who you're taking You right got now. two picks, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm we've, good. We've, left some, we've left some slimmer picking. So I'm, I know I'm at least one who, who am I picking? Right who am I picking? Go ahead, Connor. Who's your pick? One of these picks will be Volkanovski. Wow. Uh, you're wrong. Pick number two for me, the great Drickus Duplessis wow. of uh, South Africa fame. Is he a... Uh, I didn't even look. even money fight with Brad Jesus, Tavares. what am right I doing? Uh, pick number three for me is Ian Gary. <laughs> Do you not like these picks? What's no, wrong no, with these I, picks? I just feel like you're doing this out of spite to me, which brings it right back to me, and I will be taking... Alexander Volkanovsky. Wait, why out of spite? Uh, because I said you were going to pick him. Oh, no, no, no. I and you're also, you don't want EK to clip it and tag Max Holloway right before he comes on. Well, listen, Brad Tavares can't come on the show anyway, so what do I care? <laughs> 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 no, no, I would have picked him anyway. Um, okay, so you have, that was your third pick. Uh, right now it stands Ariel, Kayla Harrison, Drikas Duplices, Ian Gary. Uh, Rick is at Israel Adesanya, Macy Barber, and I am at Andre Muniz, Sean O'Malley, and Alexander Volkanovsky. Okay, I like this. I feel great about this. Uh, go ahead, Mr. New York Rick. In this spot, we're going to take Rory McDonald. Ah, nice. I, was, I was looking at that nice. one. I was looking at that one. God damn it. And then I we're going to go to one. the UFC card, and we're going to take... We're going to take Jim Miller. I'm riding with Jim wow. Miller. Wow, rematch of a fight that happened back in 2014 at the great, uh, what was it, uh, Oceans Resort or something on in Atlantic City? Right before, it was right before the Connor, um, was it that, was that, is that the one that I'm talking about? Or did I go to another one in, uh, oh, fuck, I'm getting old. I'm realizing as we're doing this, this might have been a little bit short-sighted, the zero points for, for, uh, for losing or like not winning because we're going to have some underdogs that are just going to bust and it's really just going to yes. come down to like the winners. All right. Anyway, continue. Um, by the way, you had a great stat, a factoid about this fight, Connor. I want you to share it with the public. Oh yeah. The winner of UFC or the winner of Jim Miller and Cowboys Roney will have the most wins in UFC history. That's right. Pretty crazy. That is nuts. I feel like yeah. that hasn't been said anywhere. 
That's what I thought last night when I like discovered it. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, this yeah, it is... feels like a big deal. That should be yeah. celebrated. Of course, yeah. it was supposed to be Bobby Green. Um, yeah. Got injured. Yeah, I did. I did like a. Uh, I did a Twitter search, and like when the fight got announced, a couple people were like, "Oh, they're tied at twenty three. But like, yeah, I didn't see, yeah, any like major outlets or anything like putting it out there. Okay, so um, I was right about this. It, it was on the Wednesday before the Connor, um, the Connor Brandau fight in Dublin. I remember watching their first fight from Dublin, even though it was in Atlantic City, and I live like two hours away. It, at the Revel, it was called back then. It's not called the Revel anymore. Anyway, all right. So you pick uh, Jim Miller. Like he takes Jim Miller and wait, don't bring... you get? Doesn't he get two picks? I took Rory. Oh yeah, right, right, took right, Rory and then Jim Miller, which will bring him back around to me. I will also go PFL. I will go with Magomed Magomed ah, Karamov. You son of a! That's a good one. I mean, I'm looking great from my mocks. Like I'm getting, you know, some of my top line guys. <sighs> there's a part of me that's very tempted to pick Jessica Rose Clark based on, uh, you know, there's some breaking news coming later in the show. Don't but... hate it. Um, Do not hate that. I'm leaning towards you know you know what's really interesting that hasn't happened so far is I'm about to make my fourth and I guess my fifth pick too. Um, I was wondering if any of us would pick the opponent. Oh, of of a fight like of each other. Yeah, you know, like no one's picking I Max. Think, I think we have to get deeper. This is for for me. It's what You're, I got one more. Yeah, uh, you got one more. Yeah, yeah, it could come back around. We'll All see. Right. Who's, um, who's taking Caitlin Young? Okay, so I'm thinking Ray Cooper here. I don't want to say anything until you guys. You know, I know. Jeez, you give away your whole. I mean, you are next on the pick. Yeah, so yeah I know, I know. I, but but I, I was gonna take Magomed, and yeah, and, and you yeah, stole the pick from yeah, me. Okay, swipe them. Is this a stupid pick? Part of me wants to take. Uh, let me just quickly check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should I do it? Uh, I feel like this is a stupid pick. Hey, can I ask you guys what you think about this picture? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Wait till the end. <laughs> um, um, Ryan Hall is a tasty dog. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Going blatantly against my first round. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jalen Turner, Brad Riddell. Just, do I do it? Do I do it? Do I do it? Oh, I'm, star- I'm staring right at it. You know what? Uh, I, th- I feel like... How much time left on the clock? Like none. 17 there's, seconds. Uh, there's a part of me that feels like a wuss if I do this. If I don't do that. Shit. 10, 9, 8, 7, F 6, it. Alex Behetta. Let's go, Alex. <laughs> Let's go, Alex. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, you talk about finishing potential. That is uh, definite finishing potential. Uh, th- is he the dog? Uh, no, he's a slight favorite. I want to say he's sitting currently at minus, minus 105. Minus 115 on DraftKings. And or what is, is that, uh, what is yeah. Strickland? Minus 105. It's a coin flip of a fight. Okay, now I'm down to two. Yeah. Uh, F it. I'll go with Jessica Rose Clark. Wow, Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah, Jessica Rose Clark. Uh, is that the first dog taken? No, Jessica Rose Clark oh, she's is a favorite. favorite, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's taking a dog. Currently right? sitting at minus 140 on DraftKings. Uh, wow. You really put me in a pinch here. There's one obvious one, I feel like. I mean, the next two that I was slating to look at was Ray Cooper and uh, Jalen Turner. And I was kind of hoping you would take one to make this decision easy for me. You're going to get CKB? Mm. 
I the size advantage, the size disparity is just insane. Like, just feels like Jalen Turner should be there. I'm gonna go with Ray Cooper. Give me a little more action on uh, on Friday evening of International Fight Week. Ray Cooper the third. That was the second, by the way. That the was third? that was the one I was just debating. Yeah. All right, that'll finish off my lineup now. Ray. Battle of the Coopers. Finish us off. Yeah, it is the Battle of the Coopers. The Cooper I will Cup. take Larissa Pacheco. <laughs> Larissa Pacheco. Wow. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, wow. she's like a stone cold known finisher. That, that's that's like actually that. That, that uh, has first round KO written all like, over it. I'm pretty sure I bet on her last time. Yeah, and she just finished. Yeah, in uh, yeah minute 25. I don't hate oh, it. Wow, three straight first round finishes. Four yeah. of her last five wins. I feel if I'm being honest, I feel like Great you guys pick. have had the past you know Great hour pick. and a half to research this. I yeah, we we're mocking show. back here. We were yeah, it's kind of messed up. I'm this, fine with this. It. Was this was as easy as possible? Okay. Right. I love my team. Uh, so Can yeah, the final lineups: Ariel, Kayla. Harrison, Drikas Duplices, Ian Gary, Alex Pajera, Jessica Rose Clark, Rick, Israel Adesanya, Macy Barber, Rory McDonald, Jim Miller, Larissa Pacheco, my team, Andre Muniz, Sean O'Malley, Alexander Volkanovsky, Magomed Magomed Kirov, and Ray Cooper. The third. Wow. I like these. I'll make a graphic up. Uh, so yeah, that'll be good. And like a little explanation. Yeah, of, for those uh, that are wondering why, standards. I mean, we can't really do it on the fly. That's how, you know, legit this was. I feel pretty good about my team. Of of your fighters, which are you least confident in? None of them. None of them. Wow, okay. Yeah, well, I have a feeling there. I picked some heavy favorites. I think I picked heavier favorites than, than you guys. No one picked Max. Rick might not have a single, uh, like, sub 200. Yeah, these, got, these have all, all got to be, like, minus 200. I might not either. Yeah, I could see Volk closing at like a minus two twenty. No pick Max. You could have. I mean, I would have thought about it if there weren't. There were there were too many. There were too many uh, big favorites left on the board. I I I think the I, I'll say this. I think the value is on Max. If I'm if I'm capping that fight. Uh, right now, Max is what he is a he's a plus one fifty five on DraftKings. I think you can make a very legitimate argument that he won the second fight. I don't think you can make a legitimate argument that the first fight was right. close. I, I've heard that before, and I, I've, that's kind of left me scratching my head a little bit. Um, the second fight, I think there's a legitimate argument argument to be made. I do think in that time since, Volkanovsky has only gotten better. And the one thing that I think Volkanovsky has shown that I don't think a lot of fighters can do, even at a championship level, is um, adjust mid-fight. He has an ability to adjust mid-fight that is... Like, I don't know if there's anybody as good at that as him in the game. Um, so whatever Max Holloway's game plan is, whatever he can show him, uh, there's an opportunity for Alex to adjust to that. So um, it's hard to pick against him, but I don't think... In a fight that was as close as the second fight, I don't think I can put money on Alex at greater than two to one. I feel like Max is too too good at fighting to be mm. in that position. So I would say the values on Max, as much as I respect Volkanovsky, who I think is legit, like, top three pound for pound. All right. Max is just so damn good, man. By the like, way, w- w- what's, uh, what is the winner getting? Yeah, what, what are the stakes here? Yeah, uh, I feel like that is TBD. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like we need uh, at least a Wednesday to figure that out. Some All right, so you'll trophy. think of something? Wow, a lot of pressure here. I, I was, you know, thinking maybe I could start a group message or something and we yeah. could right, brainstorm right. I thought a little bit. I mean, you feel, you it feels like you're the brains of the operation. What do you want me to say? 
Um, all right. Well, this is fun. International Fight Week draft. It is back. I'm looking forward to it. And I like the fact that there's another event. I did uh, misspeak earlier. Uh, our good friend Jose Young's reminding me, I, like I said, I'm getting old. 189 had two events, the tough finale. Actually, yes, it's one of the worst. 189 was one of the worst because it was such a big event. And then the tough finale was the next day. It was Ellenberger, Wonderboy. And I was like, no one wants the, to stick The hangover around. for that yeah, one. For the, the Sunday <laughs> evening event after <laughs> yeah. the incredible party. 200 had the three events that I was talking. Why did I screw that up? Of course, 205 was Connor Eddie. Like I said, we're getting old here. Um, all right. So, by the way, this is the last show that I'll do on a Monday. And I'll explain why as a 30-something-year-old in the history of my life. Uh, I feel like the, it doesn't take a ton of explaining, right? Well, no, I'll explain why, because next Monday is July 4th, yeah. and while we will have a pod, we're just going to do an audio-only remote, because it's a national pretty big holiday here in the States, so we will have a show for you July 4th, but it'll be a different kind of show, recapping UFC 276, last in-studio show is what I'm talking about, because mm. then we'll return the following. Um, all right, that was fun. Let's uh, recap the uh, the betting weekend, GC, if you don't mind, because... Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we have a few minutes before we get to Max. The floor is yours. All right, sure. Let's uh, just kick it right off. Go with the singles. I mean, I I, I made good picks. Uh, didn't really spread the units out properly. Obviously, I went heavy on Gegard as just as heavy as I went on Sabatello. Missed Gegard. Missed Umar by sub. Uh, so yeah, going six and two and only finishing up a, a couple units is is not great. Parlays got wrecked on these parlays. Cody Law let us down pretty hard. The Sarukian losing also hurt us. Uh, definitely went a little too heavy uh, on the parlays, but, you know, it is what it is. So uh, since the last time I was in studio, since the last time I was here, we have just uh, just blown it out. We have, uh, I think we are down 10 units since the last time I was here. We uh, I always talk Holy about that. crap. Really? <laughs> I mean, I always talk about that cold streak being around the corner. Uh, it 10 has, units. It has arrived. Yeah, four units this week. We finished up last week, but then uh, the two weeks I was in Europe, I was down. So we're still up 20 units on the year, 32 in total. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the cold streak, it's he's just not getting the bounces. Like uh, the Holly Holm decision hurt, the Cater decision hurt, uh, the Zhang Wiley not going two seconds longer hurt, uh, Sarukian this weekend hurt. Uh, yeah, like a lot of things that were really close to happening, not happening, uh, is kind of how a, a cold streak happens. Um, so do you feel that by changing locations, going away, like, you know, I'm very superstitious. So when I change things up, I don't think I, it's the changing locations. I think it's uh, the fact in Europe, I couldn't like tape as much as I wanted to. I couldn't research as much right. as you I normally busy. do. Yeah. The fact that yeah, you did yeah, it yeah. was impressive. Yeah. I mean, I took all my bets for the cater card before I even left uh, the United States. So cold streaks happening, getting unlucky breaks. The tide will turn eventually. I'm really not worried about it. Uh, for every cold streak, there's a hot streak right around the corner, vice versa. So hopefully we can right the ship this weekend. Uh, do have some big hitters to go through real quick before oh. we uh, get yeah, take to your time. the most blessed. Uh, first up, Josh Hedinger hits a plus 17,635 parlay, turns 250 into $443. Can't really complain about that. Moises by sub, Josh Parisian by KO, Shavkat by KO, and Mateus Gamrot, Moneyline. I mean... Damn. Yeah, I get you only put 250 on it, but like to hit a 17,635 parlay is insane with every pick being over plus 200. I mean, just crazy. Uh, shout out to Alex McAdam. He threw $15 on Chris Curtis by decision at plus 2,200. 
I had a weird feeling that I would go to decision, but to actually put wow, real money on it. Was it. that much? Yeah, dude, it was like plus four eighty to go to decision, plus four seventy five. And then obviously taking Chris Curtis juiced it up even more. Uh so yeah, shout out to Alex McAdam. Great call there. Uh next up, Liam picks fights. I mean, this guy just kills it on a week to week basis. He's up like ninety something units this year. Puts in a lot of work, uh, so he gets the results, but he just max bet Shavkat by submission. Um Bet it three different times, turns four hundred seventy six dollars into two thousand four hundred seventy five bucks. Uh, so I'm sure he went crazy when uh, when Neil Magny tapped there. Wow. So yeah, shout out to Liam Picks fights. He's uh, he is absolutely killing the game. Last one. This one was ridiculous. Prop sniper. I love a good line movement, but this one was insane. Uh, Demopulous Frey fight goes the distance for some reason. DraftKings had it up at plus five thousand. Uh, I have no idea why they would ever do that. But, uh, yeah, they put it up. He put $50 on Jeez. it, and uh, DraftKings paid it out. Um, and then for the first time ever, we premiere the almost big hitter of the week, J.D. He takes Morozov by decision, Curtis by decision, Umar by decision, Shavkat by submission, and Saruki and Gamrot fight goes the distance, plus 73699 Wow. And he cashed it out before the fight started. Cash it? Why? You I got just, afraid? Yeah, I guess he got afraid. Did you ask he, him? Uh, I didn't ask why, but I'm assuming it's because he got afraid. Twelve fifty. I think he said it was supposed to turn into like a few thousand dollars, nine thousand dollars or something. Uh yeah. Damn. It has to hurt. Sorry, bud. Yeah, that has to hurt. So the almost big hitter of the week. Uh, I know that that can't feel good. And then last but not least, the final thing. Look at this. Wow. While I'm in Europe. Got his purple if we, can hit, if we can hit the music here, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, we music. can go back to me. No longer. It's the uh, blue belt wow. here. It's out with the old. In with the new. Purple, but wow. This is a big moment. Yep. Wow, you even got the Macho Man Randy Savage music. <sighs> big graduation day. Congratulations. We're happy about it, wow. but uh, we're, already looking to, we're already looking to the brown belt. So, uh, yeah. Look at you. Shout out to me for getting the purple belt. This uh, is big. <laughs> Yeah, we're just moving right along. Soon enough, Verdict's not going to know what to do once I get the black belt. 10,000 followers, Verdict Purple Belt. I mean, the summer of GC in full swing. Well done. Well done. I thought you were going to give a shout-out to New York Rick, who picked the uh, the Warriors to win the NBA championship back in January. Shout-out to that, and shout-out to you for saying uh, yeah, in six I, games. I don't know, yeah. Didn't want to pat myself on the old back. But uh, all right. So uh, congrats to all the big winners. And then on Wednesday, we'll get your official UFC 276 picks. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, now uh, we got Max on the line. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be a part of uh, your picks for UFC 276. Without further ado, it's always great. It's always a pleasure. It's always uh, a very exciting time on the program when you could talk to one of the A, best fighters on the planet, and B, most beloved fighters on the planet. He is the pride of Wainai. It's always very special when Max Holloway, when the uh, the Blessed Express comes through. He's in Las Vegas. Trilogy fight against Alex the Great Volkanovsky this Saturday, UFC 276, co-main event, Las Vegas T-Mobile Arena, July 2nd. Here he is, the one and only, the newly married man, Max Holloway. How are you, Max? I'm doing good, but how you been? I've, I've been great. Look at, you, look at your hair, man. I love the hair. Please, you're not going to cut it, right? I think it's great. The longer, the better. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, it gets to a point where don't ain't get too long. It's kind of out of control, so I kind of like like this length. <laughs> no, it's looking good, man. Everything, everything's looking good about Max Holloway. By the way, congratulations 
uh, mazel tov to you and your 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 bride on the recent wedding. I just wanted to clear something up. It was interesting because usually it doesn't work. I got the save the date, but then I never got the invitation to the wedding. So I was curious what happened. I got, but I didn't get the fall. I got so I I put it on the calendar, but I never got the actual. So what happened there? Did I not make the cut or what? Uh, a lot of people's uh, invitations got lost. I think. Okay. I mean, people are me like you're not the first one. They're like I'm like I don't know. You guys didn't RSVP, so okay. blame 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 the the mail system. All right. Um, what was it? What What was it like? What a, What a day it was. I mean, it was. Uh, it looked amazing. What 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 did it feel like for you to to be uh, to be there with your son, to live out your dreams? What could you Could you even describe the kind of day that it was? I it was perfect. I mean, it was perfect. It's supposed to. It's supposed to rain. We supposed to have a tent, but uh, it didn't end up raining. We didn't not. We didn't end up putting up the tent. So it, it made it made the wedding look way more beautiful. Uh, my wife looked beautiful walking down the aisle. So, I mean, perfect is the only word I can say. I, I, a bunch of family. It was like the first. Uh, it was the first big wedding since uh, the pandemic in Hawaii. I think it was the first one that they opened up and we we could have people there. So it was uh, it's pretty amazing. I feel like this is kind of like the natural question that people ask, and I'm going to do it as well. Do you feel like anything changes as far as your approach to the fight now that you're a newly married man? Do you, does it feel like do you feel like you're fighting for something bigger? You have a family. Like obviously, you were a dad already, so it's a little different. But does anything change in the mindset? I mean, not really. If anything, my wife made my life easier. So she uh, she took a lot of things off my plate, and uh, she just makes it easier. So all I get to do is go out there, focus, uh, do my thing. Uh, come Saturday night. How'd she make it easier? Because she, I mean, she's an athlete as well. She probably has a crazy schedule too. So how did she make it easier for you? That woman, they're amazing. <laughs> I mean, she's, a, she's amazing. She's a, they're like almost superheroes, you know? So that's, that's how she did it. She, she, she does a lot and uh, I'm just super grateful for her. Now is, is Rush attending the fight on Saturday? Rush? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Rush be here. Rush be here, um, you know. Like I said, you know, during the whole pandemic and stuff. I mean, if if they would allow me to, to put him in the in, in my corner, that's what I would do. You know, if Nevada, the state, and the commission allowed me to put him in the corner, then uh, that's what we would do. You know, so he's excited to finally be there. So, is this uh, the first time he's had a fight since the first Volkanovski fight? No, he was he was he was at the fight. He was at our fight um, for uh, yeah, the year. last one, yeah, year. Oh, because they had yeah. at that point they had some fans in attendance. Apex, yeah. But this is the first time you fight in front of a full crowd since the first Volkanovski fight, yes? Oh yeah. So he's gonna, you know him, little little shine stealer. He's probably gonna have his way that with all the crowd and stuff being back. So uh, you were supposed to fight a few months ago. Unfortunately, the fight didn't come to fruition. He ends up fighting a Korean zombie. Volkanovski did. Uh, I don't, it was kind of a bit secretive. Like, what? Are you able to explain why that fight didn't happen back then? I mean, the the main thing I can say is just miscommunication, man. Miscommunication. That's 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 about it. Okay. It's just a communication. Uh, were you upset about that? Uh, yeah, I'll, of course. I'm, I'm a fighter, you know, I want to fight him. But, you know, we, we're here now. Uh, I mean, International Fight Week, it's huge. It's big. Uh, the card is big. So, I mean, it's, it's just crazy, you know. It's crazy to be here on International Fight Week and be able to, uh, the spot that we're in. So, super exciting. 
I'm assuming you watched his fight against Zombie, yes? No, I didn't watch his fight. Come on, Max. I don't believe you for a second. What are you talking about? You didn't watch it? No, I was on, uh, you know, our game, right? On Facebook, Facebook, GG backslash Max Hollow official. Come check me out. If you look at the time of his fight going on, I was probably playing Apex at the same exact time. Actually, I know for a fact I was because people were telling me who won. But even after the fact, you could go on ESPN Plus. You can watch it whenever you want. You never went and checked it out. No, I mean, I did. I didn't see it. I didn't get to see it. I uh, my my coaches them. Uh, some of my coaches watched it for me, and they told me they told me a little a little stuff about the about the fight. But I, I didn't I didn't see it myself. No, no interest. Like I'm just curious, why not check out his last performance? Uh, because my coaches and a bunch of guys watched and told me that uh, I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like it just wasn't. It, there was nothing to be learned from it. I mean, I think I think a lot of people expected it to uh, the way the fight went. A lot of people expected it to happen that way. So that's what they said. They said it, they they went the way. They, so we thought it would go, and um, I didn't, didn't have to tune in. So I was like, "Okay, cool. Save me some time. Get get back on the games or something." <laughs> uh, the 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 first two fights. Did you watch those? I wa- I watched the uh, I watched our first two fights uh, a couple times. Yeah. Which performance from yourself do you like better? Your performance in the first fight or the second fight? I don't know. I mean, the second it gotta be the second one. Yeah, for sure. You still believe you won that fight? Uh, yeah, you know, I believe I did enough, but it doesn't it doesn't matter what I believe, Errol. You know what it is. There's uh, three guys sitting, three people sitting ringside, you know, the judges, and uh, whatever is their call at night is their call, and uh, you got to live with it. You know, I, I've been on this uh, kick lately, but really, you deserve a lot of the credit for it because you kind of started this uh, this movement before, you know, I've been doing it as of late. Open scoring, I'm a big fan of open scoring. I really feel like open scoring should be a thing only because it benefits you guys because you at least deserve to know where you stand in these massive fights. Could you say confidently, had you known what the score was going into the fifth round in either one of those fights, that you maybe would have done something differently? Uh, for sure. You know, I mean, when you, when someone's telling you you're down and you know you're down when you look at the cards, then someone's going to go after it. But then the opposite side of that too is knowing that when someone's up, you know, you don't know if they're going to, and they know they're up. You don't know if they're going to fight. So, you know, there's a lot of give and take with those things, you know. But commission is going to be commissioned. You know, Dana going to be Dana, whatever whatever he wants. We'll see what happens. Uh, you you seem to be in favor. Are you still in favor of it? Uh, for sure. I mean, why not? I mean, why not try it I, or, or try a different taste of it? You know, just just give it a go. You know, don't – what is that saying? Don't knock it till you try it, right? So, right. Why not? You know, why – I would love to see, I, I would just love to see how it is, especially on a card like ours, you know, like with, with the fans and the crowds, see how judges react when, when fans are screaming, when someone throws a punch and it doesn't land. But since the fan, I want to see if that affects judges, you know, which I, which I think do, you know, because uh, we're all human and uh, as is it. I have pulled probably 30 fighters at this point. I think just one, Ally Quinto, is the only one who said he wouldn't be in favor of it. You all want it, and yet no one asks you guys if you want it or not. No one asks your opinion, but yet it's just a small little tweak to the system that only benefits you guys. You're in there. There's so much money at stake, legacy at stake, belts at stake. The least you can know is where you stand going into the, the final frame. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, there's there's a bunch of tweaks. You know, uh, I I mean, our judging system is off of boxing. You know, our old system. You know, and and most judges is is like boxing judges. You know, so they they don't really know too much mixed martial arts. And uh, I know John McCarthy got his class, so that'd be cool if a bunch of people started doing the class. But we see what happens. You know, I think so. We're gonna run this problem the, for many times coming because our our sport is only growing. Everybody's getting better. Everybody's getting elite. So it's going to be amazing. And I'm kind of interested to see how, how the future goes. I almost hate asking this question to, you know, the highest of level fighters because ultimately it's it's kind of disrespectful to you and the opponent. But given how the first two fights went, do you feel like it's imperative that it doesn't go the distance so that there's no questions asked, there's no issues, there's no controversy? Do you need to get a finish here? We see what happens, you know, uh, for sure. I, I fight for a finish every time, you know, and like I said, like I told you, I'm on all for every fight, you know. I I fight my, I'm, I'm going to fight this fight just like how I fought every other fight. I get to my first and it might be my last, you know. So if I've been in there with 10 rounds, 10 rounds with the guy. I feel good. I feel confident. And uh, I've been saying uh, we'd be lucky if we get past three in this one. So I can't wait for it. Does Max Holloway need a belt in order to realize his his ultimate fame in this sport? In other words, I think that there are certain fighters who are bigger than the belt in their weight class. I think Connor is bigger than the belt. I think Nate is bigger than the belt. I think you have reached that status at 45 as well, that you are bigger than the belt. Do you agree with that sentiment? I mean, yeah, you said it, Errol. I mean, if you said it, I'm going to agree with it. You know, at the end of the day... I I always told myself that I, I you know the belt the belt doesn't define you you know I'm a champion I've been telling my champ I've been telling everybody that I'm gonna be a champion and I was a champion from since when I first got into the UFC you know that's just that's just the way that you gotta carry yourself you know if you if you don't carry yourself that way then why why are you fighting you know are you fighting to be the second best in the world that that makes no sense you know so I keep telling myself that I'm the best and I'm the champ and you know it, it is what it is if you. If you disagree, then we can we can figure it out in, in the octagon. So, in other words, the reason why I asked that is, what motivates you going to this fight, other than just like the 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 athletic competition of beating this guy once and for all? Is the belt any kind of motivation here? Like, do you miss being champion? Do you miss being called champion? Do you miss having the spoils that come with the belt? I mean, what motivates me is is just the competition, you know, the competitiveness, you know, Ariel. Like I said, you know what. What rank in the pound for pound rankings? What do you know? What rank uh, Alex is? Uh, I think most people have him at number two or number three at this point. So he's top three. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, do you know what rank I am in the pound for pound rankings? I, I, you're in sure the t- you're in the top ten. Yeah. So it's like that's just it. You know, you're that's six. What, that's what yeah, six. So look, if you look at it this way, Ariel, like. It's crazy, you know. When in the last decade, you know, did this, did this fight happen where two top guys in the top uh, in the top ten pound for pound rankings yeah. happen? How many times did it happen? You know, I mean, the only guys that come to mind is DC and Jones. You know, yeah. that's the only guys. You know, and we're here now. You know, this this fight, these things don't happen. You know, and and these are the things that excite me. You know, we get to be a part of that history. And um, to you guys, to all the to all the hardcore fans. This is what they want. They want the best of the best fighting each other. And here they are. You know, these, these, these tough pound-for-pound fighters don't fight each other. 
they just don't. It doesn't happen, you know. It happens every so often in a decade, and uh, we're getting blessed with one right now. It is a great point. It doesn't happen in MMA. It doesn't happen in boxing either. Uh, two guys. So according to the UFC official rankings, he's two, you're six. This is as rare as it gets. It's very rare to have two guys in the top six in the same weight class who are both the rightful guys, not like a match that they made and put together. Can I ask you a crazy question, Max? Uh, and I'm just, I'm, I'm very particular when it comes to these things. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if I've ever heard you say Alex Volkanovsky's name, like his full name. Is oh, there a reason I for that? You guys know his name? Why I gotta say him? <laughs> How come? I, I notice you never say his name in interviews. You always say him, like even dating back to the first one. Is there a reason for that? I mean, I think I just, I think I just say everybody's name. That's kind of weird. I, 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 no, not name. I think I just say him or whatever because I acknowledge him as that. So I don't know. And and Volsonowski has like that's a tough last name. So I don't want to butcher him. <laughs> I was wondering if early on it was because you kind of viewed yourself as up here and he was not on your level and you didn't want to kind of give him that respect. Am I cra- am I looking into this too much? Uh, I, think, I think you are. You know, okay. I, don't ever, I would never ever look at that. We're all humans. We're all humans. No, one, no one's on a higher level than anybody, I like to think. Is, is it possible, though, in retrospect, that maybe you didn't realize how good he was the first time you fought? Is that fair? No, not at all. I mean, you know, he 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 beat uh he beat some names. He beat Aldo. He beat Mendez. You know, he was he was standing across from me for for a reason. You know, so I I give him the respect he deserved. You know, to get to get there, to get to a championship level fight, to beat former champions and former people who fought for a belt, I say it's a lot. You know, so all, all, no disrespect, all respect to him. Are you impressed with how much he's improved? I know you say you didn't watch the last fight, but I think he has come a long way since he first came into the UFC. Has his progression impressed you? Ah, uh, for sure. You know, to 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 become a champion uh, and to be at that level and to keep on getting better and greater, it's cool to see. You know, so it's uh, it's it's looking like it's gonna be a fun one come uh, come Saturday night. Uh, you know what it's like to fight at fifty five. He has talked about fighting at fifty five. Do you think that he could be successful at fifty five? I mean, don't they talk about like he's like at 55 and 70 outside of the UFC? So I, th- I think he'd be fine. You know, I think he know how the weight is. I think he knows how everything. So we see what happens, you know. First thing first, though, he got me on his plate. So I'll be focusing on me. And uh, I can't wait to see him across the octagon come Saturday night. Are your days at 45 numbered? We see what happens. I mean, <laughs> it happens. Never say never, right? I mean, there's interesting fights up there, you know, especially with... uh with um Oliveira leading the pack and stuff. So we see what happens, you know. I, I can't wait. You know, first things first is Alex, July second. Uh let's uh bring bring back balance to the world and uh <laughs> we'll go from there. Uh are, are how are the cuts though? As you're getting older, how 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 are these weeks for you? Uh, it's been good, you know. The last couple cuts been actually easier. It's been getting a little bit easier and easier. So we see what happens, you know. I mean, I can only speak on it now, but we find out uh, how it's looking Thursday and Friday morning. Man, I would love to see you fight uh, Oliver again. Of course, you have a win over him in uh, very exotic Saskatchewan when you were on that Canadian tour of yours a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes, uh, very close in terms of uh, like uh, climate to uh, to Hawaii. Uh, did you did you think it was did you think it was fair that they stripped him? Ah, bro. Nah, man. Nah, I feel. I feel bad for the guy, man. I don't know. He just... 
the guy who was weighing him in as a stickler, bro. That's just what it is, you know. It was like moving, you know. You go to 55, you should have let it move a little like that and say 55. How much yeah. time do you see it, you know? So, I don't know what happened, man. It sucks. It sucks for him because now his next fight is not going to be a title defense if he wins it, you know. He's winning the title back. So, like, that's that's history getting taken away from Oliveira. And um, I feel bad for a guy, man. He, he, he's been going out there doing his thing and, like, half, half a pound, bro. Like, come on, you know. like So what? crazy. Yeah, that, 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 it, it, I feel bad for the guy for sure. So you think they should have just let it? I mean, there's sometimes, I mean, you're going to Abu Dhabi, the thing's not even like set, and they're like, yep, you're good to go. He just ran into a yeah. stickler. He, he just, they should have just put it on 55 and see how it is. I mean, if it, if you put it on 55 and the, and the meat scale go up high, then it's like, okay, obviously. But if it's bouncing like that, it's like, come on, that's, that's, that's 55, you know? So uh, I feel bad for him, man. Yeah. Hurts him a lot. It hurts him legacy. Probably hurts him in contract wise. So we see what happens. Has anyone said to you, Max, you win this fight? We're finally going to make it happen. UFC Hawaii. I feel like it's time. Has anyone said this to you or your team? Ah, uh, Ariel, no. I no mean, one said this. No, no one said anything. So at the end of the day, I'm just happy to be here. I mean, this is the ninth island in Las Vegas. So you guys want to see what how rowdy Hawaii crowd is going to get? Tune in July second because uh, you guys are about to find out. Have you given up that dream? I mean, it is what it is. You know, we see. I mean, if they tell me, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. You know, I'm just like, if, if they give it to me, they give it to me. If not, then uh, they're not. You know, we have, we have like, like I said, Las Vegas. We have the Ninth Island, home away from home. So we're here now. Did you go to those Bellator cards that were there a couple of uh, months ago? I did not. I did not go, but we had, we had, we had, uh, we had a couple people fighting him, but I, I wasn't able to make it. You can't be bothered. You're 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 a UFC guy. You can't be seen at a Bellator event, right? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, but I just I was thinking. I saw Yancey. Yancey got like this incredible pop. He looked like a superstar, and I was like, man, it would be a crime. It would be a travesty if Max never gets this in front of his people. I don't care. Ten thousand seat, twelve thousand seat, eight thousand seat. You deserve it. Like we need to figure this out once and for all before it's too late. Only time will tell, Errol. Only yeah. time. All right. Um, any any of your famous friends coming to the fight? John Mayer, any of these? Bobby Webster, the Raptors, any of these guys coming by? Uh, John Mayer. John Mayer is on tour right now. Oh. So he he can't make. I think he's going to be in the Garden that night. MSG. I so yeah. Oh. I think he's going to be in the Garden. Oh, Boston. He might be in Boston. Okay. All right. Garden. TG going in Boston. Yep. He might be. So. He couldn't make it. Um, Bobby said he's coming, so pretty excited for that. So oh, we, we got, we got some, we got some guys coming out for us. So it's gonna be super cool. Should you be the main event? Let's be honest. Should the trilogy be the main event? I mean, I mean, you guys ask yourself. Go make a poll. You know, you got Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Make a poll and see who could have been the main event. You know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm just happy to be here. You know, like I, like what I said before. Every time I'm on the card, I feel like I'm the main event. I feel like I'm the guy that. Got the most to lose, so that's why we're here. And just curious, and and I know you're you're big into the gaming Apex, right? You say you play now. Is it called Apex? Yeah. Is yeah. it because of the UFC Apex that you play that, or is that nothing to do with it? No, uh, no. Uh, nah, nah. Okay, my bad. I I, I play Apex Legends because it's another battle. I used to play Battle Royale. I used to play COD. But I had a bunch of hackers, so I had to I had to jump over. I was getting over it with the hackers. So what do you mean hackers? What do you mean? Gaming hackers. People hack. People hack games. Like I don't know. What do you mean they hack they your know. game? They come into your game? 
No, no, they're like hackers in their game. They're cheating. It's called this thing called aimbots and oh, wow. and wall. So they're, it's it's not fun. Do you let your son play. play these games? No, he don't play no games right now. Nothing. Not at all. No, no, no. We 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 try to make him get outside more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. That's. But what about fighting? Has he said that he wants to start fighting, start training, follow in your footsteps? Uh no. He trains. He trains jujitsu, but I he he. Ain't. I mean, if he wants to fight later on in life, but right now, I'd, he don't know what he wants, you know? If he told me he was fighting, I'm like, you're, you're crazy. Fighting is too nuts. Right. Would you want, like, honestly, would you, some people try to push their kids to do it. Would you, you know, knowing the dangers, knowing the, the damage, would you be comfortable with that if he tries to follow you? No, not at all. I don't want him to fight. I you don't, don't want to fight. You, you, uh, yeah, I, I do not want him to fight at all. I mean, you heard me say it a hundred times before, I want him to be a doctor. He can... He can uh, go work on the fighters. <laughs> you want to fight? Fight for a different reason. <laughs> Why not? Because of the damage. The damage, the weight cut, the the whole the whole fighting thing, bro. This this life ain't this life ain't, this life ain't for some people. So I, I I went through it. I'm doing this so you don't have to go through it. Yeah. That's my that's look at it. Have you have you set an age as to like how long you want to do this for? I always see what happens. You know, I I said 35. You know. Maybe live it after a years, couple a little bit years after that, but we see what happens, you know. Never say never. Thirty-five, so we got five years left. Yeah, yeah, five years left for me. So enjoy it. And and be being angry. You don't get worried about like the body or the damage, the head, things like that, because you were doing this at, at such all. a young age. Yeah, not at all. I mean, me and my team, you know, my business partner that you know, yeah, uh, my coaches. We got doctors. We do it. We do the whole nine yard blood test, whatever. Like, they they make sure that everything is running smoothly, and um, that's what we do. The great Chris Deggett. I mean, what a legend this guy is. He is one of the best minds in the whole business. Really needs to be out there more. I don't know why he's always in the shadows. Why doesn't he put himself out there more and let more people know what he does with you behind the scenes? Uh, because he's like Batman. There's yeah. Batman choice. No, there's a fucking Batman and a fucking is Chris Deggett and Batman. So. All do right. you guys do you keep both of them in the same place at That's the same time? Just, That's a good point. Uh, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask you. Uh, this is what I was getting at earlier. Do you have a, a read on the forty-five? Like, do you look at the guys? Because I feel you know Zabit just retired. I don't know if you saw this. It's kind of wide open here. Are there any guys that you feel and and you fought a lot of them because you were at the top? You fight a year or t- like do you who's who's out there that is of interest for you at forty-five? Oh, whoever, you know, we can get a bunch of rematches. I know your year and Ortega got a big fight yeah. coming up. I know had a, I know Cater, Cater had a big fight uh, this past uh, couple weeks. So we see what happens, you know. I mean, that's just what it is. We're, we're in that point where we was a couple years ago where we didn't know who was the next contender. You know, I was one of the guys that shuffled in, Alex was. And then now we're at that point again. It's time to shuffle in, you know. So I, I think so it's going to shuffle in. I think so. This is one of the more harder divisions for sure. You know, we got we got a couple people on win streaks and right coming up and mm-hmm. stuff. So, it, it's a great time. You know, it's a great time. A bunch of a bunch of people is coming up and new names and it's an amazing time. We won't find out. We won't find out who's uh who's gonna be the new top five guys, the top, the champion and the contenders. So it's an exciting time in UFC. Were you surprised to beat retired? Ah, uh, yeah, I was kind of tripping out. Yeah, aren't we like the same age? But yeah. you know, you. you you never know what's going on, you know. You never know what's going on with uh, but not only fighting his personal life or what's going on and stuff. So, 
you know, I hope everything is, is good with him. I hope health-wise and mental-wise and just family-wise, you know, everything great, good with him. Uh, best wishes to him. You know, he's he's a killer. You know, and and I know a lot of a lot of fans want to see that that dream matchup of me versus him. You know, our styles, our lengths, and and everything. You know, our hair. You know, we all, we would have had the battle of the best hair. I think. You know, so we see what happens. You know, but nothing but the best for him and I. And I hope whatever future endeavors that he does, uh, he he go kill it. Uh, more likely to happen, Charles Max two or Connor Max two. Um, I don't know, I don't know. You know, with the Connor thing, it's like I might have to lean to Charles because he's actually fighting. You know, Connor he didn't really like come out and say like I'm coming back. He did say I, I know he said I'm coming back, but then there's no like mark he put down. You know and. But I got that day. I don't blame him. You know what I mean? Like, why would he come back? You know, everybody's everybody in the fight game is trying to get to that point where they can make make enough and live their life and you know get out, you know, and get ahead. So, you know, we see what happens. You know, I think uh, I think the Oliveira one is probably probably way more funner and uh, way more possible actually, to be honest. But funner wise, I would actually say is the is the Connor fight. The Connor fight would be be super fun. If you were in his spot, would you come back? Uh, probably not. Sit mimosas on top of my Lamborghini yacht. <laughs> Why not, bro? <laughs> you know, it is what it is. You know, traveling the world and doing all kind of high fashion shows. Right? You know, we see what happens. You know, but uh, like I said, you know, Connor is a very competitive guy. You know, just like me, and I know I know that competitiveness is fit in him. So I don't know. Maybe might be throwing jabs at each other till we're like hundred years old. You know, you never you never know. I would love to see it. It would be great. But first off, it's you versus Volkanovski for the third time this Saturday, July 2nd. It's uh, it's very rare that we get a situation like this. As you know, as a historian, I mean, you don't usually get someone who's 0-2 going up for the third fight, but the second one obviously is supremely controversial. This is it, though, right? Yeah. Like, you, you feel like this is as must-win as it gets? This is, I mean, there's 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 a lot at stake here. For sure, you know, and exactly what you said, you know, we're here for a reason, you know, we're here for a reason. If it if it wasn't, if it was so, you know, guaranteed already, we would have not been here. So I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to go show a lot of history on the line, a lot of legacy on the line. And um, O&O Max is going in there looking for, looking for a finish, so I can't wait. Good luck, Max. Can't wait to hear Hawaiian Kickboxer Saturday at uh, oh. T-Mobile. You're going to walk out to it, right? Yeah? You already know, bro. It's gonna, go. it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great one. Can't wait. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Good luck to you on Saturday. Thank you, brother. All go right, off. there he is, the main man himself, Max Holloway, the pride of Wainai. You gotta love him. Oh, Hawaiian kickboxer, one of the great walkouts, right, in uh, in MMA. I can't wait for that fight. That fight, I mean, you can make a case that that, I mean, that is the people's main event, right? Two guys who are beloved. Volkanovski has come a very long way. Got my prime here. Very popular. Uh, like I said, I think that that fight could have sold out. Uh, the uh, Marvel Stadium, where they had the Cambosis versus Devin Haney fight. Volkanovski is as big of a deal. Holloway, obviously, internationally beloved as well. Would have been fun. 
but they're back in Las Vegas, back at the scene of the first fight, back at T-Mobile Arena. And yes, uh, we're not getting the uh, the Misha Tate fight, and we just went through some of the fights on the card, but it's still a very nice card that they put together for everyone. Israel Adesanya, Adesanya against Jared Cannonier, Alex Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway 3, Sean Strickland versus Alex Pajeda, a very important fight at 185, could produce the uh, the next contender at 85, I would say, right? Strickland wins, he's on a roll, Pajeda's got the story with Izzy, Izzy's been talking about him more, so looking forward to that. Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz, big test for Sean O'Malley. Brad Riddell against Jalen Turner. I mean, every one of these fights, something for everyone. Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberina. Ian Gary versus Gabe Green. So good to see Ian back on a stage like this. Donald Cerrone versus Jim Miller. Uriah Hall versus Andre Muniz, which is a really interesting. Muniz, the first pick for 1GC in the uh, International Fight Week draft. Jessica I versus Macy Barber. Big spot for Macy Barber again. Brad Tavares against Drickus Duplessis. Remember, we were supposed to get... Uh, Drickus on that card in uh, April in Jacksonville. And then Jessica Rose Clark against Yulia Stolyarenko to open up the card. So that's this Saturday, July 2nd. You got PFL on uh, Friday. You also have Money in the Bank, the WWE event going down uh, Saturday at the great MGM Grand Arena. And that is part of the reason why uh, I will be in Las Vegas doing a bunch of things over there in Las Vegas uh, but Money in the Bank, one of them. And a lot of people asking me about our meetup. We're going to have a meetup on Friday night. And uh, details to come. If you follow me on Twitter, on social media, you will uh, you will get the word whenever I have it. It's, uh, it's coming, I promise. Sometime Friday, probably 7, 8 local time, Pacific time. Going to be a lot of fun. Maybe some luminaries will be stopping by. You never know, but it'll be great to see a lot of the uh, longtime listeners, viewers, fans of the program. Frank, you coming out to the meetup in uh, Vegas? No. Mm. Uh, you had such a great time the first time we did a meetup in New York. You are not coming out. What about you, GC? Will you be coming out to the meetup? No. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm excited to share with everyone that New York Rick will be attending the meetup. Yes? He's not even here right now. <laughs> Where'd he go? He can't be bothered? He's done? I don't know. He ran out frantically, and Frank was like, are you okay? And uh, Whoa. Is everything just... okay? He said he was all right. All right. Um, well, I hope you'll be there. Maybe he got excited that Eddie Hearn's going to be joining us in the studio, and then later on, we're going to be joined by Jessica Rose Clark, uh, who is the aforementioned... Uh, one half of the first fight on the card, UFC 276 this weekend. Eddie Hearn is here because they just had a press conference here in New York City for the Triple G Canelo Trilogy. Speaking of trilogies, going down September 17th at the T-Mobile Arena. And I think this is his fourth time because he was there before and after the Taylor Serrano fight. He was there another time. Unless I'm counting one extra. I don't know if someone could tell me. And uh, that was just like in the span of three months. He says he loves coming here. And there's been a lot going on in his world. I mean, the guy, one day he's in Saudi Arabia. The next day he's in uh, San Antonio. Then he's in New York. Then he's in LA. Then he's in London. I've never seen a travel schedule like this. It's unbelievable. And uh, he was just in San Antonio uh, this past weekend. 
He's here in New York. He was in LA, I know, for the uh, first leg of their press tour. But there has been some talk that our very own Chris Cyborg could be in talks to fight Katie Taylor later on this year. And we all thought that Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano would be the easiest rematch to make, the easiest fight to make. And now apparently it's not happening after all, uh, at least not next. Um, and here comes Chris Cyborg, uh, who of course is a Bellator fighter, at least as of now, coming up and talk. So I want to talk to him about that. I'm looking forward to that conversation. And also wondering if there was any talk of uh, the newly inducted Holly Holm, inducted, of course, into the Boxing Hall of Fame, getting the nod as well, because uh, I feel like that would be a massive fight. I think the one that everyone wanted to see was Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano in Dublin, uh, but it doesn't look like it's in the cards for now. So I'm curious to see what happens then. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk to him about. The Anthony Joshua fight uh, was uh, recently announced while we were away against uh, Alexander Usyk in Saudi Arabia, August 20th. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman officially announced uh, for that date as well. We talked to Leon a couple of weeks ago about that. So that will be a big, I mean, a huge day for British combat sports, right? You've got uh, Leon, one of their own, going up against the pound-for-pound pound king right now, Kamara Usman, for the welterweight title. And then, of course, you have uh, the great Anthony Joshua looking to right the wrong of his loss to Alexander Usyk last year, which was a shocking, shocking loss. Of course, he constantly has his back and forth with uh, Jake Paul, and it was announced uh, last week that Jake Paul is going to fight Tommy Fury on August 6th. And I can let you know that there is a press conference for the Jake Paul-Tommy Fury fight this Wednesday at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I think Amanda Serrano will be there as well. Jake Paul will be there. Tommy Fury will be there. And I will be there. I, in fact, will be hosting it. What? Yeah, how about that? Uh, Frank, can we get some breaking news, please? Sure. As I drop my pencil. Yes, uh, this Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern... Uh, your boy, you know, they looked at the landscape and they're like, you know what? We need a little promotional muscle here. We need one of the brightest minds in the game. Yes. We have a show on Wednesday. Oh, no problem. It's all been figured out. I will be here at one o'clock. Uh, these press conferences don't last two hours, Frank. I I don't know how many of these press conferences (laughs) you've been to. Uh, usually 45, one hour. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I don't know. What's so funny? I just imagine you said you're hosting it, right? I am hosting it. Yes. And, and it'll be done on time. Yes. Well, okay. you're doubting this? Oh, it's just connecting the dots. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, because I usually. Nobody said that. I'm not. No, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just not receiving two pieces comes. of information. It's one. a little different when I have this open platform to do whatever I want to speak for how long uh, as I choose, as opposed to a set press conference, which is really, I mean, like I don't have as much to do in that format and that setting because it's more the media asking the questions and whatnot. But I'm looking forward to it. And the, uh, the stakes have just been uh, raised because uh, Jake Paul and Tyson Fury were going back and forth, and Tyson Fury bet $100,000 on his brother to win. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jake is like, nah, that ain't good enough. You're not confident in your brother winning. And then he upped it to a million. Oh, man. How about that? That's awesome. By the way, the fact that you're able to converse with me here makes me uh, feel like Eddie is very late because he was supposed to be here four <laughs> minutes ago. Don't. Don't read between the lines. supposed to be here 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? 
they always do this to us. They tell us that he's going to be here at a certain time, and they also give us a hard out. And it's then the he's New York traffic. Yeah, New York traffic. What's going on? Tell he's us. He's on his way. I think I, I hear them on the hallway. Any moment. Yeah, but then we 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 need to get the extra time on the back end. We'll 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 talk with uh, with old Fred. All right. Can you let us know because you know, it's really. It gives me a lot of anxiety. A lot of um, what's that term? Uh, acid reflux. Oh wow. Yeah. Sure, it's not the prime. <laughs> Might be the prime. Um, all right, so Eddie's going to join us in the studio. I have a lot of questions to ask him. We don't have a lot of time with him, but he is kind enough to come in. I mean, he'll never miss an opportunity to stop by, so I do appreciate that. One other big story, uh, and we could talk about this uh, with the guys after the Eddie interview, depending on how much time we get with him. The Nate Diaz situation continues to evolve. It was a very big story last week. Uh, we had a situation where Nathan came out and said, just release me. And then uh, Dana White came out and was like, well, maybe they should do the the Jake Paul fight, which is very strange because the guy who is stopping the Jake Paul fight from happening is the guy who is saying maybe they should do the Jake Paul fight. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if he did, in fact, believe that, then why doesn't he let him just go out and do the Jake Paul fight? Well, the reason why he didn't is because they don't want him to do the Jake Paul fight and he still has a fight on his contract with the UFC. Um, so... It's a weird one. Like, that was the classic, you know, that was basically not a needle mover 2.0. Like, hey, and of course, Nathan is a much bigger star than he was back in 2014 when that statement was first said in Dublin, by the way. Um, I believe it was the pre-fight presser uh, on the Friday. <clears throat> and I just feel like that's part of the game. However, I will say, Diaz is the one guy who would actually take that personally. Like Diaz is the one guy I feel like who would hear Dana say that and be like, all right, you don't think I'm a big deal. All right, you don't think I'm uh, you know, worthy enough to be re-signed or to stick around here. I will leave. Now, I still feel like he ends up staying. I still feel like they're moving in the right direction. I still feel like you know, the Poirier fight is the one to make. Poirier still doesn't have an opponent. I don't think it's a coincidence that he doesn't have an opponent. Uh, he's been ready to go. Uh, I know they have another pay-per-view September 10th. I know it's been discussed to have Aljamain Sterling and uh, and TJ Dillashaw on that card, which is great. But you can obviously need you know some some other big names, some 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 big dogs, if you will, in the co-main. That would be a very very good co-main. Uh, I've heard Atlanta and Tampa being discussed as a potential spot for that pay-per-view, but all this stuff keeps changing all the time now, so who the hell knows? By the way, if it happens in Atlanta, GC, will you go to it? 1,000%. September 10th? Yeah, if it happens. If, yes. I kind of, you know, I want to go, but uh, also I wouldn't mind not having to pay for another flight and uh, yeah. an expensive ticket, but... Will you feel like you're missing out if if you're not there for the UFC's return to Atlanta? No, 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 I will be there. Oh, if you will happens, be. Going. I will be there. I'm Regardless. saying if it gets announced at Tampa Bay, I'll be like, ah, yeah. uh, you won't be too sad. I won't but be you're too saying right sad. now you guarantee if they go to Atlanta, you'll be there. Yes. I won't be that sad, though, because no matter what, I'm going to be at MSG. For which one? I'm assuming they're going to come. That's me. Oh, in November. will come back in November. I thought yeah. you meant for Jake Paul. Uh, Yeah, TV days. Wow. Does it make yeah. the cut? Oh, it makes the cut. Uh, you know, things got to get figured out, work, wow. things like that. Okay, work. It's on a Saturday. What are we talking about here? We can we can, we can talk. Okay, we can take this offline. Um, curious. All right, 
Why didn't you go? Four o'clock? Really? There he is. Well, I'm going to have a word with Eddie right here. There he is. Wow, Eddie, let me just stand up for you. I mean, as punctual as ever, Eddie. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, really. But and we're sticking to four o'clock. Are we really doing this? Should I but, bring Fred out here? But the problem is, like, yes? you you What's demand the... so much time because what? I've noticed lately you've changed. I've changed. Yeah, I've changed. All this success. Yeah, all this, it is this getting fame, to me. Yes. You know, I mean. I mean, we barely know each other. How? I don't get a fee anymore. Like wow. they're telling me that all of a sudden that your, your you... financial demands are so you know are so intense they mm -hmm. can't afford it. So fee. that's why we're getting 21 minutes. Is that here. what you're getting? That's where we're getting hard well, we'll out do, four o'clock. We've got the Yankees tonight. Who cares about the Yankees? The pitch, Have you face heard to face on the This is what I'm saying about you. Yeah. Who cares about this? Is Ariel Hawani saying? Is... Who cares about the Yankees? Do you look at this set? Primo. No one's giving okay. you a set we'll, like this. We'll go a few minutes over. Appreciate that. Yeah, By the way, Fred will tell me off. Thank you for coming. Thank I you. appreciate Thank it. You for having me. Not very happy about you guys going head to head with me with the presser on a Monday at one. Like that's kind of our yeah. territory. If oh, I'm being yeah. honest. Sorry, sorry. You know, like you... maybe we didn't have as successful a presser because of your show. How was it? Very Obviously, successful. Obviously, it didn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it was good. Well attended. It was yeah, very well attended. It was the second leg of uh, yeah. the, the Canelo Triple G press tour LA on Friday. Just <laughs> it's like Canelo can't stand him, and Golovkin can't stand Canelo, but Golovkin won't actually say anything because right. he's very sort of front-facing respectful right but Canelo's saying you've said all this stuff about me say it and he's you know the head-to-heads have been very very intense yeah. and enjoyable it's gonna be a great fight I think Canelo's lost his mind in this fight like he's, he's openly saying I'm basically just gonna walk forward and knock you out and I'm gonna and which is dangerous against uh, Triple G you know people talking about you know, he's getting a bit older now he's still pound for pound probably the biggest puncher in the sport or up, right up there so and Canelo's coming off a defeat so mentally where is where's he at Can, uh, Golovkin looks great great moving up to 168 which I think will suit him he's been 160 for like 13 years so I think uh, it's gonna be, I think it'd be the best of the three fights so far so I was curious to see which direction you would go in after the Bivol mm. fight you could obviously try to do the rematch, or you could go in this direction. You ultimately went in this direction, which I think was the right call for whatever mm -hmm. it's worth. Did you consider, did you guys consider, did he consider running that one back? Yeah, we'd, we'd already signed for the Triple G fight, and the aim was actually to announce the fight in the ring, which mm -hmm. obviously backfired yeah, considerably. Right. Yes. Um, you had like a promo and everything? Yeah, ready? yeah. Oh, God. Everything. I mean, but wow. that's quite common. Yeah, yeah. Like people don't realize that, but it's actually quite common. Um, and. I played golf with Canelo the next day, and he said... The next day? Yeah, the next day. Wow. Crazy. Like, uh, he, mentally, this guy is on another level, but really upset. And playing golf while upset is never a good mix, but right. somehow he managed to do that. And he wanted the Bivol rematch. Like, every fighter does. You know, it's the first thing in the mind. But obviously, we had this agreement with Triple G, and this is the only chance to make this fight. The only chance. And Why? Because just time-wise, like, we've waited a couple of years now... Golovkin's just unified in Japan. Like, if we leave it till next May, this was the time to strike. We had the agreement, and he wants to fight Triple G. He wants to beat him, and then he wants to rematch Bivol in, mm. in May, which is like, we keep talking about the resume of Canelo Alvarez. Like, it is incredible. And he genuinely, like, he had to almost handicap himself to lose by moving to 75, you know, against Dimitri Bivol. So... This fight's interesting, particularly coming off the loss, because his back is against the wall. Might be really bad news for Gennady Golovkin, or might be good news for Gennady Golovkin. But, you know, Canelo is uh, he's pretty open in his assessment of this fight, which is I want to retire him, and, and I will only be happy by destroying him. 
So, which is a nice edge. I've not seen him like this before, to be honest with you. Even when he fought Billy Joe, Billy Joe was poking him and prodding him, but he was quite calm. He wasn't really rising to the bait. Here he's, he's pretty vicious. We had Oscar Del Hoya on a couple of weeks ago. Sorry he said that. it was a massive mistake to book this fight, that you don't understand. The Bivol fight? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, promoters want to make easy fights for their clients because they want to milk as much money as possible. I am a promoter, and I do see the science in that. I'm also a fan. Like, I also want to sit there. If I'm investing in a fight, and sometimes there's quite a lot of financial risk in a fight, I really don't want to pay big money to see a mismatch. Right. I don't want to sit there and watch a mismatch. Sometimes it happens, and there's nothing that we can do about that. Not every fight is a fight of the year contender. But why do you want to criticise a guy? I mean, he's, he's, of course, out of sort of you know jealousy and the fact they fell out, and there's a lot of that. But right. why do you want to criticise a guy for trying to be great? Shouldn't we... Like You're basically saying you shouldn't have taken that fight because it was too difficult. What sort of sport do we live in where we're criticising fighters for taking a big challenge. Mm. But he's beating everyone at middleweight. He's beating everyone at super middleweight. So he, he, he wants to do something different. He wants to test himself. All of a sudden you get beat, and it's a terrible mistake. You shouldn't have done that. Should have taken an easier fight in your weight division. Boring. You know, this is a guy who's done it all. And we should respect him for trying to be great. And now comes back, fights Triple G, wants to go straight back into the Bivol rematch. If he beats Bivol in the rematch, what do we say then? Right. Greatest fighter of all time, one of. It always seems like lately, especially, I know that you've had this contentious relationship with these guys, but like I spoke to Debella recently. I don't know oh, if you I, saw that. Yeah, they all hate me. Yeah, Debella. I know the LRB stuff. Yeah. Well, why recently it feels, it, it, is this a product of your success? Is this a product of you making more noise? Why does it feel like I'm hearing more of this hatred towards you from the other promoters? I mean, it has to be a good thing in terms of, it's a good and bad thing. I mean, it's a great thing in terms of our success. Like you wouldn't really speak out about someone you had no fear of mm. or you weren't bothered about. Yeah, and there's different kind of people. Lou DiBella is a guy who, you know, he's up and down like a lady of the night's underwear, <laughs> you know, and he's just, um, he's, he's a guy who literally, you do not know what mood you're gonna get from Lou DiBella. He's, in my opinion, a guy that's quite unhappy um, and he doesn't like young, fresh blood coming in and trying to disrupt the game. Um, but at the same time, you've got guys like Oscar de la Hoya, who's obviously got that deep sort of vengeance because he lost the pound for pound biggest star in boxing and I signed him. So there's the history there. You've got Leonard Ellaby, who has lost his mind and I've apparently said something that upset him. The, the, the British sarcasm doesn't sit very well with a lot of these people. Who else you've got? Stephen Espinosa just sits there liking negative tweets about me all day, which is... Like, very, very flattering that like the head of Showtime would be that bothered about what I'm trying to do. But you see, Ariel, we had the same thing in the UK. When I started in the UK, the whole industry was against me. And we overcome that. And now I'm seeing exactly the same thing in the US. I've got to be a little bit careful because at the same time, I don't want to upset people to the point where they just won't make fights. Like the thing is with Aram, he's like mental. But he's 90, so he deserves to be mental. <laughs> right. But he will make a fight. Like, if the business is right, right, Bob will always make a fight. He'll speak badly about me. He doesn't like me. But where others will do, a, 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 you know, it will affect the job they do for their client mm. because of the emotion, mm. which is a really big mistake. So, but I also want to be myself. I don't, 
I don't want to come in here and just sort of brown those people and be a snide and like I'm just going to speak my mind. So like me, don't like me, but and and the the bad side of me, maybe the ego side in me, likes that the way they are to me because it makes me even more determined, makes me work harder, makes me want to win because that's all this is. It's a sport for me, business. You know, it's about winning. It's about beating the competition. I want to make great fights. I want to be remembered. I want, I want to be a disruptor. You know, not to the level of some of these other guys coming into the sport because I respect the sport, but I want to be remembered, good or bad. I want to leave my mark in the business and in the sport. And I think what I've done, like when, when Leonard comes out and says, like, biggest clown in boxing, not being funny. I mean, I've been on the road for two and a half weeks. We're announcing our new set of shows in Australia. I've been to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, where there's rumble in the jungle style scenes for Joshua against Usyk, probably the biggest fight in the heavyweight division. Then I've flown to San Antonio to do the Bam Rodriguez fight, new megastar in the sport, and then to do the Canelo Triple G press tour. I mean, this is like all in 10 days work for me. So you may not like it, but you must learn to respect it. And these people, you know, it's just, it's the way I am. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna make noise. Is Matchroom for sale? No, there, there's some stories going around. I mean, we have got to a point where, and, and the thing is in the UK is, it's very strange for you Americans to understand. Anybody can look at anybody's set of accounts huh. by a company's house. Wow. So you can go and look at the accounts of Matchroom and you shall see we're a huge company. I mean, people on this show might just, Look at Matchroom as a boxing promotion company. We do have a 10 different sports, one of right. the biggest global Darts, so. sports promoters in the world. Um, you know, there was a big story about approaches that we've had from big investment funds that yeah. want to buy equity in, in Matchroom. I'm not going to comment on that for various reasons, but we have huge plans of global development, particularly in the sport of boxing. And as a family business, you know, this is a business that actually on Saturday we will celebrate 40 years of operation from my dad who started under a snooker hall with him and a PA and grew this business and I've helped over the last 10 years, but you know he's the brain, the brain child behind it, to a global powerhouse. And you're adapting all the time as a business, as a family of business, but you get to a point where you approach IPO and flotation levels and sometimes this is a route that conversations like that will take place. I have dreams and aspirations to grow the sport of boxing globally in dozens of countries around the world. And when I talk about growing it globally, I don't mean in locations where I'll just pop in and do two shows a year. I'm talking about from grassroots up. That's the passion I have for the game. So when I go to Australia or when we're in Italy or Spain, it's not just about popping in and saying, hi, Matrima here. It's about how do we build amateur clubs? How do we grow stars in that region? And we always go back to the UFC. We are the UFC of boxing. If, even if you think we're not there yet, that's where we're gonna to get to because we're the only global promotional company in the world. And we're the only people with ambition to, to do that kind of thing. So those talks, you know, we're, we're, we're a sizable company that has plans to, to continue to expand internationally. And sometimes you need the expertise. It's not really about the money, we have money. But the expertise to grow that business to the IPO and to speed it up internationally at the pace that we'd like to go. Why isn't Taylor fighting Serrano next? Because Amanda Serrano didn't want the fight. What does that she, mean? She, there was no amount of money, as we were told, that would 
get her in that fight this time around. Particularly, probably, because the fight was slated for and what we'd like to do was in Dublin. Um, we went to Nikita, uh, Nikita Nikisa, yep. and said, we want to do the rematch. No, we're not really interested. She's going to have another fight on Jake's card. I said, well, it's a lot of money in a rematch. Look, even if you offered, I think they gave us a number, which was well over, or more than double the first fight, we still wouldn't take it. And we were like, so that's why. Disappointing, but she's, you know, I think they probably feel that if they lost again, it may be career in the balance, whereas they can go out, have a fight on the Jake Paul card, and maybe look at the rematch next year. Um, disappointing because you were there. I mean, it was just epic, wasn't yeah. it? So we'd love to do it again. And if it's not in Ireland, maybe we do it back at the Garden. So uh, obviously I asked around, I mean, this is such a big fight. We were all there. It was a huge, huge deal. What I was told was she was offered the same amount for the rematch. Not true. Uh, uh, she was offered, I believe that might have been the first offer. Then we started talking about, look, what's the number? And they, they came back and said, if you offered X, which was, I think, double or very close to double, we still wouldn't be interested. Was Dublin the issue? Like if possibly, we'd be back in New yeah, York? Possibly. We never discussed doing it back in New York. Why not? Because we had an opportunity to do something in the sport that, which we already did, but this is on levels, 80,000 people right. at Croke Park for a female fight. I mean, and by the way, Katie Taylor won the fight. And, you know, so it's like, do you, if you believe you can win, you'd want to do the rematch. But I understand as well, she may have felt that it would have been a tougher task in Dublin. Probably true. So I don't, you know, this isn't a call out to Amanda Serrano saying, can't believe you didn't take the fight, you're running from Katie Taylor. As a team, they just decided it wasn't the best move for her career. And, and maybe they're right. I was also told they take the same money at 126. Is that even a possibility? No, Katie Taylor's never boxed lower than 131 or two. She, and she's, she could never make 126 pounds. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, Amanda Serrano is happy to fight. She's fought as high as 140. Uh, Katie Taylor is a small lightweight, but isn't going to make 130. So when she boxed at 140 for the world title, Katie Taylor, I think she weighed 138 or 39 and came in the ring at 140. So she doesn't uh, hydrate to, to big levels. I think on the, on the day, they would have been about the same weight in the ring, but you know, that's her weight class. And um, I think we'll see the rematch one day because you get to a point where you know, they'll do the fight on the Jake Paul card and then it'll be like, I just can't earn like 30% of what I can earn against Katie Taylor. So let's just do the rematch and hopefully we can get there. Is it true that there are talks to do Katie Taylor versus Chris Cyborg? Um, no, no deep negotiations on that. I mean, look, there's two fights that I find really interesting. One is Holly Holm mm. and one is Chris Cyborg. You know, Holly Holm is a, a very good boxer. Cyborg can also box, has great power, doesn't quite have the boxing resume of Holly Holm, but they're big crossover fights. And I think Holly Holm has a fight left with the UFC, I believe, which mm -hmm. would make that difficult to do. Cyborg... I think has a Bellator agreement, but doesn't cross over into boxing. But just really some friendly chats. Like she was at the show at Madison Square Garden. No real negotiations, but definitely a fight that I would be interested in for a number of different reasons. Something different and fun. Like you, you get to Katie Taylor's stage in her career and you start looking at other fights and it's, it's like, what can you do now kind of thing? So is it a Holly home in Vegas or a Cyborg? 
you know, in Vegas or something in Dublin. Holly in Dublin would be gigantic. Yeah, huge, you know. So well, Ring your friend Dana and say, let's do, do a co-pro. A What's stopping fight. it from happening? Oh, You're nothing. there all the time. Yeah. You're at the I, Apex. You're... I believe they've got a fight uh, planned for, for Holly home, but maybe one we reach out to Dana on. But Have you talked to her team? Holly? Yeah. No, not really. No I, conversations? I believe some, maybe some of Katie Taylor's team might have had a friendly chat, like management team, but... Um, and, and limited stuff with, with Cyborg. Now we know that the Serrano rematch is off. We'll start planning for Katie's fight, and I think you'll see November, December for her next fight. In in Dublin? I'd like to. You know, she's never boxed there. Even in that, like, I mean, it's cold November, December. Yeah, no, no? we do it indoors. November, indoors. December. Yeah, is there a big enough like venue? A 11 or 12,000. Yeah, the yeah, three but, arena or whatever. But the general thought behind the team is that if and when we go to Dublin, we'd like to do Croke Park. Right. And that would be in the summer, but it's not going to manifest for August or September this year. Can you say with confidence her next fight is against either Holly Holm or Chris Cyborg? Not really. No. But I can say there's a possibility. You would like that? I think it's interesting. Yeah. You know, I think she's kind of done everything in boxing and to bring in that new market to women's boxing. I mean, you're talking about... The thing I don't like about the Cyborg fight is she's big yeah. and strong. You talk about Katie making... I don't even know if she, she can't make that. Katie would have to go up. Right. She would have to fight at one, above 140, which she can't really do. So... Right. But Cyborg has a massive problem fighting Taylor because not she doesn't mind, but in terms of the fight itself, you're fighting a pound-for-pound pound great. Katie has a problem because of the strength of Cyborg. Right. That's what makes that fight interesting. You'll probably have to see Katie go to 143 or 4, and she can't, she can't really do it. And then you're going to see Cyborg rehydrate to 155. She's going to be 20 pounds heavier or close to that on the night. Holly Holm is a much better technical boxer than Chris Cyborg. But I just, I just think it's something different, you know. And I think Katie's kind of earned the right to, to do. It's not an exhibition. Right. It's not like we're just having a joke fight. These are dangerous females, and it just brings a new fan base to the sport. I'm going to pepper you with some questions here because no uh, the Yankees are waiting. By the way, are you throwing out the first pitch? I'm not. No. Who is Golovkin? Huh? At the same time? Well, I, don't, I don't know how it works. I'm just. So doing why do you need to be there? I'm doing a head to head. You're doing the head to head on the pitch. You're doing head to head. I saw you do one with uh, Chisora. It wasn't as good as me, if I'm being honest. Or a pool. Oh, that one. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing an actual face-to-face. No, but I saw you yeah, do the I head-to-head, yeah. you know. I got, I got, yeah, but. You were playing yeah, Ariel Hawani. There's, there's levels to this. Yeah. I can't, you know, I'm a good promoter. What, they couldn't get a presenter to do it? No, they've short noticed. I said I'd jump in. Cheap, obviously. Right. Didn't have to pay me. <laughs> That's true. So that worked out well. Yeah. So. All right. It, it was, I will say, not bad. You know, there's, Thanks, like mate. you said. I really, from, honestly, coming from you as, as a head-to-head. Expert. Pioneer. I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, Tank Davis, any talks? What's going on? No. They're sending mean, you letters? What's I've happening? I've got a letter, a legal letter to say, stop talking about Tank Davis. and stuff. At all? He's he's under contract to us. Even though he said it himself? That's what I said. Right. But all I've said in my interviews is, if Tank Davis is under contract, obviously we have no interest in speaking to him. If he's not under contract, we have every interest and we'll make him a huge offer. Right. That's it. So... Um, have you talked to him? No, because it's difficult. Because, you you know, once you start reaching out to fighters, you're ultimately interfering in a contract. So right. you'd like to think that if he was available, he'll be going to people such as myself and other networks as well and asking them for an offer. But um, I like the kid. You know, very exciting. Uh, big puncher, seems to be drawing big crowds in, in different cities um, and a star of the sport. So we'll see what happens. When Devin Haney's deal with Top Rank is done, is he coming back to you? I don't know. We, we always had a dream. You know, it was, it was, I was really pleased for Devin. It was quite hard 
at the same time. I would imagine you built him up. We invested a lot of money into him. He had a tough decision. You know, one thing I'll say about Devin, he did everything he could to be loyal. Mm. And there are a lot of unloyal people in boxing. But Devin was one of those guys who basically, you had, you had two decisions. You stay with us and you lose the undisputed fight, everything you've always dreamed of. Or you take it, you do your, your time, and then maybe you can come back. We always had the dream. You know, he'd always said to me, I'm going to be your first undisputed champion, you know, from the signing. I was like, and we believed in it. And it, it, was, it was disappointing not to, to have that moment with yeah. him and, and, and Bill Haney. But I'm over the moon for him at the same time. Let them do their, their work. Um, and then, of course, we're, we're here. Uh, we hold no grudges because I was happy with how the process played out. And I was happy with the way he conducted himself. And, you know, sometimes someone will treat you a certain way. And that's, that's the end. But certainly not like that with, with um, Devin and Bill. Spoke to Devin after, congratulated him. I was, I was over the moon for him. Chances that if AJ wins August 20th, huge night for uh, British combat sports. Mm. I don't know if you know a guy named Leon Edwards is fighting for yeah. the UFC title. He's from Birmingham, mm. so it's a big day. Uh, that they get the, that you, you, you make the Fury fight. I think it's, it's a given. Now he's starting to, you see yeah, he's starting I, I think, to talk again. Well, he wants half a billion. Yeah, but it's but just. It's not about the money. So yeah. It's right, a... <laughs> but, but I think, um, I don't, I really believe AJ wins this fight. And if he does, then the undisputed fight will happen. And it, it will be, it will be the biggest fight of all time in boxing. Of all time. Wow. Of all time. If Usyk wins, I don't think Fury will fight him. Because we had this mix before that we were trying to get together and Fury wanted a warm-up fight before he was going to face Usyk. And you know, he talks about Usyk being a middleweight and I'll do this and I'll do He knows how good Usyk is. Like, he's a very, very good fighter. Um, but Fury, you just never know. But I, I, I can't tell you how many people stopped me in the street in the UK to ask me when I, when's AJ fighting Fury. Even now, with the Usyk fight coming up, oh, we've got a rematch Usyk. Yeah, yeah, but, but when's the Fury fight? Right, right, right. And I always actually believe that fight will happen, win, lose or draw, August 20th. But I honestly believe AJ will, will win this fight. And if he does, you've got, you got the monster and, and I'm sure Mr Fury will accept the challenge. Uh, three last quick ones. Jake Paul, does he beat Tommy Fury? I think he probably does. Like, they're, they're about the same kind of level. Like, but the problem is with Jake is you listen to him and you can't help be drawn in by the confidence. So I'm now drawn in by the confidence and putting him as a guy who deserves to be a, a boxer. And, des- you know, yet on paper, Tommy Fury should beat him easy. But then you watch Tommy Fury and you think, well, actually, you're not very good either. So, but what is good about the fight is it's a 50-50 fight. So that's, and... and around the same age, around the yeah, same... Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, sometimes the levels of the guys, of course, you always want the elite guys fighting 50-50 fights. But as long as it's a competitive matchup, it doesn't matter. It's okay to watch. And that's a 50-50. Like, I don't actually know who's going to win that fight. I mean, if Tommy Fury loses, it is genuinely the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to him. And, and obviously, you've got Tyson, you've got John Fury. And if Jake loses, his career's over. So therefore, it's quite, it's quite exciting. High stakes. Like, yeah. At MSG. Mm. Pretty impressive. I don't know how it does. Like, I think it's a lot bigger in the UK than it is here mm. because Tommy Fury was on Love Island, yeah, like yeah, Tyson yeah. Fury's cousin. It's got, and Jake Paul's a big star in the UK. But right. I don't think, I mean, you know better than me, I'm not sure it's going to knock the socks off 
pay-per-view in the US. But and I'm not sure how it does on the gate. But you know, it, I, I I will watch. You'll order the pay-per-view. I won't. Well, I'll be in the UK. So, yeah, BT Sport box office. Yeah, a lot cheaper than over here. Shout out to BT. Yeah, my good friends. Um, Cordina Stevenson. Mm. What a knockout, by the way. Oh, unbelievable. Any chance that happens this year? I mean, he's got a mandatory against Rakimov. We've got Zelfa Barrett in the UK. We've got all these fights. But, of course, when you win a world title like that, you want to maximise, one, your earnings, and two, your opportunity to do something great. I rate Shakur Stevenson as one of the top pound-for-pound fighters already. I really rate this kid. I mean, he hasn't got the profile that he deserves, but look at his resume, like who he's fought at such a young age. But if there's one fighter right now after a performance like that that you would give the best chance to, to beat Shakur Stevenson, it is Cordina, and mm. still a, a big underdog in that fight. So, But really, once you win a world title, you want to unify and you want to become undisputed. So there's three champions, that would be a big unification, and Joe wants it. You know, and, and Shakur Stevenson wants it. So, Great. you know, it's a that big That knockout fight. was incredible. Unbelievable. Unbelievable knockout. Uh, I'll, okay, I lied. Two more. I know okay. Fred's head is going to explode. But right. I have to ask, uh, better Biev, Bivol. Mm. Any chance? I, I should probably ask no. this to Frank Smith because I know he's, uh, yeah, he's Bivol's yeah, he's, uh, promoter. He's Bivol. The, the problem is sometimes, like, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in boxing. Right now, Dimitri Bivol does not have a fight scheduled. Okay. There is no excuse why better Biev Bivol doesn't happen now, yes. it's about October, November, wherever. You know, Bob came straight out and said, oh, we're not doing it on dark zone. He's trying to take the out of the zone. I was like, we don't have to do it on, on the zone. So we can do it on ESPN if you want. But we, we don't have a fight scheduled. They've got a mandatory that they've made up against Anthony Yard, which of course could be delayed, like for an undisputed fight. Right. But I'm not saying Betabiev doesn't want to fight Bivol, but that fight's there. We've not received any offers for that fight. We'd be willing to entertain and, and talk about that fight. One of the best fights in boxing. Yes. So if better, and the problem is, is that I believe if Canelo beats Triple G, he'll rematch Bivol in May. So really you're, you're delaying the undisputed fight because if we don't do that fight now, you're not going to be able to do it till the end of next year, which is a shame because right. it's a great fight. So I, I see, you know, if they don't want to make that fight, then really what we should do in that kind of situation is me and Bob go into a room with a couple of envelopes and we do like a private bid uh, on that fight. You know, we, we stream it on, on the MMA hour. That would be great. Obviously. I was going to say DAZN, but fine, no, go no, ahead. You, you know, you're, thank you've you. got the big platform. Yeah, I appreciate there. that. Thank you. And we just have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. It's, it, the problem is now, it's like the first thing he does is get on the front foot and say, we're not doing it on DAZN. It's like, all right. Yeah, chill out. Calm down. Like, yeah. why, well, what about your fighter? Like, do you want to be undisputed? And, and why shouldn't we be able to be competitive in that market? And, and we might pay your fighter more money than you want to pay him. No, but I'm not doing it not on his. It's like, it's always like protecting yourself rather right. than thinking about the fighter. So we'd love to put, you know, I, I believe that you know, what we're doing at the moment is we're going to a lot of international territories with that are producing government funding to stage historic and major boxing events. We're doing it all the time around the world. And that's another fight that would tick boxes in that respect. But if we don't do it now, you're going to see Canelo probably rematch Bivol if he wins against Triple G in May. So, you know, we're ready, ready to make it's that It's very fight. Vince McMahon-esque what you're doing. I don't know if you know the history of WWE or WWF when he went to all these different territories and everyone got mad at him for doing it because mm. it was a certain way that you had to book events and you had to stick to the Northeast. Yeah. And he said, screw that, I'm going to St. Louis, I'm going here. Mm. What you're doing is very reminiscent. And everyone was mad at him. He didn't care. 
he 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 pretty much bought them all out and then hired them to work for him. I don't know if you'll hire these I dudes to work I, for you. I think. Well, I went to Australia recently, mm-hmm. and no one likes me being it. Like, and I wouldn't. Like, if I was a promoter in Australia, and I came in, or someone like me, and start, you know. But in those territories, it's not a case of just we're controlling things. We can work alongside other promoters. Australia is never going to be our number one territory, but because of the brand that we're building and the credibility that we're building among fight fans, we can go to these international cities with the credibility in place, like the UFC do. And you don't always become talent dependent. You need to build talent in that region. But the great job that the UFC have done is built the profile and the credibility of the business and the loyalty of the customer to be able to go to different territories and say, the UFC are here. You buy a ticket sometimes without knowing who's on the card. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you want to build great cards. But that's the credibility now that we're getting globally, particularly through the global platform of the zone. And, and it's just the beginning. Like there's, there's multiple territories to conquer. Vince McMahon style, don't know how I feel about being, you know. But, well, I mean, but also a promo, promotional legend. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I look at these business, businesses, you know, um, Vince McMahon, UFC. We want to sit alongside them. And... You know, we run all our production now. A lot of what we do is very similar. Right. And these are very successful businesses that, of course, we, we aspire to sit alongside. Last one, if Crawford Spence happens, will you be involved? No, no. Great you, fight. You're out I mean, of I'll the... Get, I got criticized recently because I said Canelo Triple G is much bigger. Mm. My argument of bigger is dollars, right? And, and Canelo Triple G generates four or five times more than that fight generates. And the reason that fight's not getting made at the moment or hasn't been yet is because the fighters' beliefs of, of the money involved is not the reality of the situation. Now, those guys see AJ, Canelo, Fury making 30, 40, 50 million. They want that for that fight. Right. It's not there. It's a massive fight in boxing, one of the best fights in boxing. Walk out on that street now, on Wall Street, and say, are you interested in Spence Crawford? No one would even know who, what you're talking about. But it's a brilliant fight that we should all push to make. Just as a promoter, I know the numbers, and it... It's just someone's going to have to take a massive punt or you're going to have to get a site fee from from one of these territories to deliver the money that those fighters want for what is an extremely risky fight for both. Pleasure as always. Thank you for doing this. You're going to go to Yankee Stadium, by the way, and everyone's going to say, why did you cut it short? This is a way bigger platform than Yankee Stadium. You should have stayed longer. We had a lot more things to discuss, but I do appreciate... I've got to spread the love. Sometimes, you know, little appearances and Yankee. little teams like the Yankees yeah. have to play. Fred told me, though, you said you're not leaving New York without coming here, and so I appreciate oh, that. Always, every time very kind. we're in. I think it's four times in 2022, going, making history. Thank you, sir. Cheers, mate. Good luck to you. Thank appreciate you. it. Safe travels wherever you're off to next all over the world. There he is, the great Eddie Hearn of Matchroom Boxing, Matchroom Sport. They are taking over globally, and they've got a huge fight September 17th at T-Mobile Arena, the trilogy between one Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. I can't hear myself here, Frank. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Should I be able to? Now I can hear myself. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Always great to have Eddie Hearn stop by. Always great to have in-studio guests. And no one stops by our studio more than Eddie Hearn. Did you want to say something to me? No. I heard someone say something. Uh, we hit him with a lot of stuff. We had a lot to get to. Interesting comments regarding a potential sale of Matchroom. You could read about that online. Interesting comments regarding the uh, Chris Cyborg and Katie Taylor potential fight. Interesting comments regarding Taylor Serrano, Tank Garcia, uh, excuse me, Tank, and then maybe they can make the Garcia fight. I mean, they're both, they would be on his own then. AJ, Canelo, Haney. We covered a lot there, my friends. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and I appreciate him and the, the team for stopping by. So, uh, Joe, what did... What did uh, what did uh, Jessica Rose say? She said 4.30, right? But she might pop in earlier. Is that the word? All right. She might pop in earlier. So we do have a few more minutes before we get to our last guest of the day. Uh, I do want to remind you all that uh, we have some breaking news regarding one Jessica Rose Clark. She is competing this weekend at UFC 276 in the first fight of the night, and she has agreed to come on the program to break the news. Anyone back there have any uh, guesses as to what the breaking news is? Anyone at all? Anyone want to weigh in? I mean, I I know what the breaking news. Yeah, is. that's right. Sorry, you had to um, you had to you know get the clip and all that stuff. Um, all right. Well, we do have uh, a little bit of time here, so I wanted to bring back uh, one uh, New York Rick and G. Is is New York Rick back or no? Yes, I am back. Where did I go? Uh, I was asking you a question. And unfortunately, you weren't there. I don't know. They said you you scurried off. Okay. What was the question? Nobody informed me of this, by the way. No, it's okay. It wasn't an important question. What was the question? I don't. Oh, yes, I remember now. It was uh, to your confirmation uh, as to whether or not you will be in attendance at the meetup on Friday in Las Vegas. The I will not. Mm. I will not be there. Wow. Oh, for three. Uh, GC said no. Frank said no. And you said no. Yeah, I'm not going to be in Vegas. I mean, come on. What about the big return of Helwani in Vegas? I like it. I mean, Hall of Fame on, on Thursday. It's excited big news. about that. I told I was talking to DC yesterday. And I told him I'm very happy for you. I'm going just for you. I'll be there in some way, shape, or form. But I do have to say two things. Now, what can I ask? What that means? What do you mean? What, what does I'll what be mean? there in some way, shape, or form? Yes. Like, what, what does that mean exactly? It could be a hologram. Break it down for me. <laughs> okay. It, it could be incognito. Uh, we're not at liberty to discuss this right now, but I did want to say to him this, which I did. Number one, I heard him say, I believe to our own Jose Youngs, that, oh, you know, when they say my name, Hall of Famer goes first. I was like, come on, DC. He's like, oh, I'm a sports fan. You know, being in the Hall of Fame means a lot. I'm like, you can't sit here and tell me that being a two-division champion is less important to you than being a UFC Hall of Famer. Now, I said to him, if there was an MMA Hall of Fame, like if you're like in the legit international MMA Hall of Fame, then yes. All right, fine, I'll buy it. 
But this, come on, DC. Let's he was pretty emotional when they announced it. I, I believe I believe that that means as much as he says it means to him. I, I yeah, I don't know. Felt like he was working the crowd. If I'm being <laughs> honest, get out of here. You don't think? No, the man was touched, as he should be. The second thing I said is, he's an obvious shoe in. A hundred percent, he would make it there one day. But I do think that there should be some sort of like, all right, four-year period post your last fight. Like this idea that he just fought two years ago and he's coming in 23 months later, to me, takes a little bit of shine off the uh, the whole thing. What do you think? I agree with that. I'm okay with the, the waiting period. I think it makes sense. It gives people time to digest, really see where it's at. I agree with that. I would like there to be four years. At the very least, sure. four years. I can I can get on board with that. And then the other thing I wanted to say was, who's the A-side in this Hall of Fame induction class? Come on. Is, That's a good question. What? Is it? Is it? Who, who's the star attraction? Is it DC or Khabib? Stop, stop. What? 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 I don't it's, even know what you're going to say. It's Habib. I mean, okay, all right. I thought, you not... gonna say, I thought he was going to say DC for a second. I, I no, disagree. If I, had, if I had to guess, are I you guess out of? Are you out of your mind? Khabib. 29 and 0? Here's why I feel like the DC one is a bigger deal. Whatever you're about to say is wrong, but I will entertain it. Go ahead. I feel like Khabib comes back. <laughs> Uh, How does that change anything? So. Because it feels incomplete. It feels like his career is incomplete. It does? Habib's? I don't yeah. feel like his career is incomplete. There was so much more to do. There was so much and more to he accomplish. Did, and he did that much with even more to go. That, that to me... He, lo- he looks like he's chilling. Like when yeah. he was in the background uh, I don't, behind for, Umar. Yeah. Like he seems like I agree with Connor. Good. I don't buy that. But also, he's done more than enough. I, I don't feel like it's incomplete at all. I just feel like... You know, I mean, you can't say with certainty anything in MMA or in combat sports. Pretty certain DC's not fighting again, right? Yes. yes. Over 40, <laughs> his back, this and that. Oh, Phil Hawes. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be incredible. That was amazing. He's like, you didn't beat me. You didn't beat me. He had his hand up in his face. <laughs> yeah, like the fact that he kept running. Him. Yeah. He's gonna, and Phil Hawes, but let me tell you something. Phil Hawes, great win, but he certainly uh, retreated on that one. Uh, as he should have. Yeah, I, I think. I'm just yeah, saying because DC feels like it's 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 done. The career is done. It feels like a bigger deal to me. Like this is the end. This is the culmination of one of the great that's, American athletic careers. That's the best argument you can make for it. Absolutely incorrect. Not even. Wow. It's, okay. It's Habib. It, Who I ends mean, the night? Habib. So you know what? If that's the case, I would be pissed if I were DC. DC should be ending the night. You think so? The the, the time I, that DC goes into the Hall of Fame, he should be ending the night. And so they should have waited till I, next year. I'd be okay with that because he's probably going to have a better speech and he's probably going to be more emotional and he's probably going to be um, better in that format. Because uh, let's be honest, Habib, I don't oh, think Habib's yeah. going to like break down on the stage. You never know. So you could cap that off with DC. The, the crown jewel of this presentation. How, how about this? They teased the Hall of Fame on the UFC broadcast, on the ESPN broadcast of, of Saturday's fight card for the UFC. Do you think that the promo package that they ran was for DC, or was it for Habib? And, I, and I'll give you one guess. You can have one guess. I was offended by that. I thought it should, I thought, I mean, DC is like an actual employee. So and as it, I was saying, yeah. this is a no-brainer. This isn't even a th- debate. Honestly, I thought they did that because Umar was on the and card. And if, if we want to go back well, in time. he was also standing right there. Yeah, yeah he was standing <laughs> he was there. standing right Imagine there. Imagine he like punches <laughs> the producer. Um, we could go back in time. I was the original DC believer. B- 
before, before you're you're on the bandwagon. Wow. You're you're Johnny Come Lately. Before <laughs> this is your anybody believed, up pick? any before anybody. I mean, you know it. Before anybody believed in DC, I was predicting that he would be a USC champion. Strike Force days. I I had DC as the guy, uh, and he and he became that guy. I even went so far as to say, like, I think he could be the guy to to push John Jones to he the did. limit and, and beat him. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't live up to that. He almost beat him he, in the second but, one. But he came. I mean. He came, he came as close as you're going to come um, to a prime John Jones. So uh, I, I respect DC a great deal. I think he's transitioned into, into a media personality um, in, in the, the most impressive way you can. Um, he's done everything in the sport. I would have no problem with him going last. But if you're, if you're saying who's the headline on the poster, come on. No, nobody's bigger than Habib other than Connor. Can you set a couple lines for us, uh, Mr. GC? Uh, what would the line be for a Hawani mention in DC speech? <laughs> oh man! I mean, it, realistically, how how like I would warranted? probably send it. Well, not I'm not arguing whether it's warranted. Right. I'm arguing whether it'll happen. I mean, if I was plus a thousand, what? Not I even mean, how, a, like, how, hey, shout out to my guy Hawani AH. Are, are you gonna send a message to try to influence this? Is the question. To him? Yeah. Honestly, I feel like even the question is offensive. Well, Plus what's 10, the RC it. line at? Wow. Oh. What's the what's, he, could you, <laughs> what's the all right. Win, loser, draw. Win, loser, draw. Oh. So like a draw would be neither of y'all getting the shout out. Oh Helwani, RC, draw. Oh my God. Are you trying to say that there's a better chance that RC gets a shout out RC than me? RC minus one twenty, Helwani oh. plus one ten. No, draw. I think it's minus one twenty RC draw plus one thousand Helwani. <laughs> wow, I'd even think of that. I won't be. I will admit, I'll be a little hurt if I don't get a mention. I will be especially hurt if he gets a mention. I actually, I'm now going to tune in for the entire speech wow. just to watch to see if that happens. I will. I'll be in shock if that happens. What a move, though, if he does, I mean, something. A.H., Dahlia. Just oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't be that shocked if you got a shout-out. I'm saying if R.C. did and you didn't. Oh, I think I that that's, like... I, I think that's the betting favor right there. If he gave the we... R.C. shout-out before, like, so, like, if he gives the R.C. shout-out, I would, I would selfishly probably start cheering that you don't get one just for <laughs> the content. Just how ridiculous is, wow. is this streaming on ESPN? Uh, I think it's, is it a fight pass? They might do it there, uh, too. I don't know. It's yeah. streaming somewhere. I got five. Because then so, maybe maybe yeah. the RC the RC and DC mention gets shoved in yeah. there somehow. Uh, uh, check out our new show. On yeah, I was going to say there's probably going to be like a lower third. Yeah, yeah lower yeah. third as yeah. he comes advertising. How long is the show going to be new for? I mean, is it, I mean, have we reached the point where it's not new anymore? Uh, the other line that I wanted to ask was line that either okay you could go to here that Ali inducts Habib or that he somehow finds his way on the stage to take like the picture with the trophy and whatnot. I was going to say he's going to. He's going to have induct something him? to do. I don't think. I don't know if he's going to induct him. I would. I would I'm, assume he wouldn't. I'm taking. I'm saying no I Ali. Ch- I don't think Ali appears on the stage. Not even. I, I think there's a chance he gets the nod to induct Habib. Like who's going to? I'm induct thinking Habib? back. I mean, you could just have DC and Habib do each other. No, but I, uh, DC said that uh, Bob oh, Cook, that's right. Didn't he that's tell? Right. Uh, well, you don't did. watch Jose Young's interviews I, for the site. You know, Come I do, on, but I forgot that moment. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, I'm thinking back to past presentations. There wasn't a lot of additional people. It was very streamlined. It's No, but there's person, always a guy in there. Person 
who's inducting, yeah. they move to the side, and then the person who's accepting. So I don't think it'll be Ali, though. I really can't him. think. Maybe Javier Mendez? Yeah. Coach. He calls him coach. They still make great content together on Instagram. Um, Luke yeah. Rockhold? Could be. I mean, Go, going back to the DC thing, how oh, much yeah, how much has he mentioned about the Hall of Fame to you? A that, lot. That wasn't you talking to him about it. Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I I told I let him know. I said I have breaking news for you. He said what? Uh, I said I want to let you know that I'm 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 coming. I'm I'm lifting my ban, and I will be there in, in person. And uh, are you going to be in person at it at? In some, way, shape, or form, in some way, shape, said. or form, yes. Which I think if he can see you in the crowd, uh, the line would drop substantially. That's a lot of faith right there. You think so? You th- <laughs> First of all, you're on that kind of stage, that kind of lighting. You can't see anyone in there. Well, that's what I'm saying. If he could see you in the crowd. I mean, you're saying in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if you're going to sit front row. or No. But uh, to answer your question... I thought maybe I was going to get a call like that's my guy that I just got a like a cool you know like I didn't really get so now you're making me start to question Oh wow that's how he responded to you saying you were going to be there in some way shape or form he he It was all like my guy cool. It was like my guy period after the my guy No it wasn't one of those I hate the Exclamation period point. I'm a big I mean, by the way, the period is like the most passive aggressive thing possible. I, I was texting Rick about his uh his newly acquired player uh for his Cav- uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, Otrai Agbaji, uh, and he hit wow. me with a let's go with like 19 O's and then a, and then a period p- at the What? Yeah, I thought it was a wild move. That I is it was weird. In- yeah. I, I have to admit, <laughs> this is a thing people have raised to me. I don't think about the punctuation. I type. I My brain now at this point works entirely in social copy, so my text messages also work in social copy. I've never noticed this. So I, also- I punctuate. A social copy. Who's ever going to do let's go, period? That's true. No, well, it's just a double tap. In that case, it was a double tap. It's a double space. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't even so know that was a thing. Period. A Guys double space is a period? No. Re- what? You didn't I mean, know I'm that? not making excuses. You think I actually care like, that I have the punctuation? I, I couldn't I care less. Up at night. I'm going to hit you up, up with night. only periods now because I care When so people little. text me with perfect punctuation, especially with periods at the end, it's like it smacks me right in the face. Well, now I'm going to do it intentionally. I don't even capitalize letters. Before I was yeah, doing it unintentionally. Now I'm only going to do it intentionally. The greatest um, offender to this is Anthony Smith. You've never met a guy who texts with better punctuation than him. Everything, period, period, why, period, period. Why is it such a thing? I just think why? the period seems like it's such like a like a, a stamp on the sentence that yeah. you're not happy with what's That's going exactly on. What I'm not saying for. like if you use periods I, throughout it, but I, if it's like a, okay, period. There's yeah. a lot of people who have talked about this, so I'm not going to pretend that like, you know, this is not a thing. It certainly is. It seems like enough people pay attention to this. It's a perception thing. But I will say it's you You guys are nuts. Crazy. And, and this is a you problem, not wow. the person texting problem. Okay. How about Hawani sending green bubbles last night? Yeah, there's a lot of green bubbles. I was at a wedding, and uh, by the way, a lot, of, a lot of fans of the show, a lot of young kids came up to me and said, wow, the show's so great, love the show, listen to the show, watch really? the show. Yeah, 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 it was very wow. nice. Um, and, and like it's weird. Five, six years ago, none of these types of people, like 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds, would, would even know what MMA is. Everyone wants to talk about Izzy. Want to talk to me about Mateus Gamrat and Armin Sarukian. Want, like, it was crazy. Did they want to talk about Tommy Fury? Actually, I'm so happy you just mentioned that. <laughs> Me too. I swear on I'm my life. I'm happy I mentioned that too. Oh, I'm so happy. But the reason why was nothing was going through. And uh, so then I had to do send his text message, 
And, uh, you know, it, it felt weird. It felt very impersonal, but I had to send a few messages along the way. Regarding Tommy Fury, on my life, the number one thing they wanted to talk to me about was, A, are you working the card? Yes. B, can Jake Paul win this fight? Yes. C, can you get me tickets? No. D, are you doing the press conference? Yes. All they wanted to talk about was Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Oh, and I believe that. why isn't he the favorite? Why is it Jake Paul the favorite? That was also a question I got. I don't why know. is I Jake believe Paul that. the favorite? Did, did, you, did you remember when Eddie Hearn was in here and he said, uh, I don't think that's big business? Um, What's he going to say? <laughs> I'm just wondering because <laughs> he's there was a, a he's lot at, of people. He's at odds with MVP. He's at odds with Showtime. What are you going to say? I wanted to make sure you were paying attention. He did bring up Love Island, though. He, he did bring up Love Island. Because, and he also brought know, up that Jake Paul's a huge deal in the UK, too. Yeah. yeah. I just want to make sure because there's been a lot of talk about the, Vindication. You know, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury is this massive draw. You think it, you think I think the guy who listen, I know there's a lot of people who ask questions on on the nose and they're super smart people and super knowledgeable. I agree with that. I'm going to I'm going to trust Eddie Hearn here over those people just for this one time. Just for this one time that I'm going to believe that Eddie Hearn probably knows what he's talking about when it comes to the business of fights. Maybe. Just saying. You think Okay, you think it was a mistake to go to MSG? No, no, no. I don't. I mean, look, granted, UK would have been huge, no doubt. Like that would have been massive no but i think this is i think this is the right fight for jake because there there aren't like great options right like but my argument has always been and will continue to be it could have been anybody this hinges on jake paul does it has tommy fury said anything does anybody care about what we're tommy about to get fury, the press conference they're gonna be face to face oh i'm sure it's gonna be thrilling tommy fury is gonna bring some thrilling action to that press conference <laughs> that's why you call in it's a always to host been it. jake paul it's always been jake paul and always gonna continue to be jake paul tommy's not a draw and won't be a draw i'm 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 standing by it and again you tyson know, like, will help the guys who ask the questions on on the nose just bear with me on this one just this one time when i when i trust eddie hearn i don't know about that yeah, I, I don't. I don't know either. I'm I mean, going I out on one, a limb here. I was the one. I was. The, he's not gonna listen. He's at odds with the Furies. He's at odds with Showtime. He's at yeah. odds with MVP. He's not gonna give them. He doesn't the, know what he's talking about. I'm we not know. saying that. He knows what he's talking about, but he's not gonna give them. Uh, he's not gonna give them the victory. He's not gonna give them the rub. When, I think when it's I'm be, wrong and this is gonna be massive and they're gonna do two million pay per view buys because Tommy goes in there, cuts the promo. I never of his said life. two million. Don't lie. I never no, said no. two million. I never I'm, said over a million. Contrary to, to how this would sound, this is actually not a shot at you. It's uh, more these these jabronis I, online. Do they just, say that? Who oh said that? God, incessantly. About Fury? I'm, incessantly, I get messages about, about this again, fight. you've cultivated this worst take, so now everything's the worst I've take. This is crazy, all this. Tommy aggression. Fury <laughs> is not a draw, man. He's just not. I, I, I'm, the they, last name is a draw. The last name is a draw, but as as I said at that time, and I continue to be kind of proven, like I don't know how much they even care about his boxing career. I mean, the guys, John, John and, and Tyson, I don't think they big really bros care that betting a million dollars on it. Yeah, after in an interview saying if he can't beat Jake Paul, like what's he worth in boxing? Like it's. They, Do you think he was bullied into good. making that bet? <laughs> I, don't, I think he had to make it for appearances. I don't think they have much faith in the boy. I actually think he had to make it for appearances, too. Yeah. Well, it was funny that he did the 100000 and then he <laughs> yeah. was pretty much like, eh. <laughs> By the way, how did Jake do that? Did you see that? He was di- he did like the Instagram story, and it was like a Two multi-camera cameras. shoot. Yeah, yeah. God, this Two guy, cameras. man. What is up with this guy? 
I mean, how did he do that? <laughs> I will never fail to, to laugh at Hawani <laughs> being impressed by the simplest things in life. How did he do wow, that? He had, he had two cameras? Yeah. How did he do but that? Is anyone doing two camera Instagram stories? <laughs> yeah, because it didn't do anything. He cut to the side like he's doing like Deadpool. He's breaking the fourth wall over here. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I did think it was pretty good. I, I like, thought oh, it was tremendous. Yo, come on, you were bit. watching it. And you're like, okay, that was good. Come on, you're, you had you're to have said by the by the, the simplest things. Are you cheering for Jake Paul or for Tommy Fury? Uh, cheering? What do you think Impartial. I am? Partial. Oh, I thought you were asking no, 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 me this. Right. Oh, okay. oh, me? I don't right. care. I don't. What do I care? I'm not cheering for either of them. Why would I? Why? Why are you so offended by the question? I'm no, cheering for I mean, Jake it's, Paul. It's like this assumption, <laughs> assumption that I would cheer for either of them. I couldn't care less. It's probably best that Jake Paul wins for, you know, for social, like the media my, biz. my yeah. business. Would it be better? Nah, I think it would be better for business if Tommy won, right? Because then you can sell the Jake, mm. the Jake Paul, like. Your dude right here redemption. just said if Jake loses, he's done. What I don't do agree. Say? I don't think that's true. There was a time where I thought that was true. I actually don't think that was true. I actually don't think that's true. If he loses to Tommy, there's still too much money to be made out there. In the for what? A rematch with Tommy. Mm. And then if he loses to that one, and if well, he that's loses a, to that one. That's, that's down the line. Rematch with Tommy or Anderson Silva, one of these other guys. I, I think there's just too much money to be made for Jake Paul. Is it weird that it seems like the MMA media covers Jake Paul more than the boxing nope. media? I think Jake Paul. Even though per- that this, per- this isn't an MMA story, right? Like. Tommy's not an MMA fighter. There's no MMA connection to this one. The connection is Jake Paul's rivalry with MMA, and it will continue to be that. Because even when he's in a – he might – talk. this is a prediction here. You you guys will jump on me if it doesn't come true. But Is this like the Will Smith one? Again, that would be a prescient take. It just – just because it didn't happen the moment uh, that they walked off the stage. Okay, okay, fair enough. Well, you did say a week later. Yeah, Within a week. I, I was just throwing out a, a thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, isn't your word? I mean, we take you face value. Listen, if we want to, if we want to go back and do a whole like, let's <laughs> let's see who's been right that, more than wrong. Oh, hundred percent. I'll I'll stand by it. Batting a thousand. Uh, I think Jake Paul will have more total questions asked about M- or talk more about MMA people or talk more about Dana White or others than stuff he has to say about Tommy Fury. There's there's nothing to say on Wednesday. Yeah. Respectfully, I disagree with that one. I, I mean, it's possible. I, this is the it's, first time they'll be in the same. Yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe it'll, it'll, he'll pump up the 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 bluster because they'll be in the same place. But yeah. it's like first nobody, time since nobody, they were at that Cleveland press conference, but they weren't fighting each other. To ask Tommy Fury about Jake, like, see, I, I, I I'm I'm genuinely curious. We'll see. I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, what are you reading there, Connor? Something shocking. Uh, uh, the odds for UFC Long Island just came out. Wow, this is this is your reaction <laughs> to the odds being released for a subpar. I'm gonna fight be night. there. I'm gonna no, be okay, there, dude. Enough. You have to remember that's So, so what? What, uh, what piqued your interest there? Uh, Jack Shore and uh, Ricky Simone. Wait a second, Jack Shore is fighting on the Long Island card? Are you kidding? <laughs> minus one ten, minus one ten. Wow, Jack Shore, Ricky Simone. I mean, it's a great fight. It's it's tough to pick. Would that be an underdog pick right there? No, it's even money. Is that what caused this reaction for those that are listening? I mean, it was mouth wide open, 
That this was is, it. This is what he does. I've been waiting on the odds to drop. I'm going to be there. I want to. I'm. I'm going to have a lot of action. This is amazing. This is no, amazing. I actually appreciate it. No, this is this is it. I appreciate everyone that comes at me yeah. on uh, Twitter yeah. about fake lines and everything. Here it is. The odds just dropped. They are now out. The lines are available. What is this? Three weeks in advance. Wait, are you uh, talking about the people who are like? Ew, where's the shit? This is this has come on since I left. Uh, how do we feel about it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, thought we would lose I did it. love the hip hop remix of it. Oh, that was great! I mean, that, that was, was shout out to that, that one really guy. Yes. Oh, what's his name? Oh, he was so good. He was great. He tweets about the show a lot. Shout out! Oh God, we're, we're oh, Battle of the Billies. Really shout out to that guy. Listen, by the way, that voice is in defense of you. No, I know. I love it. I the mean, I see these guys are like, oh, person slipped. Oh, where's the line? Oh, 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 God. Every time I have the slips. Right, Every single time, 100% better. Right? Get to our guest. Jessica Rose Clark. All right. All right, here she comes. Um, thank you very much, guys. Okay, so uh, we do, like I said, uh, Frank, it's time now for the segment that everyone has been waiting for. We have saved the best for last. Breaking news, massive breaking news. Alert the masses. Tweet, hashtag breaking, breaking, colon. Do everything that you need to do uh, because we have some very big news pertaining to UFC 276. And without further ado, we need to go to our final guest of the day, the great Jessica Rose Clark, who will be competing on UFC 276 this Saturday, July 2nd, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada, one of the biggest cards of the year. She will be competing in the first fight of the night. Some call it the curtain jerker. I just call it the first fight of the night. And she is here to share some massive, gigantic breaking news with all of us. Here she is, the great Jessica Rose Clark. Hello, Jessica. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Dude, oh, wait. Do you know how many messages I got going, oh, my God, I can't believe you're retiring? Because because of the breaking news. What? Really? So so many messages. So many messages. Automatically assuming that our breaking news today was me retiring. Wow. I'm like, I've never said I've never said a single thing ever about retirement. How do we how do we like, feel about am this? Am I old? Yeah, how do we feel about I this? I mean, do I am I old? Like is that is it is it an age thing? Like, do I look really old? Do I look like I'm due no. for retirement? It's really confusing. Are you offended by this assumption? No, just people are really stupid. Yeah. Well, Don't assume true. stuff. Don't assume stuff. Yeah. You make an ass out of you and me when you assume things. That's what they say. Exactly. By the way, are you exactly. even 30 years old? How old are you? Is that is that uh, yeah. inappropriate to ask? <laughs> I'm 35 in November. 35. I mean, you're a young buck. Yeah. Um, so no, we can yeah, say confidently uh, you are not retiring. You're actually no. getting back on track. Uh, there was a bit of a slip up. We don't need to get into it too much. Getting back on track this Saturday. That's what's really going on. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the total plan. So, Jessica, um, we have some breaking news to uh, reveal to the world. And I was looking at your record before the show started. And by the way, I should be calling you Jessica Rose, right? You, you don't like to just go by Jessica, right? No, Jessica's fine. Jessica, Jessica Rose or Jesse. I just hate being called Jess. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I wouldn't do that. Uh, what about JRC? Does anyone call you that? No one's ever called me that. Would you like to call me that? I feel like JRC is a pretty cool name, but you know, I don't want to force it upon you. I was looking at your record. I'm not against it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I see here your last fight, uh, UFC Fight Night. Uh, prior to that, UFC Fight Night, UFC Fight Night, UFC on ESPN Plus, UFC Fight Night, UFC Fight Night, UFC Fight Night, Titan FC, Battlefield, Invicta. 
And it occurred to me in looking at your record, I was like, wow, I don't see any numbered UFC events there. I don't see a pay-per-view card. Never. Unbelievably so. No, I, I, I think I was to, I can't remember what number it was. I was supposed to fight on a pay-per-view that was UFC Rio um, at the beginning of 2019 and I got injured. So this is my first one, and I've been begging. I've been begging. I mean, every pay-per-view event that I go to, I text Mick Maynard at the weigh-in and say, please, I just want this weigh-in. Please put me on a pay-per-view card. And he finally did. And why does this mean so much to you? You know what? I've never – it's just something that I haven't experienced yet, you know, and especially since COVID's happening, I've only been fighting at Apex. So – so just being at Apex and only doing my weigh-ins in front of the media, my friends and family haven't been able to come. Like it's it's just why I, I lived in Vegas for three years as well. So being able to fight at Team Mobile is is huge. I've also been dying to fight on a on a card that was headlined by an Australian title fight. And this one has an Australian title fight and a New Zealand title fight, which honestly means the world to me. Um so there's there's like a lot of there's a lot of things about this card in particular that I'm just so excited for and so thankful to Mick for finally putting me on a card. I think it's my Nana's 100th birthday uh, right after this event. Whoa. My, na- my great Nana, so my, my mom's dad's mom is a, yeah, she turns 100. I think it's July 23rd, I think is her birthday. Um, so that was kind of like my selling point. I was like, hey, Mick, like I'd really love to go home for my Nana's 100th birthday. Can you please let me fight at wow. the beginning of July? And then he put me on this one. Yeah. What an accomplishment. Uh, is she in good health, good spirits? Oh yeah. She like, I, she's looked about 60 my entire life. Like I remember going to, I think it was her 90th birthday party and she was drinking champagne on the dance floor and dancing with all my cousins. And yeah, she's, she's kick, She's killing it, honestly. So, uh, your great Nana's birthday is a big deal. Mick saying, yeah, sure. But if I'm being honest, I do feel like the uh, major reason why you are on this card this Saturday, UFC 276, is because of this program. And so we're going to give ourselves the old panel. It's because of you. Thank you. Well, I say the program. 100%. You know. It's because of you. Thank yeah. you. Thank I you mean, for... the program didn't, didn't come up with anything. Like, you came up with Fair it, enough. So. I'm just not that kind of guy, but I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. And so I would like to very briefly uh, take a quick trip down memory lane if we can, because the last time you were on the program, you said that uh, if you were on a numbered card, you would do something for the show to immortalize yourself on the wall. And so for those that don't remember the conversation back in February, here's our conversation from a few months ago. Take a look. Sexy maybe boy, that could, sexy. Maybe that could be the next thing. Yeah. If I did Harley Quinn for this one, maybe maybe change wow. the song. Is Let the me tell you one. something. If you walk out to Heartbreak Kid and wear, well, you can't really wear his uh, his outfit because of the whole, you know, Venom. But it would. Be, I think a lot of fans would dig it. I'm just I'm just gonna throw it out. There. Hey, let's let's say when Mick Maynard finally puts me on a pay per view. Yeah, what the I will hell? walk out to to the Heartbreak Kid. Why don't theme they? Song. Okay, that's is that a promise? Yeah, promise. So there it was. You said it back in February. Yeah. If Mick Maynard I puts did. you on a UFC pay-per-view, you will walk out to the iconic Shawn Michaels entrance <laughs> music song, I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. And so, Frank, <laughs> hit the breaking news. Are you walking out? to Shawn Michaels' theme song this Saturday night. We're doing it. Yeah! We're doing it. Yes! This is amazing. <laughs> wow. You are walking out to that iconic song. 
Yes, absolutely. They did. I actually just got the email approving it right before I got wow. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so now there's no turning back. We know that if they say no at this point forward, that something's rotten in the state of Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Correct. It has nothing to do with us. You have sent in the official request and you have heard this song. You yep. know what it sounds like. I, you know what? After you brought it up, I've listened to it multiple times. I sat down and spoke to my coach, Kieran, about it. And I was like, coach, like, should I walk out to this? And he's like, well, he goes, you know, if it makes you happy. And I'm like, yeah, but if I lose again, people are going to, people are going to rip on me for like, like they ripped on me for the Harley Quinn hair when I lost last time, because clearly that was why I lost because I spent too much time getting my hair. And he's like, you know what? He goes, no matter what you do, they're going to find something to pick at. And I went, yeah, fuck it. Like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. It was, it was, I always change my song if I lose anyway. So it was like, it felt like it was, it was meant to be. And it spoke to you. It did. Yes. It did. I had to listen to it a couple of times. The very first time, because I think I texted you and I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I listened to it a bunch more and I was like, nah, let's do it. It's cool. Now, have you seen him walk out like in his prime? Because I feel like if you channel your inner HBK, like you are going to be flying high, have the confidence <laughs> inside. Like it, this is going to, I think, propel you to victory. Have you watched? Have you gone into the archives and watched him I walk out? I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Like, let's, I'll, you know what? I'll watch it all this week. I'll, I'll get... see if I can get it to like pump me up. You come um, out, you put your arms watched... like this, you twirl around. Like, the, it's a whole thing that you have to do. Now, I'm not going to put, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, oh, I have to. No, do no, that no, no. Now. I, 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 I know. I'm, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I don't want to put that pressure. You walk out to that song. I've already told you, you pick the picture. It is going up on this wall for life. As long as I'm here doing this show, you will be here. I'm so excited for, for that. life. Uh, and you could you could pick whatever you want. I am just saying, if you channel your inner HBK, I th I feel like the confidence will wash over you and it will propel you to victory. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'll practice it a few times once I get to Vegas and see like see if it amps me up. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'll give it a good shot. Um, yeah. Also, I do want to let you know we just did our international fight week draft where we all have to pick five fighters who are competing this weekend. Because I knew I didn't tell the world this because I knew that you were walking out this song, I picked you as one of my five fighters. So I just want to let you know, that's the confidence yes. that I have Thank you, sir. in this decision and what it will do for you. I mean, you're already my favorite media member. I now you're that. absolutely my favorite media member. Thank you. I've heard you say that to other people as well, but I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wait, there's only there's only three people that I do interviews with and that's you, Drake Griggs, and James Lynch. Wow. James Lynch. Three, uh, three non-Australians. Yeah. Why? Why is that? Um, you know what, because so many, so much, so many MMA media outlets ask you the same questions over and over and over again. Mm. So I only really like talking to people that I, that I like talking to. Like I, I'm friends with Drake. I, I like the questions that James Lynch asks and I like you. So right. that's why it's you three, unless it's Australian, I'll always do Australian media, but, uh, yeah, you guys are pretty much the only ones. I appreciate that. Uh, could I ask you, you know, since we had you on before the last fight, what what was the lesson that you took away from that one? You were on the winning streak. It felt like you were on a roll and obviously it didn't go your way. What what did we walk away with? What was the lesson from that fight? Um, you know, after that fight, I really like before that fight I spoke a lot about mental health and 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 making sure you're taking care of that aspect. And that that kind of after losing that fight, like I went back to the drawing board and and 
kind of went over things that I did in camp, you know, maybe like there was, there were things that I was ignoring. Maybe there, th- there were things that I thought I was doing the right way and actually wasn't. And there were, there were a bunch of signs leading up to that fight that, that my decision-making in, in the fight actually ended up making a lot of sense, you know, cause coach Kieran and I sat down and went like, like, why did I clinch? You know? And then we realized going back through all my old sparring rounds, oh, we were doing that a bunch, you know, like we, like the, all the signs were there. Um, so one, I kind of restructured my training plan. I started doing way more jujitsu. I found another, and I started training with Danny Castillo, um, privately at team alpha male, started going to Caesar Gracie jujitsu four times a week, like prioritizing, not just striking because everyone knows I'm a kickboxer and I love, I love kickboxing. So I started making sure that I was covering all aspects and I found another therapist. So now I speak to a couple of different people who specialize in different areas. I started working this thing called um, brain spotting, which is supposed to be for for like specific traumas. Uh, and yeah, I feel really good. Like I, you know, you never have any control over the outcome of a fight. I have no control over the outcome of this fight. All I can control is my energy going into it and making sure my preparation was correct. And I feel good about that. So you have two therapists now. Actually, I actually have three. So I have like a regular, like a regular psychologist. I have a sports therapist and now I have, and I started working with this woman um, who does this brain spotting technique, which is supposed to target your fight, flight or freeze reactions. Wow. So each one does something different. um, But I do like, I realized, you know, I have five or six different coaches in the physical aspect. There's no, no one therapist is going to be able to do every part of the mental game, you know? So then I, I tried to seek out people who had area, like specific areas that they worked on and try them out. And so far, I feel really good about everything. So this we'll figure it out on Saturday night if it worked or not. And, and who introduced you to this brain spotting? Uh, Macy Barber did actually, because Macy, Macy's also a big proponent um, in have in like looking after your mental health as well. And her and I trained a bunch for this fight. Like she, she's fighting Jessica. I, I fought Jessica. I before um, her and I, her and I worked together a lot and she, yeah, she actually put me, put me in touch with a therapist out in Sacramento and said that this woman had helped her a lot with some, with some little things. And so I started working with her, uh, last week or the week before, I think, and feel like I've made leaps and bounds improvements pretty wow. much immediately. And so are you talking yeah. to these three different therapists, um, every week? Like, does that not get a bit exhausting? Um, so my, my psychologist, so I've been with since 2019, I talked to her every three weeks. Uh, okay. my sports therapist is supposed to be Saturdays before sparring. Um, and then the lady who does the brain spotting was like, kind of, it's when I need it. So okay. it's just been like three sessions working on specific things. Um, but that's more of like, a, if I have something in particular, I want to, I want to try to work through, then I go and see her. And is there any reason why it's Saturday before sparring with the, the sports one? Um, just to make sure that I'm going into my sparring with the right mentality, you know, that like, even if I've had a rough week or if I didn't sleep well, or maybe I feel a bit off that I can, I can get my mind right, no matter how my body or my, or my mental game feels. Um, and that's been really helpful just, just with being able to set intentions because obviously like your sparring is the closest thing to an actual fight, you know? So, because I felt like large last fight, I, I suffered a little bit from, stage fright and performance anxiety so then this whole camp i really tried to recreate that as much as i could you know put the pressure on myself try to like bring up those fight nerves bring up the anxiety bring up 
the fear, like every everything, the fear of losing in front of people, try to bring up all that negativity um, that can come up in the moment and and give myself an opportunity to practice that, practice working through it and still be able to perform. So that that honestly, like you asked me what I learned after my last fight, that was a that was a huge part of it. Was wow. was so that the first time that I feel it isn't on fight night. You know, like I've put myself there so many times now through this camp that I feel like I, I'm, I'm developing the tools to work through it if it feels really heavy, if that pressure feels like a lot. Is that something you felt before, that stage fright, if you will, that anxiety? Yeah, honestly, uh, the fight before the last one, when I beat Jocelyn Edwards, um, as Coach Kieran and I were walking from the cage out the back, I said the same thing to him then. I was like, man, like, why why am I free? Like, I felt like I was freezing, even though I won that fight definitively, I felt like I froze a bunch in that fight, you know? Um, so I had already known that that was an issue, but I don't think you really understand how much it affects you until you lose. Like I was still winning. So I was like, eh, you know, yeah, I'm feeling it, but I still won against a really tough and strong opponent. Um, it was only when I, when, when I lost and, I'm not saying it's the reason I lost. Not at all. I'm saying it's the reason I made decisions that I made. And right, she capitalized right. on those because she is amazing at what she does. Like I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm all I can control is my actions and my actions in that fight put me in certain situations, you know, that maybe I wouldn't have necessarily wanted to do. So yeah. So I've definitely felt the stage fright and the performance anxiety before. I don't think I realized how strong it could get. So five days before the fight, how are we feeling? How's the confidence? How's the anxiety? How would you describe how you're feeling? I feel really good. I, th this, this might be the first camp where I feel like I've, I've legitimately covered all bases. I've done everything that I possibly can do. You know, the only thing, the only thing that, I'm, that I can't do is decide what she's going to do on Saturday night, you know? So like I've every, every single aspect that I'm able to control, I competed in jujitsu again. You know, I, 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 my coach Kirian found me a jujitsu school to go to regularly. I started working with, with other therapists. I found a new wrestling coach. Like I feel like I've covered everything that I needed to cover. And so now I just need to, to let it go. My coach has said to me all camp, like Jesse's just got to be Jesse. That's it. There's been not much instruction other than that. It's just Jesse's got to be Jesse. And that's, that's kind of my, like, my mantra this week is just, just be myself, enjoy what I'm doing. Remember why I'm doing this It's because I love it. You know, I don't have anything to prove. I enjoy my job. I enjoy my sport and I just need to continue to enjoy it. Listen, forget about the number 276. It doesn't matter. Forget about the venue. Forget about all this. It's another Saturday sparring session for you. You're going to show up there. Totally. You're going to be the first fight. So you know exactly, you're the one person who knows exactly when they're going to fight because you're the first fight. So you know exactly, yeah. you have that benefit. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be in the back there. You're going to be in the big arena. You're going to be a little bit nervous. It's natural. If, if, if you weren't devoted to your job, if you weren't passionate about your job, you wouldn't be nervous and that would be a bad thing. And then that music is going to hit. And you're going to have a smile on your oh, face yeah. and you're going to know it's going to go, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, 
I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. And you're going to have a smile on your face. You're going to know that the whole MMA Hour team is behind you. All the fans of this program are behind you, and we will propel you to victory. You're going to have your moment in the middle of the cage at the end. You are going to scream on the top of your legs. You're going to say, yes, I did it for myself. I did it for Australia. I did it for my Nana. I was turning 100 on July 23rd, somewhere around that day. We're not quite sure exactly when her birthday is, but we're sure she's turning 100. That's terrible that I can't remember That's fine. And then you're going to fly home. First time since when you go home? First time since when? Uh, I haven't seen any of my families. I haven't. 2019, I think I went back, but I haven't seen majority of my family since like 2017. Wow. So, it's going to be an incredible yeah, so after be, party. I haven't seen my brothers and sisters in a long time. <laughs> It's going to be a great flight home. It's a very long flight, but you're going to yeah. just shower in that victory. You're going to revel in that victory. <laughs> you're probably going to listen to the song over and over again. And this might be your new walkout th- song because it will be the turning point of your career. And we will always look back on yeah. this song as the moment where you just said, you know what? I'm going to leave all that anxiety, all those nerves, all that pressure behind. I'm just going to have fun. You only live once. YOLO. I'm just going to enjoy what I do. Exactly. You only YOLO once. I'll be like, thank you, Hawaii. Listen, if you want to give us a shout out afterwards in the cage, that's up to you. No pressure. But uh, the moment that song hits, we take down one of these photos. Your photo will be up there for life. Immortalized. I love that. Amongst thank the you. gods. Thank you. Of MMA. So to all those people who thought you were announcing your retirement, guess what? Uh, Jessica Rose Clark ain't going nowhere. Jokes on you. Yeah. JRC ain't going nowhere. All right? Nowhere. The winning streak starts on Saturday. Uh, good luck to you, my friend. Can't wait for the fight. It's going to be a great scene, a great moment. I'm very happy that you got this moment on such a big card, International Fight Week. Well done. And uh, we will be we will be Thank rooting you. for you on Saturday. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. There she is, the one and only Jessica Rose Clark with the breaking news, Frank. What do you think? Breaking news. I mean, I wish I could put... Do we have the rights to the song? No. No. But you do... A- Great job singing it. Oh, oh, oh. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks that drive the girls while I got the moves that really move me. I send chills up and down their spine. She's just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy, Toy. I mean, this is a great moment. Do you guys think this could be a bigger moment for the show than Virna coming out to Island Boys? Possibly. Are you are you calling a shot? What do you think? That you're going to replace that photo with this photo? Oh, no, 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 no. I've got to find some real estate here. I thought you were... Um, no, 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 no. I mean, DC might have to go. I mean, it's a big moment. This is a big moment. There's all the empty space on the desk. You could just pop it there. What if uh, What if Barbarina loses? You replace the lunchbox. You think it's time? I mean, no, Barbarina fighting know. this Saturday against yeah, the great Robbie Lawler, for that's goodness sake. I'm just trying to think of something here for you. You think picture upon picture? Like, it'll be two pictures in the same spot. It's true. I'm just impressed by how quickly you've moved on from Verna. I mean, the fact that she was even in the in the discussion. Verna's there. Be... She's not leaving. Okay. You guys think she's leaving? I mean, look, it sure already... seems like what you were getting. No, no, no. You gave I that just vibe, think. Yeah. Here's the thing. That you already was... spurned her once with, wow. with that terrible pick. And that now... was a flat. That was a moment in time. I feel like. What do you think? What's a bigger deal? UFC 276 International Fight Week coming out to Shawn Michaels music, or, or Island Boy? Is it boys or boy? There's. I, I think it's boy. I think Island it was pronounced boy. 2021. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, 
There's only there's only one. There's only one original. You can only do wow. be the first once. I think it's a big deal. She gets on the pay per view card. She's coming out in front of. Oh, the, don't uh, get me wrong. It's it's a big deal, and I think the song selection is a little bit more interesting than, yes. than Island Boy. Now, um, what are the? Can we get uh, can we get a line on um, the broadcast <laughs> team no selling this? DC in particular, who I already told about all this, he's going to be like, oh wow, she's coming out to Shawn Michaels, but not actually like. You, you you should say th- the backstory, right? I think you're more likely. I'll let Connor give an uh, actual number on the odds here. I think you're more likely to get mentioned for that than the Hall of Fame speech, for sure. No, I don't think. I don't you're, think I'm getting it either. You're, you're I don't saying, think you're getting either. Yeah, either. I don't think getting you're either. asking for a line on DC when she starts walking out, just as the as the paper or as the card yes. is starting, and yes. he's just like, oh, she's she's walking out of this because. She yes. went on the MMA hour. She made a promise. Yes. And now uh, her and Ariel are seeing it through. Yes. Uh, that happening plus 100,000. It, w- it would be something like that. So it'd be like, yeah, she's walking out to the song. I don't know if you know this, but Ariel, Ho- what's that, Dana? <laughs> the, before he finished his sentence. Greater chance of the shout out in the speech. Yes. Yeah, I think you're much more likely than the speech. Now, here's the biggest question <laughs> of them all. I don't even think we're going to hear the song on the broadcast. Oh, no. Listen, that's no. that's my question. Should we not have said it before? Like pe- those who Why know, are you them. whispering it? Because <laughs> in case anyone, do you think we yeah, nobody's actually hear this. screwed ourselves by? Should we you not just by bringing this to people's attentions? They're gonna go and retweet this clip. So this clip right here. Yeah, you, you were probably better to just. Not I should have just anything. kept it going. And then the whispering just is so suspicious. Wait, are you worried that it they, like the song itself might get canceled? She see. It's very important that she just said. She just said that it has been approved. So we now know if it gets. Oh, we're in. Ixnaid, right? That's right. I think it'd be worse for them to try and do that. I agree. Now Connor's whispering too. I know it's that effect (laughs) that you have on people. But I agree. I agree. Someone starts whispering, you start whispering back. I don't know why. I think that this is huge. I think the fact that she has said on the record to the public that it has been agreed upon because as of yesterday it had been submitted. Not agreed. Now that we know it's agreed, the pressure's on them. If we, what? if we, if if she actually gives a shout out, forget DC giving a shout out. There's no way that happens on the broadcast. If she in the cage, if she yeah, if she wins and then goes post fight interview, gives a shout out to the MMA. What do we do? We get a full God size cardboard cutout <laughs> that has to hang out on the set with you. We call I, this I think the, that's the move. I I Jessica honestly Rose think Clark you corner. might just have to have her on every week. You know, I I actually was gonna think to like up the ante with the shout out, and maybe I blew. I didn't. You know, I don't want to put too much pressure yeah. on the moment. Although, uh, also, New York Rick, you may remember Matt Matrion was supposed to shout us out one time. Do you remember that yeah, back in the day? Is, this is super this old. This is opening a wound here, though. Like, and he I didn't. Mean, yeah, he said he was going I, to. I was personally hurt by that. Yes, he was gonna shout out the Matrion minute. Yes. The, the the best minute in sports. We've never I, gotten shout out uh, a shout out in. Have we gone? No, I don't think we ever. In the actual like, you know cave. who I know what a shout shouted out Petrosky, hundred percent. Andre Petrosky, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah fumbled the bag thing? unlike uh, any yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he if he had gotten to do it, you think so? I think he would have called based it on out. what. He just seems like he's, yeah, he was he's pretty aggressive. tuned into it. It was it was. I think that his buddy was putting him up to it. I think it was yeah, Sean Brady putting him up to it. But you do all this all this stuff, and then you get to the moment, and then you execute it. You, you, now you now you bring attention to it. I think you would have done it. That's my that's my two cents. If I Jessica Rose Clark wins, which by the way JRC, I think that's sticking. Uh, I like I, that too. I referred to her 
as that earlier. So yeah, I like that. I think Wait, you said it before me? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just our initials. Yeah, I said it at one point. Uh, I, I stole I, that from you? No, from no, no, no. I'm not ca- claiming that you that you stole this. I'm just saying. Okay. I at one point referred to her as that. I like it. JRC yeah. sticking. If she wins, I will be standing by with bated breath as oh my she gives God, what a moment. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll be fingers crossed that she gives a shout out. And so this is another example, a prime example. A shout out to our good friends. Everyone's going to watch the first fight now. <laughs> Right? We've now, let's be honest, going into this card, stack card, probably the fight that had the least amount of interest, right? Is that a fair thing to say? You sure. said it, not me. Okay. I think we can say not as much interest as. Now, I would argue, it's like top five. And this so is... I think that we are owed a thank you from the executives at say... ESPN, UFC, etc. That's I... all. I was I didn't say it earlier. I didn't get to say it earlier. But I think like look, you're we're we're doing some victory laps here. I think yeah. you deserve the credit for that. What's the line I, on you getting a thank you from ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I dare say that was really good. I, I also dare say like maybe you should be in the Hall of Fame and not DC. Wow! Tell DC it's to take fine. a back seat. I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't feel comfortable. I mean, you said we're not it. there yet. You we're said it, not me. I can't say that. Um, I will just say, though, like you look at the rankings, how many fights are on this card, at least as of right now, 13. Uh, we've lost one. Wow, there was going to be 14 fights on this card? Sheesh. Um, hopefully it remains 13. I think it has now surpassed Barber I in terms of interest. I think you can make a very strong case that it has now surpassed Gary Green. I think you can make a very strong case. I mean, who's talking about, I don't know, Cerrone Miller? No one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> earlier it was like great factoid like, yeah what, what a fight I think, it's like, yeah, I think we have now added a lot of interest to this fight if she comes out to that song and does like the the pirouette thing that he does or at least the turn like at least plays it up a little bit i think it could be a great moment now have you have you talked behind the scenes do we know if she's gonna lean into it like in that capacity no i mean this is really the amount this of talking that we've extent had of it. yeah okay i I, w- I would also uh say my level of anxiety uh, now for that fight is through the roof. We have to win this fight. You're invested. We know we have to win this Uh, fight. We now. Now you're you're in the... Well, I mean, I picked her. I I picked her in the thing. I'm his draft. Yeah, I wish you had let her know she was your last pick of the draft. Uh, I knew you guys weren't going to touch her. So, like, oh, man. I mean, you guys really looking at the first fight of 276. I respect it. I respect it. I'm all in. I'm all in. But I'm nervous because you know what's going to happen. Two losses. Ew, it's the Hawani <laughs> curse. Ew, don't ever do it. Ew. You know Speaking it's all going to come. Doing it. But yeah. is there something to this? Is there, there a is curse no brewing? There is, is no there curse, curse brewing. brewing. There is, is this, no curse brewing. Is, this, uh, is there a curse the brewing? lock of the week? Uh, is she a dog? No, no, she's she's a favorite. No, we have the Helwani I mean, Dog of the Week, the Helwani Oh, now we're doing another one? The week, the do- and now I mean, we have the Helwani. Let's be real. We don't even need to pick underdogs on this anymore, so you just pick whatever you want. Uh, by the way, Israel you make- Adesanya, Dog of the Week. Who cares? Whatever. Wow. I was going to say, um, well, one second. Like, Volkanovsky Holloway going the distance. Is that plus or minus? Minus. It is? It's got to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's minus. For sure. They've, they've already fought 10 rounds. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like these props are always plus. Do you know no. this for a fact, or you're just saying this? I know it for a fact. Yeah, I'm looking at Volkanovski Holloway. 
Volkanovsky. Wait, you were gonna you were goes, looking for that as your dog of the minus week. Minus two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Minus two hundred. Oh yes, minus two twenty five. Oh man. Or, uh, you know what? Just it. do it. Just say it. Who cares? No, I can't do that. Wow. Last time last time your justification was like there were other outcomes and it was it was not the most uh, What's by the way, Volk via decision plus one hundred. Uh, I'm gonna I want it plus I'm one play of the week. As soon as you said that, I actually think there might be a finish in this fight. Really? Yeah. Well who fight who? doesn't go to a decision. Who are you leaning towards? Volk? I think Volk could finish him, yeah. Volk Whoa. via sub. Volk via sub plus fourteen hundred. That would be mm, nutty. I don't think a sub. I could see, okay. I could see a, T- KO a, a TKO plus 325. How about Cerrone Miller? No one becomes uh, the all-time the leader? leading winner. We get a draw plus 6,500. Wow. Plus 6,500? Like, yeah, but it's like Someone will bet it. Yes, draws are stupid bets. There's no reasoning behind it unless you're just firing it off for fun. Cerrone Miller, let me see. Uh, oh, there's no prop for it here. Some fights have props, some don't. Yeah. I uh, just want to look at Izzy real quick. Izzy, Izzy decision plus 100. Izzy can, KO can plus 150. That's not that much extra. That's Who's not that lot? much extra juice. Izzy submission, 1600. <laughs> he has been talking a lot about submissions. He talks about his grappling Yeah, he keeps talking about choking him out. Uh, his last, yeah, his last finish was uh, Paulo Costa, so it was uh, almost two years ago, three fights ago. I could see a finish, but I don't think it's worth. That. I don't think that's enough extra. No points on that. What about just curious? Since there have been some weird ones, Cannoneer decision plus eight hundred. I mean, I think he has to knock him out if he wants yeah. to get it done. I don't think he he beats Israel Adesanya in a striking match like that. Pajeda knockout could be interesting, but not here. You picked him right in the draft. Yeah. Sean O'Malley? No, I can see here. it. Why do they have props for some fights but not other other fights? Uh, they just slowly release as the week goes on. Too, Too early. early. All right. Well, maybe oh, uh, oh, oh. I I think we have our. Uh, we're gonna have to really put some work in on our DraftKings league this week. Let's Why? see if it's up. DraftKings gave us the special privilege. Oh. Huh. We got the MMA or UFC contest. We uh, we have 300 entries now. Let's see if we can do it. Already? Frank? No, 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 no. We can. Oh, we have like, that. okay. Yeah. When, when are we doing the, um, like, don't they do sometimes like, oh, boost and all that stuff? Yeah, we can talk offline about it. Okay. All right. Jump in the gun. Uh, uh, final question. Does she walk out to that song? Does it happen? What do you guys think? She definitely walks out oh, to the yeah. song. You think so? I don't know. Yeah, I think she's going to walk out to the song. I think she's going to win. Okay. That'll be big. And then from there, we, we find out. Too bad I won't see it. I'll be at Money in the Bank. <laughs> 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 I'm so invested in this, and I will find out later. I'll be uh, talking to uh, Natalia Neidhart and uh, the rest of the Sweetheart, crew over though. there. Yeah, very nice. Give me the uh, toy right over here. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have a big week coming up. I mean, a lot on the docket. Uh, Wednesday, 11 o'clock, Showtime pay-per-view press conference. We'll be hosting it. And then at 1 o'clock, I'll be sitting right here, contrary to Frank's beliefs, uh, and we'll have another show. Uh, we'll have another in-studio guest. We'll have a big winner from Saturday's main event on the program. We'll have a former UFC champion on the show, and we'll have one of the brightest minds in the game. How's that for a tease? Any guesses? 
perfect. Uh, I'm driving my kids to sleepaway camp tomorrow, and I'm very nervous about it. Probably won't sleep. Probably going to sleep in their bed and hold them very tight and uh, maybe try to convince them one last time not to go. Probably won't work out in my favor. So when you see me next, I'll be a hot mess. I'll be very sad, counting down the days until they triumphantly return. Uh, that will begin as of tomorrow afternoon when we say goodbye. I, like even talking about it right now, my palms are getting sweaty. I'm getting all nervous, all sad about it. Alas, we're out of time. Great show. Thank you to everyone who stopped by. Thank you, Frank, for the music. Uh, I was looking for my water. I couldn't find it. You have Prime. I do have Prime, but I ran out, as you can see. By the way, when I was in Montreal, we had like a sort of old friend reunion birthday party thing. Shout out to my good friends at Notre Boeuf de Grasse who hosted it. Uh, you may remember that restaurant from the infamous Kevin Owens feud, and it was just so nice. I would urge anyone out there, if you have the opportunity to link up with old friends, some of these people I had not seen in over 10 years uh, went out of their way to not just celebrate my birthday or whatever, you know, because we were there in Montreal, but celebrate life, celebrate each other, friendship. Uh, I can't even tell you how nice it was, how much it meant, how much it warmed my heart. If if you are able to do it, if you're able to go back and see old friends, uh, revisit memories, old stomping grounds, whatever, trust me, do not delay. Make it happen. It will make you feel very, very good. Uh, we are out of time. Thank you to all our guests today. It was a great show as promised. Thank you very much to Johnny Eblin. Congrats to him on the big win. The brand spanking new Bellator middleweight champion. Thank you to Danny Sabatello. I can't wait to have him and Raytheon Stotts in studio at some time in the future. We shall do it. It shall be great. It shall be live as well. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you very much to Max Holloway. Good luck to him on Saturday. Thank you to Eddie Hearn for stopping by. That was great. Can't wait for the uh, first pitch. And thank you to Jessica Rose Clark. Go get him, Jess. Jesse Jess. Sorry, she doesn't like that. Talk to you on Wednesday. Peace. I'm out of here. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code THEMMAHOUR. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com slash MMA.
Yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.